the YouTube niggas is solid. That's my niggas. But I'm sorry, YouTube niggas, y'all not getting this. So we started off like this. We started off like this. Hold on. We gotta start it off like this today. I just told me, yeah, we gonna be straight. He saw me make a million on one day. I let him keep that money because I know he's gonna keep it safe. We gonna put it right to their face. Shoot it up, 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 shoot it
Yeah, he better be pouring the gravy on some other meat. Hey. Wait on some other meat, nigga. What's wrong hey. with you, nigga? <laughs> Not pouring no gravy on no meat, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this nigga, bro? <laughs> hey. What's wrong with this nigga, bro? I gotta boo this nigga. Go for one, man. <laughs> One, he missed from the three-point line. He, he pulled up quick on niggas. Niggas say I'm pouring gravy on me. What's wrong with this dumb nigga, bro? <laughs> nah, but for real, for real, what y'all doing, man? I'm excited. I'm going to have me a good Thanksgiving. Y'all going to y'all people house? Well, Brooklyn, your people live in New York and Doom, you in Vegas. Say, I ain't going nowhere, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm chilling, man. Y'all cooking? If I was, even if I was back home, I wouldn't have. Yeah, no, my people not nice. doing nothing. We not risking it. But white people risking <laughs> it. I know a bunch of white people risking it. Lafayette but, is dumb with corona right now. It's bad. Especially me, bro, I think I think niggas need to have a conversation where we start to admit that niggas don't really fuck with their people like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At least not all of them. I got people that I rock with in my family, but like when you talking about the whole extended motherfuckers, it's niggas just being fake for a few hours, pretending like everything. All oh, that's good, a big you fan. Know what I'm saying. I would have used that COVID excuse with the quickness, nigga. <laughs> Quick. I was feeling a little under the weather. See, I, I think I'm a, I'm an interesting case because. My people been and excluded the extended family. Like they don't come over. Oh, yeah. Like it's right. just my it's my grandmama kid. It's just my grandmother's kids. So it's like my mom's and her brothers and sisters. So like we cut like my my grandmother's sisters. Oh, we don't fuck with them no more. We been cut them out. <laughs> yeah. See that that's what we had with my family, bro. Because my grandmother passed a few years ago, and ever Ooh. since she passed, like. All the beef started coming to light. You know what I'm saying? So it always be like that, bro. Yeah. Bro, I'm scared. I don't know what we're gonna nowhere. do. I don't know what a, like honestly when a family loses like their their grandmother, their grandfather, the family loses like a structure of like where everybody goes. I don't know where we where we're gonna go when my grandmother die. I really don't. Yeah, bro, it's crazy. And what's wild is I didn't even see that coming at all. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't think it was gonna be like that, but nah, niggas just to themselves, bro. But for holidays, like our family's still one of those families where you know you try to value that type of shit. So you yeah, you try to get together. But then you know, nigga, just two weeks ago, y'all niggas y'all was, was working on Facebook and shit. Like, why are we over? Oh, don't tell me y'all get on Facebook, dude. That's crazy. Them niggas do. I don't. <laughs> Them niggas do. <laughs> but they slick with it. Like, it'd be some real life shit, and then you'll just see the little sub shit. Where oh, this. Just our family know that they taking shots at each other. It don't be no no crazy shit. That's Them niggas wild. is wild, bro. The, my, the thing I'm missing the most about Thanksgiving is the gambling. My family play cards for money at Thanksgiving every every oh, time. That's hard. I wish we would do that. I'm that's, I, that's like the niggas be playing pity pad and poker, nigga. Like yep. pity pad for that, for that, I hey, I put the mask on. We in there. Pity, Chris, <laughs> you know you know about the pity pad games, Chris? Bro, oh, you already know what time niggas be playing for quarters, dollars. Games be getting up to like. They be doing $10 tap out. Niggas be wildin', bro. Like, it'd be a lot of money on the table. My, my aunt will slap the table and be like, nah, nigga, y'all gotta count the shit. Count it right. <laughs> money on the table. Like, nah, niggas be oh, wildin', bro. Yeah, it gets super serious. Chris, man, you the guest, man. What's up? What you doing for Thanksgiving, nigga? Shit, man, I'm chilling to the crib, man. I'm trying to duck COVID left and right. You feel me? Only thing I'd really be missing is the food. I love my family, but I mean... Nigga, like, if you need a plate, holler. Like I said, I, me and Chris making it. I'm I trying see- to turkey, nigga. My grandma's sending that pack in the mail. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Not literally okay. in the mail, but she's sending she's sending that, that uh the frozen the frozen rice dressing mixed through. You feel me? I hope she sent a little bit of extra. You feel me? I hope she sent some cornbread dressing, something. 
that's all I really need. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to kick it to the crib. A lot of like, see, I'm not one of them people who, who duck off from the family event to go smoke in the car and then come back to the family all high. That shit just not going to fly in my family. So <laughs> now I can just chill at the crib and just smoke. <laughs> I ain't got to worry about nothing. I'm, I'm going to roast myself me, for Thanksgiving. That is me. <laughs> see, I thought I was the only one like that. Uh, I can't do it, bro. I, once I moved away, because it's like, you know how, like, when you, especially when you're one of the younger ones in the family, no matter how old you get, they still look at you as a little like a nigga. baby. That's a fact. Like when I turn 21 and I start drinking, they be side eyeing me like, nigga, what you doing? <laughs> but I moved away. And then when I come back to visit and shit, nah, oh, nigga, it's adult nigga. I'm walking in, nigga. <laughs> double star phone, smelling like a pound, nigga. Everybody looking at me crazy, but they can't tell me shit. Let's you go, make, man. You make your I'm own. That, I feel that. that nigga, bro. But they definitely look at me crazy when I was drinking at first. Now it's like, oh, I do what I want. Now my brother, the nigga, they look at weird. Mm. <laughs> That's that shit. B, what you doing, nigga? You cooking over there? Me? Nah, you bugging, bro. Look. I'm gonna be at work all day. Oh, nigga. I'm gonna drink though. I'm gonna drink. I already told my boss. When, when nigga, don't you drink, you nigga? There? You right, baby. <laughs> Look, I be at work like nigga. It's drink thirty, baby. I'm trying to tell you. Fuck, bro. There may not be a happy hour in every hour, but there's a drink thirty, nigga. I tell you this, that. This nigga is the alcoholic of the bros who think. That's a fact. <laughs> this nigga be getting towed up from the flow up, nigga. <laughs> Lafayette told me. So what is what? What that say about you? Yeah, nigga, I, I had to stop. <laughs> Lafayette crazy. You can't fuck with these Lafayette niggas, bro. They, they wall out here. And speaking on that, that might as well transition. Them niggas is Trump the fuck out, nigga. They are Trump the fuck out. And this nigga won't leave. This nigga Trump trying to get a recount in Georgia. This nigga Trump is clowning. I am so like, bro, I'm so sick of Lafayette. Lafayette got me at an all time high. The other day, I'll, let me tell you, y'all won't believe it. The other day I was at Walgreens. This old white man was in front of me. I do the six distance shit. He had his mask on. I had my mask. I do the six feet. I'm standing six feet. First off, these these girls, these white girls who couldn't be more than like 19, 20, come in with a Trump shirt on. First, they try to cut me. And I'm like, yo, you don't see the six this six feet thing? They get back. The old white man turned around and say, can y'all put on a mask? Because I am like, I'm asthmatic. Or he said something. He said he had some pre-existing condition. Bitch just said... What do you Ooh. do? You buy into the liberal media? Do you? No, I with you, old snakes. nigga. Bro, they was getting on this old man ass, and I said, "Yo, this old man got a condition. Y'all put on your mask." There's like, I know you're not talking. I know you don't have nothing to say before before we get on your ass. I said, "Hold up, I'm too old to be fucking with y'all, but don't worry. I'll call my girl and she'll come whip y'all fucking ass right now. What's up?" And they thought I had a black girl. I was like, "No, nah, I don't even have a black girlfriend. This white girl come beat y'all fucking ass." And it was like, "Oh, we don't want no problems." Then the Walgreens manager had to come in and be like. Uh, is there a problem going on? And the old man was like, he tried to stand up for me because these people won't put on a mask. And it was like, ma'am, can y'all put on a mask or y'all got to leave? And it was like, we leaving from this liberal establishment anyway. Y'all are trying to take away our rights, oh, this and this. God. They said, go Trump 2020. And I said, that's why that nigga lost, bitch. And it was like, shut up. And the manager was like, be quiet. I was no, like, nah, man, fuck geez. them bitches. Like, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> I can't believe that shit fucking happened. Like, on that kind of time, bro. <laughs> It's shit is crazy. That remind me of that RJ video. That nigga was jamming fuck Donald Trump. Oh, that shit was funny, boy. <laughs> that was like iconic, nigga. I, I, bro, I shed real tears watching that. I watched that video probably fifty times in that day. I, I was that was not a good day for me. So every time like my day would spiral, I was like, man, today sucks. I would go back and watch RJ flame out that Trump supporter because that shit was hilarious. Bro, it's, it's RJ Lafayette legend, bro. <laughs> nigga need to give him his flowers while he's still here. Real for real, bro. His you remember that video? Was crazy. 
Remember that video when that nigga went to the Trump rally and like <laughs> it was like, boom, yeah, fuck Trump, bro. when they kicked that nigga out of the Trump rally? They kicked that Iconic. nigga out. He lucky they didn't try to fight his ass. <laughs> Well, I would have been first, scared man. that motherfucker. He was in the middle of hella <laughs> white niggas. Looked like a KKK rally in that motherfucker, bro. But I like I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Like Trump, these Trump niggas is just wildin' and he won't they concede. Won't take L, bro. He won't, won't concede. And Biden better stop asking us for money just because he's trying to get a solid transition, nigga. Like you're not the government. I'm not giving Biden no fucking money. Better, better sell another one of them million dollar houses, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> what is he talking about, bro? He got the money. Dude, man, you think this nigga's going to concede or what's up? You think this is going to tell January? I think he going to, as long as they let him keep doing this shit, he going to keep pushing. Because he keep losing court case after court case. He didn't lost, he two for 20, he two for 34 right now. But they yeah, because he just took his L, shit. right? Yeah, he just took an L in Georgia and, he, and he's like, yeah. recount Georgia. I need a recount of Georgia. And, and, stay, and all them Georgian people are like, nah, we're not doing this. Stacey Abrams got them niggas shook. <laughs> right. You Most see stuff Stacey. Them like that. And yeah. then when you see their statement, bro, it don't even be like no detailed explanation. It literally just be a bunch of like professional ass words for fuck out. Bullshit. Of yeah. <laughs> bullshit. That's all it is. It's they just... don't be trying to explain nothing, bro. It's they a bunch like, of legal jargon. Here, a bunch of big words just to be like, yeah, nah, this is bullshit. And like, <laughs> we're not about to recount these votes. <laughs> Trump is clowning, bro. He is clowning. Then his son got Corona. And then like, he's just like, no, my son is okay. We're okay. And we're going to keep it pushing. It's just like, yo, I don't know what y'all. I don't know what y'all expect. Like, and the Republicans are just being hypocrites because they like, oh yeah, we're for the country. We're for we're for uh, patriotism. But everything Trump is doing is not patriotic. This nigga trying to destroy democracy. democracy. Literally, <laughs> jinx, <Yeah>. nigga, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> this Dude, nigga is trying like... to destroy it. Chris, I know yeah. you got takes on this, and you never get to speak on it. What you think? I just can't understand how anybody's looking at this and not seeing it for what it is. Last election, bro. Like all the media, the, the media, you know what I'm saying, sites or channels, they've been running it. They've been running last uh, last election cycle. They was like, oh, yeah, Hillary's fans are just mad. Hillary supporters are just mad because she lost, dog. You lost. Give it up. Y'all acting like, oh, they're cheating. Nobody's cheating, bitch. You fucking lost. You suck. Where's your emails? Now the whole role's reverse. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, Trump's like, they're cheating. They're cheating. And all the Republicans are like, he's right. It's like, no, son. Like, what was that energy y'all had last year? Like, nah, bitch, you lost, my nigga. If, if getting more votes is cheating, my nigga, then you cheated last fucking election. You feel me? Like, that's a fact. But also, crazy, bro, when they go back and look at it, they be finding extra votes for Donald Trump, but it'll be like, yo, we found 2,000 extra Donald Trump votes. But and we then 10,000. Like 15,000 more. <laughs> yeah. Like, nigga, what? <laughs> Just hang it up, my nigga. But what, but what fucks me up, bro, this is what fucks me up. I, and I'm not, it's not even on the Trump side. It fucks me up with the left. How everybody in the left, the media is like, oh, we need to come together. We, we need to like pardon Donald Trump. Like today, they was like pardon Donald Trump to bring the country together. And it's like, nigga, Donald Trump didn't try to bring the country together four years ago. This nigga was terrorizing people. Biden, Dude, talk your that. shit. Fuck yeah. them right. Like, we got to make a stand. Like, why can't it be fuck racist? Like, what is wrong with saying fuck racist? Like, fuck them racist niggas, bro. But the problem I, is, is that more people than you think are but like see, that. Like, but you see, you remember when me in Brooklyn told your ass that and you didn't want to buy it? I, I'm, I'm starting to see it now, bro. Because it's, it's even niggas, like, I noticed that it's niggas that's not like, because there's, there's two different type of races, bro. You got, like, 
the situation that happened in Louisiana with the lynching of the uh, bro, and we're gonna get to like, that in a second. Those, rest in peace, those type of races are like few and far in between. Yep, but you got like your everyday, like Nick, probably niggas you work with that closet. Definitely that niggas you, you work with. Who with like, for a fact, know, like, and you think everything all good, and then you start realizing how they brain work on certain shit, and you like, bro, you might not be one of those fuck niggers, the hang them all type racist <laughs> oh, niggas. Just dropped the hard R. You, he you did. Racist, bro. <laughs> like real shit. I love how know, all of us <laughs> made a face when that nigga said the hard R. <laughs> Nah, but the, I'm saying that's those no, no, type I of know, extreme I know. races. Like, we, you know we what get mean? what you're saying. It was just funny, like how Brooklyn <laughs> and Chris and me all just made up. Like, it's like, oh. like he was calling us that. Nick got stabbed. Oh, <laughs> nah, for real, Chris. That's how I felt. I felt like he stabbed me. I was like, damn, nigga, what? <laughs> shit. But he's right though. But but nah, he's right. They're definitely, and then Doom, I think there's like three levels of it. I think there's the overt, like KKK niggas. Then I think there's the people that's like, oh, I hate black people, but like, you know, the, the in the middle niggas, like they overt, but they not like, they not about to join the KKK. They just racist. And then there's the closet niggas that's like, yeah, who who are like racist, but don't show it. And then, like, I'm not racist. I got black friends. No, no, Brooklyn, I think that's the fourth. I think that's the fourth because the third one, they don't even talk to black people. They just closet and they just act normal. Then there's mm -hmm. the fourth that's like try to play cool with you and then like try to be your friend. But in the back, they like, man, fuck that nigga, bro. I, I think, think there's also the ignorant ones, too, bro. I think I think there's also like the fourth or fifth, like to where there's they're racist, but they don't quite understand that they're racist. They think that they're not. They're like, I'm not racist. I just don't fuck with black people. That's not, you know what I'm saying? I just think there's no such thing as white privilege. I just think there's no such thing as this and that. You know what I'm saying? There's like that 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 racism that's like um It's uh, uh, it's ignorant racism where it's like they don't where they they might fuck with black people, but they everything they do is to the contrary of what they say. Exactly. Like they think yeah. they're not racist, but their actions don't prove that. That's right? a fact. Well, it's like subconsciously, bro, a lot of them, they they might they might even have like black best friends, but they still think like in their mind, like when we talk about um, professionally, like at work and just in life in general, they like, yeah, I'm cool with black people. We can coexist in the same space. But nigga, I'm here and you here. You, you yeah, know right. I mean? You know what I mean? And that's the worst kind to me, bro. Same. Like fuck you, my nigga. Like you don't you don't get to get the job promotion just because you a white man. And I think I'm, a lot of them don't even realize it. You know they don't. Mean? A lot of them just think, hey, this is just life. You are in your position because you are you who you are. I'm in my position because I'm such a hard worker. Not realizing you've been given certain advantages. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and it get, yeah. it gets deep. But a lot of them take part of a take part of a bigger a bigger um uh organization that they don't realize they're taking part of. They're can they're um their complacency is actually helping the cause of the enemy. Yeah. That's a fact. Complacency yeah. is the is the enemy of progress, bro. Complacency is the enemy of progress. That's a fact. Brooklyn, what you thinking on all of this? Oh, uh, I was going to say, the first thing I had to say is I had to, uh, I got to confess to what Chris has said earlier. I am a part of the media that that replayed the 2016 election videos when they said, oh, Hillary lost. Y'all got to take your L. I did that shit last week. My boss called me like, why you did that? And I was like, I, I got to refresh their memories, bro. Because <laughs> they wilding out here in these streets, especially up here, bro. Like, people be emailing oh, yeah, you me. in the racist Louisiana. Bro, they be emailing me videos. Like, it be deep fake videos of like, uh, the uh, governor of Nevada saying, oh, yeah, we recounted the votes and, and and Trump won. And I'm like, did you see how long it took Nevada to count the, the votes the first time, nigga? You think they did a recount already? Get off my yeah. fucking phone. That's a fact. <laughs> 
and that nigga got COVID. He ain't counting shit. Right. <laughs> I'm like, bro, can you Google something, bro? Like, if you see something on the internet, on TikTok at that, because it was a TikTok somebody sent me. <laughs> and, and you can see the news station, like the, the flag mic, Google it, nigga. That means yeah. it's on the website. But if you Google it and it's not on the website, that means you're watching a deep fake video. The same yeah, fake videos that you said was helping Biden, but clearly, who they helping? Russia and yeah. Trump are sending <laughs> out, I mean, not Trump, Russia and China are sending the deep fakes galore. Russia right, and China bro. love the beef that's going on right now. And, and Putin came out, was like, yeah, we don't accept Biden, pro-Trump. Why do you think Putin's saying this, you dumb yeah, niggas? Yeah, bro, it helps his cause. We fuck with Trump, though. Like, like the fact that Putin fucks with Trump scares the ever living shit out of me. And then some Republicans would be like, "No, it's it's a peace bridge." No, that nigga got dirt on him. He can take advantage of that nigga. Yeah, right. dumb Facts. fucks. Like, right. Putin, Trump probably over there in Russia fucking little girls, bro. Allegedly, allegedly. I just don't like how. God damn, PC Lay went out the window. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. These are jokes. These are jokes. This is stand I don't like how hour. Trump is getting away with saying whatever he want to say, and the shit don't be making no sense. Like he was, he was tweeting like while the shit is still getting counted. He's like, I'm counting personally, and I feel I'm seeing that we're winning a lot of votes. That's like. I'm sitting there like, who's letting you count votes, first of all, nigga? Because if, <laughs> if I have, like, like if, if I got an American Idol con, uh, contestant that's getting voted on to see if he's winning, I don't want him counting the votes. I don't want him being like, yeah, I'm I'm winning. I'm counting everything, I promise you. <laughs> it's like, son, don't even speak uh, on don't even speak on the votes. You should just bro, sit down and chill, wait for the results. His, the people that vote for him are so stupid that they believe that dumb shit. And that's why I'm so happy Jack was like, fake news, fake news. Jack got on that nigga ass, bro. Shout out to Jack, bro. Jack for Twitter, he kill it. But see, no, just speaking on constituents of just how dumb they are to believe this shit. My girlfriend's uh, sister's boyfriend works with somebody and he was telling me about how these Trump supporters straight up just believed because they saw a deep fake that Trump was going to go and save all the Republicans from COVID and pay all their like mortgages or whatever. This nigga about to lose his house. Damn. That's fucked up. <laughs> this nigga about to lose his house. He thought Trump was going to come pay for his fucking mortgage. No, he did not, bro. Please no. tell me he did not believe Brooklyn, that, bro. I Brooklyn, I swear. Bro, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> what kind of, like, that's the type of shit that scares me. Like, this is the type of shit, like, bro, you've been out here campaigning, champagneing. Nigga, 50 years old. He not 20. This nigga 50 years old. <laughs> Yo, old ass man. Didn't pay his mortgage for eight months. The bank is coming to take this nigga house in January. He thought a grown-ass man was going to take care of another grown-ass man. First of all, pause, my nigga. Because why would you want another grown-ass man to take care of you? What kind of such shit is that? I shouldn't laugh at this, but that's his own ignorance. What's crazy, though, bro, this did go back to, like, a few weeks ago when I was caping for Trump. I really don't think Trump's stupid. Like, all the dumb shit he say. He don't mean none of that shit. He just know that it is bro, a lot of niggas like that. It's a lot of niggas like that, bro. Wait, Crystal, what you say? You said that nigga Wallet? You, you lost me at, I don't think Trump is really stupid. <laughs> he that not, first sentence, not, that first sentence is out the window. That man is incredibly you, stupid. Everything that you see he say, all the dumb shit that come out of his mouth is perfectly planned. Them niggas sat at a table writing that shit out 
because they know it's gonna cause the chaos, and he always and, pop and that don't equal to stupidity, son. That, that equal to stupidity. When, when it was me, when it was working, when it was getting dubs. It, <laughs> see, yeah, I, see, I actually agree with him, Chris. When it's working, that's got to be a dub for him. Because like, see, the yeah. thing is, this is my thing. I don't think it's his, what he says that actually works. I just think it's his overt, like you know what I'm saying. Like people look at Donald Trump, and there's this certain pocket of his fans, and it's a big pocket that's just sitting there. Like, I don't agree with everything he says, but I like the fact that everybody wants to see him lose, and he don't give a fuck, and he just balls to the wall. He don't that's care. That's another side. You know what I'm saying people. it's like they're yeah. willing to like deal with whatever he says, not even agreeing with it wholeheartedly. And then there's this other group of his supporters that are that just Republicans and that's yeah. just riding with him because he's Republican. The, a, lot of the, the, a lot of the time, people know he's putting his feet in his mouth. Like when we hear Joe Budden stutter, when we hear, uh, not Joe Budden, Joe Biden stutter, we hear the whole, uh, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. We we hear him fuck up too, you know what I'm saying? But we still support him because we support him over that. Well, for the people who support him, you know what I'm saying? But as far as Trump, they just support him no matter what comes out of his mouth. It, it, like this nigga could literally say anything. He He got in the office saying, grab him by the pussy. So yeah, I feel like nothing else could surprise me what he says and people still ride for him. And, they and made that bro, decision. Bro, when he made fun of McCain for being a vet, I was like, oh, it's nothing he can say. This nigga Teflon Don. That's some crazy that's shit. That's still the wildest thing that that's, they let him get away. Bro, that is crazy. the was wildest the, shit to me, McCain bro. Shit. Like he, that's he discredited all, shit to say, bro. He did. He <laughs> said all military vets are weak, and it's like I don't want my vets captured. Like, how can someone say that but then be mad at Kaepernick for kneeling? The same, know, the same man who ducked out on the fucking but war is the same man who said that. I ain't gonna lie. I feel like like Trump don't understand when it's time to joke and when it's time to be serious. Because <laughs> oh, he no, was joking when he said that. He, he definitely was. was. Like, how the fuck you some kind of hero, nigga? They captured your stupid ass. Like, <laughs> that's some joking ass shit, bro. That's crazy, bro. That's fucking nuts that that nigga <laughs> did that. That's, that's absolutely crazy, bro. Yo, and then he made fun of the handicapped people. He like he did. Yeah, did I'm not gonna do what he did, but he did it with his hand. That's, that's like, he did that's, every single thing that will get you canceled. That's what I'm saying. It's not like he's saying shit that people are just eating it up. People are just eating it up because it's him. You know what I'm saying? They're just right. Eating, and and just, that's why, dude, anything. we told you when that nigga started his TV network, he gonna be rich again. I'm telling you, bro. When he get that yeah, podcast he, going, I, I, agree coming. Now. I agree now. Bro. Podcast deal is incoming the moment. He can't go back to the White House. And then if they pardon him, it's going to be even crazier because he's running for election. Because if he don't get pardoned, he's not going to be able to run for election. But if they pardon his ass, he's running again in 2024. And I don't, I don't, we, is, we don't though, need another I, one. I, I wonder yeah. how much of a drop off does his support like take? Now, that's a good point. Not in power. I think, I think that'll happen. People fuck with him is because he was the president. And I think Republicans, at least the people in charge, are going to be like, Nah, we're not giving you the nomination again. I right, think yeah. that's what's gonna happen. Like you're right, he's gonna have his support, still be able to get his TV network. And if he decides to run, it's gonna be the Republicans being like, nah, you gotta run on your own ticket. And then he definitely gonna get cheated. <laughs> he yeah, definitely gonna get sure cheated at that point. Cause they're not you, letting that shit go. You gotta go. have them niggas behind you. Like if they're yeah. not behind you, you ain't you ain't even getting to the stage, bro. You, I knew it was <laughs> bad when Mitch McConnell was like, "Yeah, we're transitioning to Biden. Biden won. We're doing that." Like when Mitch McConnell said that, cause he know his he about to he know he could possibly lose his Senate seat, so he just saying he just going with it. And and like when he said that, I knew it was real. It was over with. Cause like Mitch McConnell, you're one of your biggest supporters. He's saying that like the only niggas that's agreeing with Trump is like Rudy Giuliani and Lindsey right. Graham. Who are fucking think about done. it. The uh, the majority of our politicians are also lawyers. So they, they know, know the legal process and how slim the chances of him 
running a fucking bro. Bush's Bush's lawyer who stole the election from Al Gore, legitimately. Niggas on HBO saying we stole it. Said we took it, and y'all, like, we got away with it. Said there's no way Trump wins this election. There's no fucking way. There's no case for him to prove. He can't, there's nothing. Like, we took an election. We know how to steal an election. That didn't happen. That nigga lost. Yeah, but he, he had to know he was gonna lose, though. That's I don't think he did. He I don't was think confident he, as fuck. he was confident, bro. That he thought he thing. thought niggas was stupid and they didn't care about Corona. But too many people died from Corona, nigga. Too and like when he started and see this is what and this is the crazy part. It wasn't the vet shit. It wasn't the racist shit. Wasn't the homophobic shit. Wasn't the sexist shit. Wasn't any of that shit. It was <laughs> the fact that he denied science and caused so many people to die. That was the fi- That was the straw that broke the camel's 2020 back. 2020 is why he, he lost, because before before the year turned over into... Oh, he was good. He was, he was, he was, he was good in, 20, in 2019, when we was complaining, he was good. He was, he was better than good. I knew niggas that was going to vote for him, and then they changed the moment 2020 happened. And then the fact that that nigga was trying to push through a, a, a Supreme Court judge and didn't give a nigga another uh, stimulus check. He fucked up. Biden giving us a stimulus check the 1st of January. Nigga, I told my girl, be ready. We stacking that paper. <laughs> it's <good>. coming. <laughs> it's fucking coming. I'm ready. Two thou. Give it to me, nigga. Give me my oh, two, two thou. It's two Biden doing two bands, nigga. I'm Let's ready. Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> two bands? <laughs> I'm stacked. We are stacking that. I am ready. That's not going to see. I'm not buying shit with that. That's getting stacked. Stacky money, right. niggas invest. Doom going to give us his investment corner, the stocks to invest. You already know, bro. We going to bring that to the pod, nigga. When them two bands, see when them two bands come, Doom giving y'all to invest. Doom got us. He be giving it to me in Brooklyn. Got, hey, bro, I've been having a good past couple of weeks in the <laughs> stock market, too, man. <laughs> you you going to ride the Trump economy till you get up out of there. Let's go, bro. Let's you see? Go, we got to get Doom corner with the stocks and betting, because now that I can bet, I got to get Doom to get me in the park. Tell me hey, what the parlay I'm, mean with all that shit. Me, I'm ready. The stocks, I got you, but the sports betting, bro, I've been. Oh, <laughs> he be man. he be placing his breast that he be praying, bro. Oh <laughs> man, I've been doing bad. <laughs> Give the people a taste of what you lost. What's the most you done lost recently? Mm, Just so we can man. go oof. <laughs> I think over the course of the NFL season, not not that crazy. Okay, maybe like like five six hundred. Okay, that's not bad. I thought you was gonna say in the thousands. <laughs> no, nah, nah. that's still a lot for me. Nah, <laughs> I, I, I went through a little a little unemployment phase, man. I couldn't. Well, he was making money. Crazy. I'm gonna give you the hotline because I think you got an issue. Uh, <laughs> we gotta get that squared away. I I used to be bad at one point, like bad, bad. I'd be in the casinos with racks, nigga, losing it all. Oh, nigga, I had to stop. Oh, lord. I, I to stop going to the casino, bro. I went to the casino one time with $300. Lost it all. Lost it all. One of my niggas gave me $5. I ended up winning $500, and I was about to bet, and God told me no. And then when I, I saw what I was going to bet on, I was going to lose it all, Doom. I was going to do just, I was going to do like 200 just on black. The, the shit went red. I was like, good thing I didn't do it, and I just walked yeah, the fuck bro. out of there. That, that roulette is crazy, my nigga. I, I like, can't play roulette. My suggestion to anybody going to the casino, do not play fucking roulette. It's just, it'll kill you. You'll be up at one moment, then you'll be down. The thing I suggest playing is blackjack, because that's something you can kind of control. Yeah. And you could you could look at the table and tell your probability. 
Yep. You know what I mean? Like, Roulette, there's it's no chance. As fuck. Like, it's, there's it's whatever. <laughs> Zero, over. nigga. It's Black. Over, <laughs> niggas over. be betting the columns, nigga. Like, no, when you Back, see it, niggas be crazy with the roulette shit, nigga. It's, it's be wild. Niggas be putting but, chips on certain numbers. Like, how do you think that number go pop up, nigga? What's wrong with see, you? See, but nah, nah, you playing, bro. I done hit big betting the numbers. <laughs> How much you done lost playing numbers, though? That's the thing. (laughs) When I was telling you about going with the racks, that's what I lost it on, bro. You see? And I'm going to tell you what happened, bro. I came up crazy. I forget how much I had. I might have been up, like, 1,500. Off of, of like, 300. Going in there with 300. See? And I fucking bet everything, bro, (laughs) on one. And that motherfucker hit the green zeros, my nigga. I was hurt, bro. I was hurt, bro. See why you don't play roulette, like, nigga? nigga <laughs> crazy, bro. Cause everybody at the table, like I was winning. I was. They coming was looking. Up. I know they mouth so dropped. They all started paying attention to man. You know, I was in that fucked up. I'm yeah, yeah. All this shit. Soon as the motherfucker landed on the green zero, everybody at me like, damn. <laughs> they like, oh, they be fucked up, bro, because they come with that little stick and just sweep all your chips yeah. and put it in that little shit, and you be like, damn, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Watch your money go. I can't go back to the nah, bro. I only go to the casino on spurting special events. I can't go back, nigga. That shit hurts. That shit hurts so much. So <laughs> crazy, we got to the casino, but that was awesome. That was a good, good, good little segue. All right, man, what y'all thought of them fleets? Just real quick, knock this out. What y'all thought of them damn fleets? Y'all fleeting? I fuck with the fleets. I'm ready to get rid of Instagram. Fuck Instagram, nigga. I have no reason to check Instagram now that we got I don't even be on that shit, to be honest with you, like that anyway. Especially since they put that shop shit in there, bro. Fuck Instagram, bro. bro. When I opened it up and I seen the shop, I was like, I'm about to delete this shit. Bro, I don't fuck. I don't fuck with Instagram at all. Like, zero. I don't even I don't even remember the last time I opened up Instagram. Only reason why I post was for was for that, that anniversary post. And y'all know y'all know the time that is. Like Yeah, we we do. We do. Do your yeah. thing, player. Yeah. I know the time that is. So I mean, I I'm a Twitter nigga. Now if Twitter just go and put right. some shop shit there, I'm gonna be pissed. Like Jack already doing too much with the fleets. My right. my Twitter mobile app should not have fleets at the top. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. I'll deal with it with Twitter, but I'm not about to deal with it with Instagram. Nigga, I'm gone. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm out of there. But I think he did that because he been peeping niggas being mad at Instagram. So he was like, how can I bring all the niggas that stuck on Instagram and hate it? I got to bring them over to Twitter. I like it, bro. I, look, and, I ain't I've mad been at making it. money off the Twitter stock because of it. So let's go, Twitter, ki- Twitter, Twitter is killing right now. That's a fact. Yo, and also they got the shit they take in Clubhouse shit. Even though I'm not in Clubhouse, I done signed up for it, but I'm waiting for the text to get the invite. Fucking club. I'm, I've been trying to get in the Clubhouse. Any niggas in Clubhouse? I don't know how you get in that. What, you got to get invited or some shit? Damn, nigga, we not cool. That's what that mean. Yeah, <laughs> That's what that We got to step mean. it up. <laughs> get invited to fucking Clubhouse. But Twitter going to do that shit and Clubhouse going to be done. Twitter about to buy Clubhouse. It's about to be over with for them niggas. That would be hard. They got the rooms. Twitter already said they doing the rooms in like in next year. Middle of like summertime next year. That would be hard. That'd so. Be that shit gonna be fire, but that's all I wanted to throw. Just a little social media update, because fuck uh, Instagram. Let's get to one of the big topics this week. Bro, Jeezy versus Gucci versus. What a crazy, what a. Bro, all I can say is like, that shit was nuts. That shit was Whoa. wild. I'm gonna just go to each of y'all, get y'all thoughts on this, because that shit to me. Jeezy obviously won because of songs. Like, Jeezy won, I guess, because of songs. But, like, I think Gucci just won the night overall. 
that's just me with the disrespect, with the I'm I'm standing the whole time looking at you, nigga, make a jump, you leap, nigga. Like, and everybody's saying Jeezy with this mature shit. Nah, nigga, that's there's nothing to be, there's nothing to say Gucci not mature. It's like you tried to kill him. Like when you try to take someone's life, everything's out the window. I don't give a fuck. And like yep. it, and to me, Jeezy's not mature because you and and speaking on this. The the uh his friend who died, his son was pissed. He was like, How you gonna let that nigga just laugh in your face? And my dad rode for you as a soldier. Like that's that's disrespecting to your friend. So I'm I'm not with all the Charlemagne Diddy, like, yeah, they mature, like, nah, nigga. Y'all just saying that because of the money. Like, y'all just made money <laughs> off of that. That's the only reason why y'all saying that. Nah, Brooklyn, we can't get your Diddy takes, nigga. You know, wow. you be going too far. <laughs> <laughs> This nigga be going way too far. <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. But uh, what y'all thought of the verses, man? What y'all thought? One of y'all start off, nigga. It was it was crazy, bro. I think it was the best verses yet. Yeah, and I have a hard time topping it. I don't think they will, unless they do like another beef type situation. Because if not, I don't think they'll be able to like, unless it's like Drake versus Wayne or like Jay Z versus yeah Drake somebody. Versus Kanye. I think even even that because like Drake versus Wayne would be too much love. You know what I'm saying? Like they would need 50 versus game. And he already said he ain't doing that. Oh, <laughs> no, uh, 50 versus Ja Rule. Yeah, I was thinking 50 yeah. versus Ja Rule. Let's go. Uh, uh Wayne versus I mean not Wayne, uh Drake versus Kanye. Drake versus Kanye could do it. Drake, yeah, Drake versus Man, Kanye probably be the only it. thing that would that could it. top this. Drake that would yeah, definitely do it. Drake and you would be nuts. Chris, man, you a Gucci stand. What you thought? That nigga Gucci was, won. He stood Gucci. up, dressed up, nigga, check my jewelry. I'm First smoking all, on Pookie Lock, like. When he First said, of all, Gucci won in life. So that's what that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? He definitely won rappers, when you see Lil Baby and QC and all them niggas standing behind him and Jeezy don't have nobody standing behind him. That's how exactly. you know he won that life. Now see, this is how this is how I, this is how I'm looking at it, right? He won the live before the, the verses even started. Because first of all, you know why the verses happened, right? You know what I'm saying? Like there's two iconic figures. One of them has been successfully dropping at least three hit singles every year for the past five years, maybe even decade from behind bars a, a lot of the times, you know what I'm saying? And we have one rapper who has been dropping albums every couple of years and nobody remembers any of them because he <laughs> peaked in before the, the double digit 2000s, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna so, let you do that. Jeezy got some memories. What, what, what is a hit single that Jeezy has dropped that is memorable in the past decade. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Give me some time. Nah, past decade. I could name you some guap ones <laughs> off the top of my, my... And, and the keyword was memorable, so you can't Google. <laughs> nah, we Googling. <laughs> I'm definitely Googling. When did Put On come out, nigga? Like, this nigga just dropped an album. He dropped the album that same night. Name one song off the album he dropped that I night. I can't, I can't. Nobody listened to that I shit, can't. man. I didn't, I didn't download Nobody it. Listen. That's the thing. Jeezy fell off. Let's be a hundred. Let's keep it a bean. Oh no, he to did. Up, who has been consistently dropping songs with all the relevant artists from Uzi to Thug to Migos to pop artists. You know what I'm saying? And Jeezy just hasn't been doing that. So as when it comes to like the time when they 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 call these two dudes up and it's like, hey, you want a million to do this? You want a million to do this? We'll put y'all in the same room. Guap's like, fuck no. But then they're like, hey. We'll let you perform the truth. And he's like, let's go. Let's get it. He's like, I don't even give a fuck about the verses. I'm just going to perform it. So I'm looking at it from a standpoint of like- The last song he dropped that was a hit was Seen It All featuring Jay-Z in 2014. Nah, yeah. nah, you wildin', bro. 2016, Trapper, Trapper Die 3, uh, All Day with Bankroll. Uh, I'm not Bankroll Fresh. Yeah, you not bad, Bankroll Fresh? Like... I don't know why he didn't play Seen It All in the battle. 
He did. He played it at the end. The last, oh, like, okay. the last, the, 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 the second to last song. But, Chris, you make a good point. Jeezy ain't been relevant since before 2014. He ain't. Like, Guap won when he played I'm a Dog. Guap won again when he played Make the Trap A. He just showed his longevity. And this is another point I have. He also showed off his diversity. Jeezy has had hit after hit after hit. We know that from his extensive 106 and Park run. But at the same time, those are all damn near the same song. I hustle, I hustle, I hustle, I hustle, I grind. I'm Jeezy the Snowman. Push your tea. Damn. Uh, hey, hey, tea Doom, there. remember this argument that this nigga making for an, a, a, take, a couple takes later? Yep. You already <laughs> mark, know, bro. Mark that nope. down. Real talk. <laughs> like, like, when you think about it, bro, all Jeezy rap about is hustling, and it's low-key just that. It's not hustling and girls. It's not <laughs> hustling this. It's not hustling and that. It's just hustling. So even if somebody has a small range of of uh topics that's one that's one topic literally name some of the songs like trap star uh <laughs> trap or die you know what i'm saying <laughs> all that shit has something to do Soul with like survival. <laughs> literally this nigga got his, his fucking hoodies banned in middle schools and what he did he came back with like the snowman ain't there i'm gonna keep talking about cocaine nigga oh y'all want, me to, y'all want your kids rapping about cocaine well guess what they're gonna be rapping about more cocaine <laughs> That's all that nigga knows. That, you know what I'm saying? And Guap right. got songs from like, yeah, I'm a dog, which is just a hit. From songs like Photoshoot, which is just swag. Nigga, I'm flexing on you. From songs like Bricks, where he's talking about trap shit. To other songs where he's talking about uh, trap shit. Where he's crossing over and doing pop trap songs with Drake. Like, Jeezy don't got the Drake feature in the cut. You know no, he saying? does. Yeah, he does. I never... Wait, what song? What song they got together? Light Up, nigga. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. No, not Light Up. Uh, unstoppable. It's Unstoppable. It's not Light Up. Light Up. Era. Light Up is with, wait, light up is with Jay-Z. Wait, that lives, right? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. He, he got a verse. He got a verse. Got a verse. Got a verse. Yeah, Jeezy uh, got a verse. Hold on. I'm about to tell you the exact song. I'm pretty sure it's Unstoppable. Yeah, it is Unstoppable. The Alicia Keys joint? No, 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 no. Alicia Keys is Firework. Unstoppable is the... Uh, that's on a uh, thank me later. It's like, hold on, man. I'm about to put this shit. See up. how much trouble we have in remembering, having to remember his song? Nah, you're right. Doing that with Guwap and Drake's song, Drake song, though. It's Drake's song. Yeah, it's Drake. Like, that's okay. the thing. It's Drake not. Song. It's not yeah. Jeezy's song. Jeezy don't have from, a. Uh, I'm about to say we about to shit on the wrong person just now. <laughs> that was from Take. Uh, not Take Care. The one no, that's from Thank Me Later. later. Yeah, yeah, Thank Me Later. Yeah, it's unforgettable. It yeah, took me a second to think about it. It was like in a field or some shit like that in the fucking video. I think no, they they don't even have a video. I was about to say, I was like, they got and wait, Doom, you somebody. might be right. It might just be uh, ad libs. Not that I'm looking. Hold on. I think it's just his ad libs, which is nuts. I think I think Doom might be right. You gotta go in front of them snowman ad libs. That shit's fire though. Stop uh, playing. They, they turning my man's That's in a little job. Put it in there, but it's crazy. He was like, nigga, you could keep the verse. We could just leave your ad libs in the song. No, nah, man, I got a 16 for this. Uh, oh, no, he got a verse. He got a verse. We we'll, tricked we'll him. He got, he, got he, he got a verse. He got a verse. He got a whole verse. He got the second verse. And he do part of the okay. chorus. Yeah, so, but that's still Drake's song. That's not his song. And then that wasn't Drake's best song. No, or most not at memorable. all. You know not at all. Not most memorable. If you, if not you, to say both was, but both is right when Guap came out of jail and he had a party anthem and that shit was like. Both was hard. Though. Both was hard, man. Radio. I'm a fan both, of both. both. He hit the ground running. Club and go crazy. Oh, <laughs> nah, yeah. I guess, yeah, 1,000%. But then the fact of when, how you gonna let this nigga play diss records in front of your face? Like, see, Bro, he that's, that's why warmers. I think Gucci was the clear winner. Damn, when, me too. When, I, when I look at the verses, bro, Off I look disrespect. at you got there's there's more than just playing the better songs, right? That's a fact. You know, it's about energies, right? So these niggas, they obviously in between songs. Like you gotta have that entertainment factor. You gotta have the presence, the the confidence that you're killing it. The wrestling aspect, yeah, the showmanship. Shit, yep. Like 
and Gucci won in all them categories. Jeezy didn't even promote. Like, Gucci was running down a hill, like, saying, y'all know what time it is. Tell Snowflake, come see me. Like, right. Gucci came and win. Bro, that nigga, that nigga had Jeezy stuttering, bro. He had the whole... <laughs> He had his shooter standing, bro. This nigga was on stage stuttering like a <laughs> motherfucker, bro. He was nervous. I will say one dub, thing, bro. though. Jeezy is like that in general. Like, when I met him, I was like, wow, this nigga's full of himself. And he do not put on a show. It'd be the same way. The same way his DJ was doing all the work. When he go on tour, his DJ be doing all the work, nigga. Like, well, Jeezy a real, like, hustling nigga. And yeah, and Jeezy just be, he just be sitting there mad calm. And his... His his DJ need a raise first of all. Let's let's get ahead and start with that. That nigga doing all the work. He putting in all the showmanship effort. He's he's the one talking shit to the crowd in between songs. And the, I thought the DJs was gonna fight, nigga. Everybody was gonna but fight. That's what I'm saying. The, like, G, the, the DJs came prepared, bro. They was thinking the set that we was all gonna be on the same page. And here come this nigga on stage being mad nonchalant. Just like, sitting down about your dead homie. Bro, I swear, when Gucci did the truth and Jeezy started trying to talk and Gucci was like, I ain't got time for all of it. Like, and he kept interrupting him. I was going to shoot that nigga. Bro, I was ready to get like technical difficulties. Please stand by and the stream was going to get cut I, off. I, I was ready shit. for it. I was ready for I, it. Nigga, nigga, I stayed <laughs> on the stream the whole time. Just to see. Yep, same. Because <laughs> I, I, I thought, bro, I actually tweeted it out mid-battle. I was like, this shit is gonna end in violence. Like they not gonna make it to song twenty, bro. Oh, I thought when they got to I, uh, no doom. I, I thought it might have. I was with you. I thought it was gonna end in violence, but then I realized I was like, they got money behind it. I thought it was gonna end, but I thought at two o'clock we was gonna get an academics tweet shots at at a uh, compound after party. Like I yeah. thought it was coming. Like I yeah. like the fact that the niggas threw an after party together was just like, huh? Yeah, that See, was wild. Bro, but when you when you look at a nigga like Gucci though, bro, like I feel like. They might have got him in the building on some, yeah, here's the money. We'll let you perform this. You can do what you want to do. Like, just, you know, this is this is the, the contract we got on the table for you. They got him in the building like that. But Gucci is Gucci, bro. Yo, he's still gonna like do once the emotions yeah, moving, <laughs> bro, you can't stop a nigga like that from taking it there. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was nervous the whole live. I was and like, the fact that oh. he was standing, that just told me like, yeah, yeah he, he was not ready. Down, bro. He was ready. He wasn't going to give him his an opportunity to catch him lacking. Like he was like, right. I'm not lacking. I'm standing. He was faced him the whole time. Like he didn't look at his crowd. He looked at that nigga Jeezy the whole time. And, and he was, was talking shit. Like, Bad. Big shit. Like, like and Jeezy would come back with these little passive aggressive statements. Like, I but to own me, all that was like very telling. Like, you could see the direction the, the the verses was going in. Whenever everything involving the whole battle is just go out being super aggressive, being super like, yeah, yeah, nigga, what's up? And Jeezy being like, and to Damn. me, for all those media personalities, I was like, oh, nobody got little broed. It was like all just like both men were just stood like men. They nah, to get nigga. Bro. Yeah, y'all just trying to be y'all just trying to be cordial with Jeezy. Yeah. Call a spade a spade. <laughs> Jeezy got mm-hmm. little broed bad. bad. Bad, bad. bro. Like, I can't, nobody can say if they called out your best friend on stage and said, we smoking that nigga, I put that nigga in the ground, buddy. Like, that nigga said buddy after it. No, nigga. You're not going to say you call me buddy, nigga. In front of 1.8 million niggas, you're not about to do me like that, bro. That's crazy. 
And bro. that was just the IG niggas. It was like two and a half if you count the Apple. On music. Apple? Right. Yep. That's a fact. That's a fucking fact. Gorb said, we smoking on your dead homie and, and fucking Jeezy put on that fucking uh, daishiki hat. Like, look, my brother, what are we really doing here, my brother? We really influencing these young kids to do like this? This is what we Like, nigga, this is verses. When that nigga said Nipsey, I was like, culture. You put a Nipsey card, you lost, bro. You lost. But he said Nipsey, I knew it was over with. Yeah, yeah I, he was being the, weird, bro. The crazy bro. thing is, though, bro, if if once you like you put a temp on my life, that's out the thing, life, Doom. You that's don't get thing. to be mature later. Like you gotta carry the consequences of doing that forever, my nigga. That's right. my thing. Like, not letting that go. You don't right. get to to to, to say when it's fucking, over. You don't get to say none of that because yeah, you put bro, the you put it on my life, nigga. Fuck you don't you. get to talk this fucking Farrakhan shit to try to calm me down, nigga. Like, nah, you you try to take it that I don't care if it was thirty years ago, my nigga. And that's why I feel like Gua won. He looked that man in his eyes like, yeah, you a bitch. We smoking on your dead homies, nigga. And you now we gonna do this verse, nigga. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm saying, and he said that he said that in the verse. He looking at him in his eyes like, yeah, we smoking on your dead homie. He like took the glass off, look, look at his looked at like, him. Yeah, I'm not playing with. You. And then had the nerve to say you. Made your best friend's uh, son a bastard, just like your son, because you don't take care of him. I was like, Damn, <laughs> he was wilding, bro. Talked about that I nigga. Think son? through that if I'm Jeezy. Yeah, no way, no fucking way. Ain't no hug it out at a versus, nigga. Like, ain't no hug it out after that. I wasn't bro. doing icy. The thing no is, matter like, how much the check end, was, I'm not hands? doing icy. Yeah, no. I was fuck surprised that. to see that. That was the most surprising thing. The fucking so icy. Fuck that. And then look, this is what his friend. This is what Pookie Lock's son said. Boy, that nigga disrespectful as fuck. We gonna try to see him. And he said, Jeezy, boy, I'm upset with you. Wait till I see you, cuz. Damn, that's real though, bro. If I'm Pookie Lock's family, no more, I'm pissed. Yeah, After bro. six nine still run around, I don't believe none of these threats oh, about well, none of this okay. shit. They go do to whoever. I'm like, that's man, you niggas was not about that shit. Yeah, that, well, that <laughs> that's true too. That is true as well. But listen, I don't to know. Jeezy raps. You would never think he would do that shit on stage. So I, I feel like Jeezy raps is all cap. Oh, I'm the realest nigga in it. The realest nigga in it wouldn't let nobody disrespect his yeah. dad home. I think it's, I think it's the money though. I think it's the money. Well, see, that's what I was about to say. I think Jeezy whole career was like, all right, this is what's profitable. So I'm mm -hmm. rapping like that. And maybe he lived like that. I think he definitely lived like that when he was BMF, before. nigga. Like when he had yeah, BMF before. with him and yeah. shit. Yeah. Not now. But, nigga married to Jeannie Mai, nigga. Jeannie yeah, Mai was in on. the background like, ooh, what are all these niggas doing here? <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real, bro. They was Dude, getting on her ass. Bro, the, the video where they had the gun <laughs> flashing in front of the white girl face, and she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know she was scared as fuck. There's no way yeah, she, was, she was like scared. prepared for that. Fuck no! <laughs> Fuck no! She was. She probably didn't even know about the beef. Wait, you hard to kill someone? My mother Fact, can't bro. know this. <laughs> they probably went home and had a long talk, bro. Genie, my Thanksgiving gonna be crazy when he bring up. Wait, you tried to hire someone to kill a man? What's wrong with you, Jeezy? You didn't tell me that when you said this versus was gonna go down. <laughs> was that was Jeezy real name? Hold on. Cause Genie Mai does not call him Jeezy. <laughs> I know that man named not gangster. All them, all them rappers that be super gangster, they name don't be gangster. Like no. his name is Algernon, nigga. Oh, J Wayne Jenkins, Jawayne. <laughs> Jawayne, you put a hit out on someone, Jawayne? Boy, that nigga named Mr. Jenkins, like a Deacon, bro. <laughs> That's a <laughs> fact, bro. That nigga passed the the collection plate around. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> but yeah man I, th I think we're all in agreement Brooklyn you got any other takes on this <laughs> nah I mean I just thought that shit was fire I mean that shit had me jamming the whole time I ain't gonna oh yeah I was enjoying it I was at yeah. work just like 
Same, bro. I was at work just watching. Like, so sorry to the people if they oh, listen. I was just like, I do, jamming. I do. I lied. I do got one thing to add. So I'm at work, right? You know what I'm saying? In the news station, whatever. The police scanner is on, but I got it on quiet, right? And one of the anchors come up to me and says, oh, what if there's a shoot? And I said, nigga, the whole hood watching this. So if there's a shooting, <laughs> it's going to be on this IG live. Ain't nobody shooting in the hood right now. That's, That's a, a fact. fact. That's, That's a, a fact. fucking fact. 1,000%. Oh, man, that was a good night, though. I hope we get another versus like that. But I don't like y'all. Like we said before, the only one thing that I think could match is like Wayne. I mean, is Drake and Kanye. I don't think anything else could like but I, I think I, 50 Ja Rule would. Even then, though, those are two niggas, even though, you know, it's some smoke between them. Those are two niggas that, you know, ain't about to shoot it out. Of oh, yeah, that's a right. fact. That's like, a fact. I even really 50 and Ja Rule, like I don't think they would either. Yeah, bro. Like, I, I felt like at any second. Gucci could have lost that little. That's and I think it's because it was that. Gucci more than more than Jeezy. It was more. Oh yeah, Gucci. it wasn't Jeezy. Like, it was definitely yeah. Gucci. Like <laughs> when is Gucci gonna pop off and turn into old Gucci? That was old Gucci that night. He was just ready. He he was he was one of the niggas that's like I'm not gonna shoot first, but I am ready. Just give me just give me an inch. I'm gonna take a fucking mile. Like let me see the outline of a gun in your pants, nigga. I'm busting your ass, nigga. I'm getting it. Oh, like Jeezy would. Gucci just wanted something, anything. Just punch me, push me, nigga. Throw something at me, anything. I'm gonna blast your ass. He was ready. I, and that's why I give Jeezy credit, bro, because you gotta be a special nigga to just sit there and take that in front of 2.5 million niggas. Nigga, let's just say 5 million, dude, because it was, it was 2.5 in IG and then 2.5 on Apple. Nigga, that was 5 million. Yeah, that's bro, that's a lot. Shit, that was majority of black people in America. For I'm real. saying, bro. And if that, you don't have Atlanta, it, it ain't working out too good for him to take that kind of disrespect for a check, nigga. There's no way Jeezy owns half of Atlanta. No way he said that. This, this battle for a million dollars. If you, right. you're the one that needs this more than Guap. Guap just wanted to come up there and say, fuck you to your face and <laughs> shake your hand and be like, you still a pussy though afterward. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't a lot though. Jeezy is into the investing shit. He is, but, but Doom, he not that rich. I don't know if he's rich. You think Wap not though is my thing? You know what I'm saying? I'm about to look, look up Jeezy investing. Network. Like, look Wap house. Wap got he, I think he got too. properties, but but Jeezy is intentionally investing. No, he is. Doom is right with that. Oh, but, yeah, that's a fact. But I got to see how much Jeezy's worth. Like, here's how... G, uh, let's see. Because right now, whatchamacallit said 15 mil, but he not. He got to be worth more than 15 mil. Huh. I think he got more than that. If if his real estate portfolio is as big as he's been talking about on social It's not, media, clearly. Yeah, it gotta be something. Cause, yeah. cause celeb net worth say he worth fifteen mil, and he his annual income is two point five a year. That's all for the real estate shit. Can't own half of Atlanta when Tyler Perry own half of Atlanta. Yeah, that's saying? what I was about to say. Tyler Perry own more of Atlanta than Jeezy. That's, that's what I was thinking last night too. When he's, I mean, not last night when on the versus night, I was like, so Jeezy own half and Tyler own the other half. <laughs> How that <laughs> work? Just and Ti own How that work. Doom nigga T.I. on the other half. Right, yeah. exponentially. <laughs> Doom, who you want that nigga T.I. to verse? Niggas been saying he would beat Wayne, which I think is the most blasphemous shit in America. Man, he would beat Wayne? That's bro, I've seen a bunch of Atlanta niggas on Twitter. Well, it's because they Atlanta niggas, bro. Saying Come he would on. beat Wayne. They had niggas going on the Joe Budden podcast saying T.I. would beat Wayne. Not oh, Joe or none of them niggas. It was, it was 21 Savage manager. And I was just like, huh? 
You yeah. gotta remember, Dwayne? Atlanta right, niggas bro. will ride to they ride for each other until the wheels fall off, nigga. Atlanta niggas will back you. If you from Atlanta, they will back you. To the you only die. way I can see Wayne losing a battle is if he don't if he doesn't know what songs to play, which is one thousand percent possible because Wayne the is an thing idiot. is though, bro. Wayne <laughs> is one of them niggas, bro. He could pull his entire shit up on iTunes or something and just hit shuffle, my nigga. <laughs> well, we don't want that rock shit to this- come. He don't want that rock take, take that one out. Take that one. Out. <laughs> Even that, he got hits on there. He got no, hits Chris, on there. Chris, no, Chris, you know he don't want that to play. Th- this is my versus. thing, Wayne. If you going against uh, Ti in a versus, all Ti gotta do is play seat down low. Then all you gotta do is play Drought Three version of six seat down low, which is exponentially better than the original version. Wayne, that nigga play what you know about that. All you gotta play is the Dedication Two version of what you know about that, which is exponentially better. When that nigga play whatever you like, yeah, all you gotta do is play the Dedication Three version of whatever you like, which is Exponentially the dedication better. And, and three, bro, whatever you like, is hard. <laughs> I'm yeah, a fan. He's matched every Ti beat harder than Ti. Swagger like us, let's. They could both play their verses on that song, and you'd be like, Wayne, you won that one. <laughs> and they, they it, actually, bro, that shit gotta happen because Wayne. I mean, I used to always be mad when Ti would call itself the King of the South. When, when oh was, yeah, bro. That top. like come that on, pisses man. me off as like a Louisiana guy, like. How can you be king of the South when Lil Wayne exists, nigga? What are you right. talking about? Like, what the fuck are and we talking peak about? Lil Wayne. I can see if they kind of existed in different times. Eras, yes, dude. They, they fucking shit was right on top of each other. Right. I'm, like, I'm so was... happy we're talking about this because I always was irked that T.I. was like, yeah, I'm the king. And everybody would say, yeah, that's the king of the South. He's like, not even king of Atlanta. <laughs> that's right. between Guap and Jeezy. And <laughs> Guap is clearly, well, you know, you never know. Guap, uh, Jeezy owned half Atlanta, apparently. <laughs> yeah. him, and, him and Perry, bro, they go crazy, bro. Bro, the fact that Jeezy asked Stacey Abrams to wipe his record was nuts to me. You yeah, asked that, that lady weird. to get rid of a murder. <laughs> What's bro. crazy, bro, is I don't think neither one of them niggas knew she was. Oh, they did not. No, they did not, bro. They, I knew they did not. That was some Apple Diddy taking some money. Gucci like, was like, Y'all fucking up the, like, you know, you got to get yourself mentally prepared to disrespect the nigga. He like, Stacey Abrams, yo, y'all fucking me up right now. What is going on? (laughs) Bro, it was crazy because I think both of them niggas thought that they was watching like a recording. But she was live on Zoom. Like, they was both just sitting there like, why this bitch not saying nothing? Oh, oh shit! But yeah, no that that Wayne shit makes me so upset. That makes me so fucking upset. Like Wayne was definitely the king yeah. of rap. Like, how can you say you're the king of the south when this nigga saying the best rapper alive, and you say yeah he's the best rapper alive? Well, nigga, he's the king of the south then, nigga. That's what are you? He was the king, period, bro. Yeah, Wayne was the only the only nigga that could even was Jay Z. I even hear the beat is Jay. Yeah, I don't I don't listen I to the Eminem debate. Than Anybody who's giving you the Eminem debate, Smokey rocks. Yeah, put me on record. Anybody <laughs> giving you the Eminem debate will Bro. steal your lunch out of the out of the office fridge. All right. Anybody giving you the Eminem debate cannot be trusted with twenty dollars on the counter. That's Bro, it. The, M- the Eminem debate is so bad because I say, do y'all honestly go and listen to them songs today in a car and just dr- jam them songs? If you do, you're depressed. If you do, you're fucking depressed. I cannot, bro, I can't listen to them fucking songs, bro. Fuck no. Fuck out of here. What song are you going to listen to, Stan? Like, what are we talking about, nigga? And, <laughs> and like, I'm going to listen to Lollipop. I want my bitch to lick me like a Lollipop, nigga. What's wrong with you? When you think about that era of when he released his songs, you got to also think about the era of white music at the same time. It was also just as sad. 
Yeah. yeah. And the we white don't even niggas rock bands no more like that. And, and, and if I'm keeping it a bean, the rock bands was better than that nigga. That's yeah, a fact, damn. bro. That's a Y'all fact. doing my boy Eminem that for real, man. He, Chris, don't act like you an Eminem fan over there in that corner, I feel, nigga. I feel like lyrically Eminem is in that oh, conversation, but, but we're not talking about that. Discography wise, still he had hits discography wise, but I wouldn't, I, like, like you lyrically, said, I'll jam that shit. But then again, I don't jam Hove like that either. I mainly just jam Wayne. Lyrically, though, I, I think it's known that nobody wants to fuck with the white boy. I think that's known. Like, lyrically, this nigga got a pen. Don't get in a beef with him. That's, that's what he do. white boy is literally the only niggas who come out and be like, that's because of him. That's why you got to give it up to him, because that's him. He did that. Nobody else did that. That was him. He started that shit. But, like, with Hov and Wayne, it's, it's like you could listen to their music any day of the week, and you want, and, like, they have music for any part of your mood. Like Eminem, it takes a special, 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 special circumstance for me to listen to that. That would like, be actually a, a good battle. Wayne versus Hove. I'd watch that. I'd watch that too. N- New York niggas would say Hove won. Yeah, I know, bro. One that you just got to toss it up. You got to toss that one up. New like, York niggas would high. piss. I could not be in the comments for that. I was in the comments for the Jeezy Gucci battle. And they had old niggas like, uh, uh, what's this nigga named? Tony Baker, the comedian, was like, oh, yeah. Jeezy up 12. Four. I was like, Tony Baker, if you don't shut up, nigga, you didn't listen to Gucci or any, you don't know any of these Gucci songs. How can you judge this, nigga? You're too old. I was like, I'll listen to you and Teddy Riley and Babyface because I'm not that old. But nigga, all you old niggas, shut the fuck there up about many Gucci and Jeezy. Weird. All them Wait, old niggas was like, yeah, Jeezy, Jeezy. Niggas, niggas ain't realized that Gucci was playing all his street mixtape shit. Cause they don't know, and dude. They don't, don't know that shit. And uh, you shouldn't comment if you don't know what he's playing. Like if you don't know the air. And, and their argument is, well, music should sound good no matter what. And it's like, nigga, we only liking these battles because of nostalgia anyway. Like, but, the music but it wasn't, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that. It was the fact that it was the street mixtape shit that had a specific purpose to take a shot at Jeezy. Yeah, right? he wasn't trying to play the better song. He was trying to get under that nigga's skin. Because if he would have, he would have played Freaky Girl. Because I was like, Gucci didn't yeah. play a lot of his I, smashes. I still think low-key, he was still having the better songs. He was having his deep mixtape cuts. But these are songs that he knows he has a cult following behind. It's like, I don't got to play the right. radio singles. You going to do that. Because that's all you got. If you right. want to beat me as Guap, <laughs> you got to bring out every single hit in the book. You got to bring out every time we do it, we do it for my hood. Because yeah. that's a song that niggas know from you and that might help you get a one-up And I don't battle. think he played that. I don't and Guap went into the battle didn't. with a handicap. He bro, Jeezy didn't play a lot. Of, Jeezy was stupid, bro. Did did Jeezy play? Uh, he played Soul Survivor. I know he played that, but did he? That man he played play, Boys he, in the Hood. And he played Boys Go Crazy, but he didn't play a lot of his smashes. Like he didn't play that song. Uh, Chris just said he could have played some more. He could have played some more. Uh, diverse shit. If you ask me, yeah. You know he, and he definitely had them. He just didn't play. Did he play them. Put On? I think at the end. I, I think at the end. On. Yeah. You're not, supposed to play, to you're not supposed to play put on at the end. Put on's like a middle, like yeah. honestly, when Jeezy played the truth, he should have when Gucci played the truth, he should have played put on, nigga. Like, man, I, I, like fuck you, nigga. I'm gonna yeah. play my biggest song. I'm gonna keep it a bean with y'all, bro. Jeezy lost whenever he performed um, what's that fucking song? Uh Trap Star. When he performed Trap Star and everybody at home started singing they dyking. She dyking, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, ooh, two red bones kissing when Jeezy made this. When everybody starts singing yeah. that shit at their crib, that's how you know Jeezy I lost. was thinking the same thing. I was like, why did he play they trapping? Why would you do that? Because you know Boosie's version is way more popping. Why would you do that? That was an I, L. I'm pretty sure they got a lot of Louisiana niggas that didn't even know there was a Jeezy version. I, I 
honestly, I'm one of them. I didn't know. I, when I heard that, I was like, what, why is he? Did he remix Boosie's song? Like, what? I, no, I, I was that guy. I was literally that guy. Like, I did not know that was Jeezy's song. I was like, And that's why T.I. can't go up against Wayne. Because whenever Wayne start playing them T.I. remixes, niggas will be like, this T.I. song? Yeah. <laughs> when? Fact, <laughs> no, it's no, Chris. It's not going to be that. Because niggas know it's T.I. song. When they hit a Wayne version, they're going to be like, Whoa, this nigga H.O.B. like that? That's what it's going to do. Right. It's going it's gonna to take down T.I. Legacy, in my Bro, opinion. See Down Low was a single, and then Wayne's remix was a freestyle. Wayne's Why do niggas know Wayne's so verse by heart bad. and not the actual song, which is your single? Yeah. Bro, Wayne, the thing with Wayne is, what you going to do when he plays No Ceilings? What are you going to do when he plays The Drought 3? What are you going to do when he plays Dedication 2? We not even, you notice we didn't even say the Carter 1, 2, or 3? Like, what are we... Hove the only nigga that can really stand up to that. That's why it gotta happen, bro. Because I feel like because Wayne just turned into this hermit ass nigga that never pop out unless he taking selfies with Trump and shit. Like, oh, he getting charged with guns, which we gonna get to in a quick second. Niggas be forgetting about Wayne, bro, and that's a problem. Because like I feel like like niggas like us, obviously. Wayne was at his peak during our teenage years. That's a fact. From Louisiana, we from Louisiana. Like he, Wayne holds a special place to us. That's a fact. You gotta remember, bro. It's niggas that was born in fucking the two thousands that are adults now. They don't really know. They wasn't outside for his run. That's a fact. They forget about Wayne, bro. Like they don't put Wayne in that. Like we see Ti everywhere, bro. Like I don't know how he do it, but he stay relevant. Just whether it's in media, whether it's on the. Internet in the culture, he's relevant still. That's a it fact. Ain't for music. That, it ain't for music. There's what let niggas fucking disrespect Wayne. And What's gonna happen though when Wayne go to jail, man? Wayne, Wayne can't do ten years, dog. And I think that's why he was taking them Trump pictures. Wayne just got federal gun charges. I hope he beats it. But to me, the fact that he did the Trump pictures, he might have got a bag. But I think it was for these for these gun charges to get a pardon. Wayne can't do ten years, bro. I'm sorry. He already looks super bad. And Doom, you've been saying them dreads gonna fall. <laughs> if he go to jail, them dreads is through. Or at least oh, if he yeah. go to jail, I hope he work out so he get buff like Gucci. Yeah. Because he, he can't be skinny in jail. I pray for that nigga, man. He was, in, he was skinny in jail the first time. He was on drugs in jail, like nigga. What's going on with Wayne, though, man? Because <laughs> like, I, I look at like a lot of the other older acts and rap. Everybody else still look good, bro. That's my like, thing. It's look. gotta be the drugs. It's gotta be the gotta lean be and the, the Zan. Catching up to them. Cause, but see, even, even niggas like Paul Wall, I always report to them because it's like, yeah, Paul Wall stopped drinking lean, but like, Paul Wall didn't look bad because he was just drinking lean. The thing is, when you mix lean with Coke or lean with Zans or lean with this, that's yeah. what Wayne do. That's Wayne but, fucking problem. But my thing is, that was Gucci too. And look at how good Gucci looked. Gucci like, shook back. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci shook like, back. Like me in my 20s. Yeah, I'm Gucci like, shook. yo, I want to look like Gucci. Bro. And Gucci 40. That's the thing. Gucci shook back big. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, Transformed his whole life. Yeah. And, and to me, bro. Gucci looked better got, than he ever looked. That's, that's a fact. Before like, the drugs. When you when you got the amount of money that these niggas got, there's no reason you should be looking crazy, bro. Yeah, there's no reason why no Wayne reason. can't go to a detox center for three days, IV his ass up, get his ass feeling right. And then, like, get his hair looking like, Doom, you right. Wayne looked too bad for that. But he, y'all think he going to jail? Because the, them charges are real. Them charges are serious ah! charges. Well, I, I hope that that picture, he got it in writing. Like, nigga, I took the picture. Help me out. Yeah. He and, he better, and he better he better, hope he get charged before Kamala and Joe get in there. Yeah, bro. 
Oh, he's gonna be Kamala gonna put his ass in prison. Yeah, <laughs> niggas, niggas posted the meme of Kamala with the print with the police uniform saying, "Joe, we got his ass." <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. That's okay. not funny. You I should make sure they got that shit in, in writing and blood. <laughs> Crystal, what you think? You think he's going to jail? That nigga going to jail. He better have some good fucking lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> he better have some good ass lawyers. I know that much because he is going to jail. Yeah, it's bad. It's not he already did jail not too long ago for guns. He this did nigga that ain't same shit. sentence. That... Nigga did not bro, learn nothing bro, at all, bro. When you can see, I don't understand what's wrong with these niggas when you can hire security to carry the gun on them. Like they gonna make you don't an have, out of that. Why man. can't you not say I'm not gonna carry the gun? Why do you always have to carry the gun? You could hire someone to carry the gun and you pay them to go to jail with the gun. That's what Drake does. That's what Hove did. That's or what the smart niggas do. Take the damn class or something. Shit. Something. Yeah, bro, bro, that don't make no fucking sense. Wayne too old for when, when Wayne not even really moving around like that. Right, like who about to? What about the Wayne go? You dress? They gonna, they gonna rob you at the skating rink, nigga? What are, what are we talking about, my nigga? And the nigga had a gold plated gun. What's that for? But the stunt. Like Wayne too old for that. Wayne it too old for that. Gun? It was a gold gun, nigga. Nigga, think he's James legal, Bond, nigga. Damn, they gonna find <laughs> that shit, nigga. It looked like a chain. <laughs> Right, he was shit even inconspicuous. Like, what are you doing with it? It was fucking gold. Like, what's wrong with that nigga, bro? Something. I didn't even know it was gold. Only Wayne would do that shit. <laughs> Prayers right. to Wayne, though. Prayers to Wayne. It's like some Chief Keef shit, nigga. What are you doing, Wayne? You 40-something, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All right, let's jump into the albums, because we got a lot of albums to get into. We've we, 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 we been having a good time with Jeezy and Gucci and Wayne. But now it's time to get into the main shit. Uh, We're going to get into Uzi and Future in a little bit, because Doom and Chris got a debate on that. But... First off, Meg the Stallion. Hold on, I just got to do it. Meg, we love you. You are you are a great uh, role model for the women and everything. I but go we first, but we got to do it. <laughs> got to do it, Brooklyn. What's up, nigga? As a New York nigga, how you gonna sample who shot you when you got shot and you know, Come, bro? <laughs> Come, it's, it's wild out here. Who should I ever seen mm. in my life? Biggie rolling over his grave right now. What you talking about? Who shot you? Mmm. Mmm. she had her little twerking songs or whatever. Like obviously we knew that was gonna come. Man, she was mid, bro. It was trash. The rest of yeah, the rest of the album was mid, bro. Like it I was mid to trash. Is gonna have her twerking shits playing on repeat. And but I, know, that, I know it was mid when I see some women in the thing was like. We love I love Meg, but it just wasn't for me. That's the women's that's the women word of like, I want to support her, but this shit is trash. I've seen some women say it's trash. I've seen some women say it's good. So when the women are mixed, that tells me I, all I need to know. And if the all the, the men, if the men say it's mid to trash and the women are mixed, that shit was trash. Like the, the women are just trying to support her. That's what that is. Well, she got that, shot that's what it is. She it became like the trendy thing to do is to just stand behind Meg because yep. she. She somehow, because she got shot, she became the symbol she, of like, she, yeah. She, yeah, she the symbol for all the black women. now. All black women. So it's like, if you're not supporting Meg, you're you not supporting support black, black women. women. Yep, 1,000%. 1,000%. And that shit was straight trash. Meg, I don't know why she didn't make Fever her debut album. Fever was a, like, Fever, Fever might be a new school classic. Like, Fever was great in like, I just don't know what this, this shit was. Even Sugar was better than this. And I didn't really like Sugar, but Sugar was better than this shit. 
Like, I, yeah. if, if I'm Jay Prince and Carl, Carl Thomas, I'm like, ooh, okay, bitch, go ahead. Your shit trash. I'm a sign Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's just, it's getting tired, those old school songs. We're going to flip the beat. Sampling the them. And, yep. Like, that's like half the album. Yep. That's getting tired. You got to yep. do something different. And you know what that tells me? Is Cardi's album gonna sound tired? Because if Meg's of album course. sound, that's that's the thing I'm interested to see. How does Cardi B's album sound with all the same from the Bronx? It's gonna sound the same. Mm. Tired. Nice. The thing is, though, bro, I think I think Cardi got a team behind her that and like writers that's and smarter than that. Shit that's going they they gonna balance it out better. Cause I feel like all Meg shit is we gonna flip the old hit and just put shake the our drums on it and make yep. a ass shaking song to it. And Meg is smarter than that. Like Meg could give us some deep content if she wanted, but she just she's just she sticking with that bag. Yeah, that's the thing. She can rap. I don't know why she's doing this. She write her shit to my knowledge. And like, so like I don't know. I don't know, but that shit was not good. And do me right, because Partisan Fontaine really do be writing Cardi some fire songs. So I yeah. you right. Par- he, Partisan he Fontaine. Parson Fontaine is a good writer, so you're right. I can't even say nothing about that. But we're all in, in agreement. One more time. Got a boo, Meg. Sorry, Meg. Uh, sorry you got shot. And we we for you, and we support black women. He said, but, sorry you got shot. But <laughs> that album. Trash. Trash. Throw it in the dumpster. All right, let's, let's give this nigga a round of applause. Shout out to St. John, man. Shout out to Biggs. Shout out to Maul. Shout out to everybody working with uh, St. John. That yes. album was fucking great. Like, album of the year, man. while the world is burning. Look, I said it in our group chat on accident, and Doom was like, nah, that's not an accident. But, like, it's definitely in the album of the year category. I can't give it album of the year yet. Gotta wait for the awards. But, like, it's a front runner, Doom. It's a front runner. This is your guy, so I'll let you start this one off. Man, no misses. Every single one from the first song uh, yeah. all the way to the end, crazy. I can even, even the Kanye joint, and I'm not a big Kanye fan, that shit was like, you're, you're right, Doom. Every, no misses, like, I can't find one. It's I great. Got a, I, got a, I got a wild take, too. COVID saved that nigga career. Who, uh, St. John? Oh, St. Yeah. John. Why? I'm going to tell you why. This nigga, and I'm, I, I know this because he had a residency in Vegas, right? Mm. He got in a little pop club, started chilling around all the EDM niggas and shit. That second album, after Collection One, it went way too far pop. Like it sounded like he was he was living in that world of the, the poppy ass. Vegas the weekend burning like the weekend album before this new one. And it was good music, and obviously, like yeah, he like went the crazy. One. The numbers went stupid. Like I ain't saying that the music obviously had an audience for it. The music was but good. It just wasn't this. Yeah, St. John belong in the bag of this album. That shit was great. I didn't think he would top Collection 1 ever. And to he me, did <laughs> he did I got... St. John is moving up in that category of, like, the Drakes. Like, St. John is moving up into that category of, like, he's one of the best out. Like, it's him, and I don't see no niggas doing what he's... Like, because it's not R&B, it's not rap. He's special, man. St. John is special. It's like, I don't want to say Prince Michael, but, like, you know what I mean when I say, like, He's this yeah. generation's like special artist. Like he's gonna be the dude when Drake falls off. Like he's gonna be the main guy. It's like, yeah, like it's I, him. I agree with that. I agree with that. Because like, honestly, I do put him in that same category as all the melodic trap niggas. Oh, he better. That's what he make. He make melodic trap. He he's just better than all of them. He, he, I th- I, as much as I love Travis Scott, he might have passed up. He might have passed up La Flame. He do La Flame better saying, than La Flame. And, and this this is what I'm saying. This is what happened. And I'm going to say this for, you know, 
but this is what happened whenever you don't take perks and you fucking oh write gosh. music. Oh this my god! Just pop perks and press record and hope for the best. When you you put well thought lyrics behind these trap beats, you can get Saint John. I'm, I'm, I'm just glad that there's a nigga out here doing it. What I'm hold talking. on, it, it hold on. I gotta give Duma. It I gotta exists, give Duma here. He's dropping bombs on niggas. <laughs> that was a bomb. That was a bomb. Doom I'm jumping into an argument already. Saying. That's not here yet. We're not doing that. We gotta give St. John his flowers. Uh, Chris, man, you was big on this album. You you was one of the people that when I when I tweeted about it, when I texted about it, our group chat, you was like, make sure you listen to this ASAP. One of the best albums this year. What you thought, bro? Facts. It's definitely one of my favorite albums that dropped this year. Definitely a, a highlight of that night as well. I think that was probably the best project I heard that night, hands down. Yeah, facts. But um, uh, I gotta give Doom his props, you know what I'm saying? Because he put me on St. John, like, first album. Thanks. I wasn't really fucking with the first album. Still to this day, I'm not fucking with Collection 1. It's just, it's a good album. It's just not my bag, you know what I'm saying? But I do fuck with it, you feel me? I had certain songs, especially going back because uh, Funny enough, you know, I like Collection singles. 2 more than one, which is weird. I like the second one a lot more, but uh, the thing with the, uh, the, the, the singles for this one, what if I got uh, Gorgeous and uh, so what is it? Sucks to be you. Yeah, sucks to be you. I was saying like, oh, he in a crazy bag right now because Gorgeous is just a super hard trap song, super braggadocious, super aggressive, super swaggy, and sucks super to be like you super cocky. melodic. Yeah, and also super melodic. I'm like, I love that he can do these super turnt club songs like Gorgeous. Fucking in the worry, I want and bought it. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit just super turnt. That's like some some braggadocia flex rap that you get from the Uzi Future side of trap. And it had the melodicness that you get from, you know, the the poppy trap, the poppy trap wave that you know R and B artists are taking now. Except it just had uh, it had a vibe to it. So when I'm I'm listening to this, I'm wearing out them two singles. Right, go back to the first album. Like this is really good. I didn't really like it uh, a lot at first, but um, it's not my bag really. But I still enjoy listening to it. When I got to the second one, I'm like wearing out. What is it? Colt Forty Six or whatever yeah, the song name was. Such a fucking I've been good song. There's like certain songs from that second collection that I wear out. But I'm sitting there like okay. I heard the Uzi leak. I heard the Kanye leak. You feel me? I'm sitting there. This album could go either way. You feel me? I was sitting there expecting to get a mixed bag of good songs and, and you know, great songs. But I thought it was going, the good songs were going to outweigh the great songs, if that makes sense. But literally, every song on this album, like Doom said, no misses. 94. Literally, this dude put together. Crazy. I love the way he puts, uh, I, I didn't really like the song Trap with Lil Baby. I think it has a lot to do with the hook. But as far as the new album, I like the way he he um, writes about his trap life experiences. You know what I'm saying? Like on, uh, what was the song called? Uh, uh, something about freedom is priceless. Or freedom. Mm, yeah, freedom is priceless. That's after switching freedom sides. Freedom is priceless. That's the third one. And I love how he was just talking about detailing, you know, just like working for, working for the hotel until he realized working for another nigga don't pay. Like, you got to be the boss. You can't be the underling. You know what I'm saying? He was also talking about how, like, you see young niggas out here doing crazy shit, but you could really, you know, measure how hungry they are about what they're willing to do in broad day. It's like, niggas are hungry. They'll snatch that chain on you broad daylight when you think you're safe. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I just like the way he vividly, uh, he vividly paints pictures with his, with his words. Just call himself the trap Lenny Kravitz is probably the most accurate. Bro, he really really gives that's me vibes hard, of like yeah, Lenny, hard. like he, he, that's why I didn't want to say Prince or Mike, but he gives me those vibes of like old school pop star that's like really just special. I, I don't know what it is. Like St. John is just a special artist. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Brooklyn, how you feel? The Rock is back, man. Biggs then did it again. Where, where's Dame Dash at? What is up? <laughs> <laughs> New York Stop. is in the building. <laughs> 
I'm not gonna lie. I uh, one of my friends put me on to him a couple a couple of years ago, and uh, this album. I mean, shit. I've been bumping that shit. I ain't gonna lie. I only listened to the Meg album once because I was wearing this shit out. This <laughs> the only thing that's been in my roto is Future and Uzi and this. That's it. Yeah, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I had to put the the Uzi and shit aside just for this, this one. one took weekend. precedent. Yeah, but no this one, one I was like, hold up, hold the fuck up, bro. So like uh, I I fucked with it and I, I liked how um it wasn't like it didn't feel like a collection of songs to me it felt like, it felt like it an all album. yeah it, it was flowing in together and that's always big for me when we when we you know being critical of somebody's album I don't want it to sound like a collection of songs I want it to to flow into each other and I, I yeah this shit is this is definitely in the top three of the year right now it, it's sure. up there and I love let me give Shane John his props I love how he takes songs from old albums and and like. Redoes them like Monica Lewinsky, Roses. Um, what's another one he did? The uh, the uh, the high school reunion joint. Even though Christian, you're not a fan of it, but I fuck with those oh, things. How, how he redoes these songs and like it just shows a different type of artistry, man. It just it shows yeah. he's like a he's really creative and it's and it goes to what you say, Doom. You want someone that actually cares, and you could tell this dude actually cares. Yeah. And not to mention, bro, Roses was off of Collection 1. He done had yep. about six remixes to this song, and I never got tired of it yet. That's a not fact. Even. That's a fact. And he's see, I, I got the opposite take. He's definitely the trap. He's definitely the trap Lenny Kravis. To me, I ain't And it's hard because he actually had Lenny in the last album. And that's why oh, I, yeah. I, I fucked with the Lenny Kravis song on Collection 2. I did. That shit was hard, bro. What you were saying, Chris, about how you had a different take? Uh, with 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 that specific song with the roses, the that the rhythm song was cool. You like the remix it, better. The remix, it, it was saucy. You know what I'm saying? You put you put future on that bitch, turn it up. The beat change was iconic. You know what I'm saying? I like how that bitch turned up. Like to me, if you, if you gonna give me deliver that to me, deliver it to me in that packaging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like when they polished it up a little bit. And with the Uzi song too, I did like the fact that they polished the beat up a lot. I want to say Turbo. I don't know if Turbo helped with the first one, but this one was definitely. Turbo would sound like some, you know what I'm saying? Or uh, cut that shit up, Quay. It sounded like that type of uh, vibe. Definitely sounded like that, cut that shit up, Quay. I love the Uzi verse. Uzi gave you premium, you know, old school Uzi. This is that Uzi everybody wants on this album. Uh, wasn't, he didn't overstay his welcome. He had a very small verse. And to me, I like everything uh, about the song change-wise they did to the beat and the uh, the bridge and moving shit around. Only thing I didn't like was just the he started off different with that uh, new verse. I didn't really like that new verse. I feel like he was doing a little too much. But other than that, I don't even think it was enough to to take away, like From to make me not want to listen to the song. I'm just going to like power through that first part of the verse. You know what I'm saying? And I got to give him credit for his artwork. I know he always tries to be artistic, especially with the last one. The artwork's beautiful. And I love the feature choices, like the future feature. Great. Kanye West feature. Great. Like that was a good Kanye feature. J.I.D.'s feature. Hard and then the, was, oh, yeah. the black and Kaylani song, yo. That black and Kaylani song is tough. Yeah. If you're an RB fan, that shit is great. Like, yeah. but like, you're right, JID fan. JID came hard. Yeah, that, when, that, I, that, when I seen the track list and I seen JID on it, you my shocked mind went somewhere complete, else. like the opposite end of the spectrum of what it was. Like JID killed that, and it was yeah, like, and shit. I didn't I didn't know he had that bag. I didn't either. know he had that. Bag I didn't know JID had that in him. That shows how versatile JID is as an artist. Y'all didn't know JID had that in him. Y'all niggas I don't listen to JID, bro. I'm a JID. I'm a JID uh, follower. I'm not. I wouldn't say a fan. I'm a follower. I'm a stand. I'd go as far as to say that nigga is better than any other rapper you could put him in, up against. Like he's shit. He's better than Cole. 
That nigga's better. Ooh. The only competition I see JID uh, has is Kendrick and Earth Gang. That's the only two niggas. JID trying to sound like pen. Kendrick. Yeah, but I feel like he takes a different direction than Kendrick. I feel like he he's definitely inspired by Kendrick, but I can't say nothing bad about that because the content is different. Because you know what I'm saying I, lo- I love Uzi, and for all intents and purposes, Uzi is Thug Junior, who is Wayne Junior. That's you know what I'm saying. So and that's like, what I, I fuck with Saint John. He he is not copying Uzi Thug. Wayne. Like Saint John's doing his own thing, and it's original, man. Like that's why I'm a Saint John fan. Like that's how it's supposed to be too, because. When you listen to St. John, you can hear how he borrows certain elements from different shit. Yep, but it's but his it own still bag. to his own shit. And that's yep. why I fuck with him. I, I agree with that. Two, two thousand percent. I got to hit the whoa sound effect for Chris. Oh, <laughs> just like, whoa. <laughs> nigga saying, <laughs> nigga saying best J.I.D. better than Cole. Whoa, nigga. That's, that's a hot take. Bro, I, I like the take. Killing Cole, too. I like the take. Cold don't try hard enough. JID is hungry. Brooklyn, I know you steaming over there. I know you I'm chilling, bro. Now his last statement. His last statement. He said Cold don't be trying hard enough. He not. He not. He, he do not. be trying. Like the thing is, he he go hard, but I mean JID hungry. Yeah, JID is He's hungry. just young. He got it on and, his mind. And real quick, let me get let me get this across before anybody realizes. Uh, Russ, you made a good project with Trump. All right, now we can move past. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I can't let that slide. You made a very mid, mid project, Russ. Russ, Do the better. rapping was good. Let me tell you something. When you said that, I looked at the group chat. I was like, maybe this nigga Russ got one. The Alchemist is producing on this. He has an ab soul feature. Oh, he got to be up. So I'm sitting there going off for y'all, right? So I go watch the, the music video oh, for, for the him, Soul not song. y'all. Him. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like this. I'm sitting there like, oh, shit. This nigga brought back Rap City. I'm like, I don't like that it's Russ, but I like that somebody's bringing back Rap City vibes. The niggas was in the basement. They had Big Tigger. I'm sitting there like, he oh, did a Russ. <laughs> I was like, Russ, I hate that it was you, but it had to be done. So I'm like, let's go. I'm like, Russ, gotta smash this. And I'm listening to it the whole time. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, got a new crib. My shit is Ariana Grande. I was like, son, stop. Please stop. So Please wait, stop did y'all all ear, dislike it? Rent, I like it. torture. Brooklyn, you didn't like it either? Bro, these niggas, I'm these two niggas biased. I powered through it. Damn. Damn. But I did not like it, bro. I did this not is, like it. All right, well, I'm, I got to play this sound effect because everybody dislike it but me. Doom, you disliked it? See, my thing is, I didn't dislike it. Are you about so to like, say the Madden music I, thing? I, but There you go. So, <laughs> like, I listened to it, bro. And that's, when, a bad, that's a bad compliment. That's a that's a backhanded compliment if I ever heard one. If a nigga tell you you make Madden music, that's bad, my nigga. Bro, that nigga shit sound like a that nigga shit is that is terrible. a Madden soundtrack. If a nigga tell you you make Madden music, nigga, that is bad. That's a fact. I'm done. Like, like the only worst thing a nigga could tell you is you make FIFA music. That's the only oh, worst thing. Bro. If you make soccer music, nigga, Madden music is the worst oh, sports soundtrack ever. Look, that's all I got to say to Russ. Damn. I'm sorry, Russ. But all these niggas shitting on you. I like, See, the but, intro was but hard. <laughs> I, I want to I wanna give him some bail, though. Because I listened to the EP, and I listened to it in full. Like, I didn't just skim through it. Like, mm-hmm. I listened to the whole shit. He, the features he had on it, with some rapping ass, niggas. he was out rapping them like, niggas. Like we we talking about save that nigga. Absol is one of my favorite niggas when I'm talking about like lyrics. Lyrics. Yep, right. He, he had Absol, Black Thought, King Crooked, Buster Rhymes, and Benny. Yeah, bro. These are like niggas that that can like, spit for the for the audience of people who love that like nigga rap. Fuck all the extra shit, just rap. <laughs> he got all the best niggas in that rap realm. 
and he, for the most part, outrapped all them niggas. That's a fact. That's a whoa, fact. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are we talking about? He, he, he did. did. Outrapped I'm soul. He did. No, he did. This nigga picked up that phone. He was like, "Hey, yo, I'm soul, be right, the butcher. Dude, I, Save my album." I appreciate please. you for at least me. That's why I fuck with the album. He might some of them beats might sound like Madden, but the, I'm, I'm glad you said the fact that he definitely yeah. like showed me he could rap lyrically. Yeah, see, my thing is like sonically, that's just not my style. I like, feel I'm that not, it's yeah. not making my rotation. Yeah. But for what it was, and I can tell what his objective was when he came. It was out just to show EP. niggas he could rap. Facts. Exactly, and if you wanted to show niggas you could rap, you did that with that little. And EP. that's why I think it was good. That's the whole because, re- like, honestly, sonically. I don't like the beat to the Absol song. I don't, and I'm a DJ Premier fan. I don't like that DJ Premier beat. That I DJ think that Premier was, beat was a throwaway. I think that was one of the worst it. DJ Premier <laughs> beats I've heard in a long time. That was a bad DJ Premier beat. I that think didn't the show off that big rest budget he got. I, I think the Stockholm Syndrome beat was fire. Was. I think one, the I think the Busta Rhymes beat was was good. And I thought the Benny beat was all right. So you got an all right beat, a good beat, and a fire, and two just. Bad. Yeah. The Stockholm Syndrome, I'll actually jam that. Yeah, no, that, the, was, and, a, that and, was a good and song. And Crook, Crook did his thing on that. Crook ate. Yeah. So, like, it's I like... the other ones, I can't fuck with it. Yeah, no, that DJ Premier beat was bad. Like, that was... I was shocked. Like, I don't know what Premier was thinking with that one. Yo, y'all right. That gotta be the throwaway. That it gotta was be the throwaway, throwaway, but Russell wouldn't stop calling, so he gave himself. He, he oh probably sent. He probably sent a pack off to all the niggas he really wanted to work with, and gave. And Russ that was just one that nobody picked, so he was like, "Let me get this off to Russ." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's fucking hilarious. All right, what you two niggas come in debate? What? Let's get to the main event. Chris is on the show for a reason. Him and Doom got a debate going. Doom, yeah, tell the I'm people confused the about what we debating. I think y'all. I think y'all baited me into a different debate. <laughs> well, from the way y'all building up to it, I think we gonna have a different debate. Well, you know it's gonna go all over the place when we start talking Uzi. But the the initial shit was there was who who was this this photographer nigga what was his Gunner name or something Gunner something this, I don't this remember Gunner nigga apparently he was like Uzi fuck the nigga what he said <laughs> the nigga tweeted out he said the the luck shit is killing music mm. or killing hip hop that was the, that was the quote he wanna... said music. He said, yeah, musicians are killing music. Yeah. I was like, hold up. And I, I think specifically in the hip hop realm, he's right. All maybe right. Not, so maybe not killing, but it's hurting bad. This is how we going to do this. Doom, get off your opening thoughts. Me and Brooklyn judging this. Doom, get off your openers. Then, Krista, you get your openers, and then we'll go back and forth rebuttal. But you, your openers, do not attack Chris's point. Just say your point. And Chris is saying for right. you, don't attack Doom point. Just say your point. All right, so this, this is where I stand. I'm on, I'm on this side of the fence. I think deluxe albums, and, and keep in mind, when niggas are saying deluxe albums, you talking they about the are extra. specifically talking about the, the re-release. Eternal a Take style yeah. deluxe album. Facts. This shit has been the recent trend. In the rap. Chris Brown deluxe album. Yeah, the yeah. Uzi or the, the yeah. LeBron thinking 2 chains, telling 2 chains he made a new concept with deluxe album. I, oh yeah, yeah, 2 chains, we're going to release it again, but with three extra songs. Deluxe album. <laughs> I'm LeBron James. <laughs> Fucking idiot, nigga. <laughs> that shit is still blow my mind. <laughs> nigga was like, oh yeah, I'm this A&R. Like, we can definitely do this. Like, Two chains. I have this grandiose idea. Like, why don't we add four songs to it? It's a deluxe. Like, you know, they get a little bit extra and they pay the same price. Yeah, two chains were killing the game. Shut the fuck up, LeBron. <laughs> Bro, 
right. So this is why I think it's killing hip hop, especially in in that format of deluxe, right? So you got an artist who he make music that's not super for the artistry, right? We know that that he make like hype club he's just dropping content type shit. You know what I'm saying? We just putting shit out in the atmosphere, <laughs> right? So look, when you when you do that, you come out with a deluxe, you add four of the bullets of shit songs in your folder on your hard drive and re-release it for the sole purpose of running up more streams. That hurt hip hop. And I'm I'm saying because you got other artists who are in that like mid tier level and rap like the Navs, the little babies, those niggas who who aren't top of the line, like they not tier S artists, but they relevant. So now guess what they do? They'll they'll put out a project that might not be their best foot forward, and we like all right, let's run the streams up on that, and then now I'm gonna come out with some shit again and put. FOMO little weak ass songs because this is the shit that's bringing in the most bread. And as a consumer, I don't want that. I want you to take time and give me, even if it's only fucking eight songs, my nigga, give me your best foot forward because I care about the music. I don't give a fuck. Like when I'm listening to your songs, I'm not looking at the stream number attached on the side. I'm not looking at your platinum plaque. I care about the music. I want the best possible music. And that's why the, the deluxe shit is just killing the game. Because niggas playing the game for streams and not quality. Playing it to make money. All right, that's a fact. All right, bet. Solid opening statement. Doom did not attack anybody. Just gave his point very clearly. I appreciate that. All right, Krista. Let's get your opening statement. Do not attack Doom. Just get out I'm your not, point. I, I, I you have counterpoints, I, 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 but it's general. I promise y'all can argue as soon as you get your, your points <laughs> out. Y'all can go ahead. And that nigga know we about to argue, get some arguing in. You know what I'm saying? But uh, no, at the end of the day, so th- these are my, I got a few different arguments, right? So my first argument is, of course, deluxe editions have been around forever and nobody complained about them before today. That's number one. Number two, another thing that people do complain about, which I understand because it has a lot to do with the, the subject here, is just overbloated albums. You feel me? Uh, when Migos followed up Culture One, one of the most iconic Migos albums of all time, with Culture Two, culture which two. was just this overbloated thirty-something. It was probably twenty-something songs, but for, let's just say thirty for all intents and purposes. It was like thirty. Thirty-five song album. It was like twenty-something, twenty-nine. It was. It, 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 was, it was bad. It was. It was way too damn long. <laughs> That's a fucking fact. Granted, it had a lot of my favorite Migos songs on it, like Superstars. I love Superstars. Ooh, I liked a few songs on there. I felt like they gave me a good bag of songs to choose from. They did give me a lot to weave through, though. But me as a listener, uh, and this is this is a it has a lot to do with you know just you know individuality of the listener. But I'm one of those niggas who wants a big album so I could weed out my favorite songs. I'm one of the niggas that if you like Kanye, and you give me a seven song album, and I only like two or three of them songs. I understand you thought you gave me seven of your best songs, but you as Kanye, I know you cooked up twenty songs. Just give me the twenty songs and let me decide what's the best. Don't hold songs from me and be like, nah, this ain't my strongest. Because I might hear it and be like, nigga, this is your strongest. You should have dropped this one because out of the seven songs, I'm just rocking with three. So as, as far as your Kanye fan base, they might want, you know, the, they might love all seven because they're Kanye stands. But me, I just want to hear, the, I, I know for sure the Kanye and Cuddy little seven song bag was pure gas front to back. But as far as, you know, the Pusha seven, the fucking Kanye seven, the Tiana Taylor seven, whoever, it was just like, it wasn't, quite enough for me. It felt like you would just half-ass and just have something to release for a release schedule. 
and it works to me it works both ways you know what i'm saying so i definitely like the the overbloated albums but that's been around since you know migos culture 2 chris brown had that disc one disc two disc three album i'm Bad. still beefing with chris brown over that that's like 30 songs <laughs> and I, I feel like that's no i think it dropped 40 it was 45 it, was that a deluxe it was no, 45. I, I hear they have that was the normal edition. there's a deluxe that has 75 songs on it that's eight. okay so you <laughs> that that's is crazy. and this is my thing right we should have been calling that out. Then. Oh, we did. Sure, we did. sure. Yeah, I think did. niggas did. Sure, it did. Yeah, because I ain't gonna lie, he juked the numbers. He went like triple platinum or something. Everybody yeah, like, Chris Brown fake, went triple nigga. platinum, and I remember everybody was like, "Hold up, nigga, you you just went triple platinum off of the strict amount of how many numbers, uh, how many songs you had." Niggas could listen to your album once. Platinum, and you know nigga, you what's wrong with you? <laughs> but basically, with the with the the amount of bloating in the uh, actual, you know. Uh, Deluxe editions, right? I feel like Uzi, who is the the trendsetter of this year's deluxe edition flood, I feel like it has a lot to do with COVID. I feel like it has a lot to do with them following the leader of what he did. But what he did in in theory wasn't wrong. He had took a five, no, not five, three or four year break from music. His fans were just stacking up the snippets that we want this, we want this, we want this. He was like, I want this to be the album. He dropped the album, didn't have a lot of snippets on it. The next week he was like, I understand y'all want autumn snippets here's y'all's bag this was my bag here's y'all's bag sorry for making y'all wait three to four years for new music it's understandable that he'll give 40 songs to his fans like i, lo- I know some people aren't gonna feel that album you know what i'm saying but as for his key fan base they were pleased with those double albums now the problem is whenever the baby drops a deluxe little baby drops a deluxe nav drops a deluxe the weekend drops a deluxe you know what i'm saying but I don't think it's killing music because these niggas who are dropping these overflooded deluxes, Lil Baby's deluxe wasn't overflooded. Lil Baby's deluxe was like four songs and they were all pretty good songs that otherwise would have been overlooked if he dropped it with the rest of the album. But giving them their own room to breathe, you kind of ingest them a little bit better. And you're like, okay, these are good songs. These just are the hits that I'm gonna jam over and over. But these are definitely solid songs. Now, the problem comes with Nav and Gunna when they add like 20 songs to their deluxe. You got a deluxe, you got an album that's 20 songs, and then you drop a deluxe with 20 more yeah, songs. Trash, bro. And then first of all, your regular album wasn't hitting. Second of all, Facts. your second album is not hitting. Facts. You're just doing that to inflate the numbers while at the same time you're selling merch. Just you so ain't you make an album that's good since the, the first week. one. <laughs> I could understand how that is looked at and frowned upon. I honestly can, but I don't think the deluxe edition is really what's killing because we did get a lot of deluxe editions this year, but the weekend's deluxe edition album was three songs. The babies was like five or six. Uh, Even this Uzi and Future, like whenever Uzi announced, hey, we about to drop again, this nigga was hyping it up. He's like, we about to, me and Future about to drop again. They're like, like, oh shit, we getting a 50 song (laughs) deluxe, let's go. Nigga gave us six (laughs) songs and then two songs that were previously released that we already had as singles. So I'm like, okay, so you didn't beat us over the head. So for Gunner to that week go, man, I'm sick of these deluxe, deluxe is killing music. It's like, it's a bad example. Just say what you mean to say. You know what I'm saying? Say that these other niggas are overcrowding it, but I don't even think they really mean that looking at this future album. I know Doom don't like them four songs, you know what I'm saying? But the other six songs that they added into it, you feel me? And I I can't defend all of them because I don't like the ones that got those little fucking futsal shuffle ass beats to them. I do like one one or two of them. Like, I, I think I like half of the bag, you feel me? Cause I like uh, TikTok uh, or Tic Tac. I like uh, the Because of You song. And I like the other trap song, My Legacy. But I feel like if we're saying deluxe editions are killing music, right? We have to look at what those deluxe editions are. And to me, it's Pierre Bourne's 20 song deluxe edition. It's Nav's 20 song deluxe edition. And it's 
uh, Gunna's 20 songs deluxe edition. The Baby, Lil Baby, The Weeknd, they're not really doing anything outside of what Young Thug did in 2018, uh, 2019, when he did his So Much Fun just, uh, deluxe edition with like five extra songs. You know what I'm saying? It's been happening before. We're just saying it now because it's Uzi and Uzi's like very polarizing right now. And he does have the little mini me's. But if we're leaving the destruction of music up to Nav, Gunna, <laughs> and Pierre Bourne, <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we not even Lil Baby, who delivered a solid album, probably one of the best albums of the year, if we if we looking at, you know, fan reception. Uh, the Weeknd, one of the best albums of the year, too. I don't think those deluxe editions are harming anything, but I do, I can't understand how this wave is crippling to the people that are on it, but I feel like those people, like Gunna's already struggling with trying to remain right. relevant with that same-ass sound. Nav is struggling to get a review that's not a not good from Anthony Fantano. You know what I'm saying? He's trying his best to get Anthony Fantano's respect. It's just not working. You feel me? I just feel like this, it, it's it's kind of exaggerated as to where, um, how extreme deluxe editions are, just because so few artists have done them uh, in a bloated way. You know what I'm saying? Compared to the couple artists that we could name that have, you know what I'm saying? And I think the main thing people mad about was the Uzi thing and Uzi starting that wave in general. You feel me? Yeah. All right. What was fucked up, bro, is we've been going back and forth and not just the, the bros who think group, but our other group members. We've been going back and forth for fucking months on this shit. And if you'd have just said that now, nah, I'm like, all right, I agree with oh at my least eighty percent of that. <laughs> at oh least eighty percent of that, I agree with months, that. Months, but, months but of this, arguing. This is this sometimes is, you just need to what, talk it out, bro. This is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> this is what I'm gonna say. I think the the part that I do place the blame on Uzi for is that Uzi was the first artist to start this like this like that purely I don't give a fuck just I'ma drop some shit. I'ma press record on the beat, freestyle all over it. I'ma drop it and go platinum. And I don't give a fuck what y'all niggas feel about it. I don't care if y'all think it's ass, if y'all think it's the best shit y'all ever heard. This is what y'all get and this is what y'all get. That's the part that I don't like and that's killing it because he running the streams up off of that and while it worked for him, you got niggas like Nav giving me 20 songs of Does not work juice. for them. Like, <laughs> like, nigga, focus on making the best music and the numbers will follow, bro. That's a fact. Like, also, Chris, you know I don't like your quality argument. Like, your, your quantity argument. You know, you know what's the killer part, too? Because like, like, the fact that you just said Uzi gave us 20 songs that... No, the fact that you said... Kanye, hey, and just give us, give us the full, gas. give us the full thirteen instead of giving us what you think is the best. No, nigga, I want what you think is the best. But nigga. this like, is what? my thing. Yeah. I saw your face when he said that. What if I? This this is my thing. What if I listen to the seven? Because it's all subjective. Music is music. That's Me like, as a musician, I know my biggest song, my number one song that I would not have made all that money. You know what I'm saying? I made most money off this one song. That it's you like didn't my expect, least favorite yeah. song. I hate it so much. I never even. It was wasn't my idea to put it on official streaming services. It was the people taking it and running with it. Even my first big song, that was a song that I thought was going to be a good filler song for my little Toonami project. But then people started running with it and they that made is me true. start running with it. So I feel like, you know, sometimes you need that outside ear. For artists like Kanye, who he it's is the ear. He's not about to let Buku <laughs> niggas have fucking input on what his album's going to be. It's Kanye. He's But the see, one. I think it's different when, for that point, I'll agree with you. But it's different when a nigga dropping 20 songs, 30 songs. Now, it's see, like, oh yeah, I'm going to give you all 30. And, and like y'all choose. Too. No, nigga, that's too With much. Uzi, like, like people love that about Uzi that he just don't care and he drop his shit like that. So I'm gonna kind of exclude him. But as far as Nav and them, he that's what I'm not talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Uzi. I'm talking about like Nav, 
few. I'm talking about like gun, like them, like don't drop sad, thirty songs. I, I really do feel like that's Nav and Gunna's best work, and they just didn't know what to do with it. They were like, "Look, we falling off. Shit, y'all need something here. We'll give y'all thirty songs. Please, like one of these thirty songs, just give me one, give me one single that I could go back to." And at that point, it is very sad to watch that shit happen. But I feel like we're gonna watch. That's one of those things that it's not going to be one of the hottest things to do in the rap game. It's going to be one of those things to do when you were going like this and now you're kind of like this or you're even going like this and your label's like, bitch, we need your ass up here, nigga. We invested this much money in you. So it's going to be that kind of last yeah. resort kind of thing. Right. Chrissy, like you want to know something crazy? Let me get you to get on Doom, Ash. You want to know something crazy? As much as Doom been getting on you about Uzi, Uh-oh. this nigga liked the, the most recent Nav album. I fucked with it. I fucked with it, bro. <laughs> I fucked with it, my nigga. It wasn't trash. It wasn't great. Like it Chris, wasn't nothing to fucking this nigga go crazy the about. <laughs> I swear to God, bro, it wasn't. It wasn't nothing like where. Oh man, this album of the year contention type shit. You know why but I can't get? Mad it was on brand with Nav, bro. To me, it, it pretty much was. I didn't. This is one of my least favorite Nav albums because I didn't get as many hits as I get from a usual Nav album, which sounds crazy because there's a whole Nas. You niggas who like Nav side. just make me feel just crazy. Nav don't be that bad. Like, he's really not that bad. If niggas listen to Russ, I don't see how they can't listen to Nav. Because basically, ah, they're both, they're both very boring artists. Like, if you if you, if you you listen to, like, Auto-Tune, and you want to listen to, like, an Auto-Tune crooner that sounds like Uzi, Thug, Future, but with not a lot of swag and Nav not a lot don't of songs, do that, though, bro. Nav. Yeah, he definitely does. He don't croon no more. Sure do that. When you hear songs with Nav and Thug, Nav is keeping up with Thug. I'm not saying he's better than Thug, but he's at least keeping up up with the melodies, keeping up with the punchlines and lyrics. Nav Thug just comes on there with an exuberant personality. You know Nav, Nav tries to does the trap rap. I'll agree with you. He does melody with trap rap, but in ter- terms of crooning, Nav has not yeah, crooned. bro. He be singing, bro. Like this nigga yeah, be having that's love Nav songs. That's the last, bag. the last, yeah. I, I, I was fucking with Nav when he did Lonely, Up, Interlude, Sleep, Mariah. That's that was like a song, classic. He was that was the He's wave. Like, and see, I ain't gonna lie, Nav started strong in his career, but then That's he started just flooding, oversaturating the market. But I will say with the Deluxe, he dropped Good Intentions, and I was like, damn, this album is okay. And then he dropped the Deluxe, and I was like, ah, this is where he was hiding all the hits, because he had that what song like Relax. I ran that Relax. Don't you like the one with Metro, the fucking the perfect one with timing? Metro was cold, bro. That, that shit one was pretty was cold, solid. Bro. Uh, uh, I like the Nav song with Uzi, The Wanted You, off of I mean, Reckless. That one was hard, too. I think I think Reck- Reckless might have been my too. favorite Nav album. That's not uh, Nav. The same. Reckless like, had uh, Reckless ready. had hits on it. Now I'll give you Reckless, but I'm ready. With bad it. habits, perfect timing, good intentions. Throw that shit in the trash. I feel nigga. as far as good intentions, all his features were hitting. And like, Gunna, you could just throw features. Gunna all the way in the trash, nigga. That nigga see, is just with Gunna. Gunna started off real strong, and people were like, "Oh, this sound is new. It's refreshing. It's kind of good." And baby, and then he just wore it out. He yeah, no. Trick pony and little Gunna baby was wasn't. smart. Gunna was smart, bro. Gunna was he smart. Hiding, he partnered with he, Baby. He was hiding how trash he was by by doing all those verses with Baby. And Baby realized and as soon as they branched off, <laughs> Baby like, realized this, damn minute. this nigga eating off me. Hold on, <laughs> I'm about to do my yeah. own thing. Niggas but Baby was separate. They started calling little Baby trash as a ricochet. And little Baby was like, "Hold up, let me back up for these." Gunna, Gunna, Gunna was Gunna was this new generation's rich homie Quan. Oh, damn. I go for that. I feel like we always need one of those. Like we need a rich. And I fuck with Rich Homie Kwan. A Deepa Well, Shardy Low of the Year. I'm not saying nothing bad about those artists, but I'm saying don't do that to Shardy Low. Shardy Low is hard. Don't do that to Shardy Low. They know was fire. This is what I'm saying. All I'm saying is he came through with foolish. Foolish was hard. 
He came through with I'm the man. Yeah. Uh, young Jock, though, Young Jock came through thing nah, dude. It's going down. I know Chris you see it. always say Young Jock. Young Jock was but, trash, nigga. But this is what I'm saying. Were we really saying Young Jock was trash or was yes. it's going down playing on the radio every single day? And we were like, dum, 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 dum. Yeah, it's like we that need nigga that music to take over for the year. Lit, bro. Like when you listen to Young Thug and Rich Homie Quan, <laughs> it was very clear. And I, I, this is my hot take opinion because I've always had this opinion and niggas called me trash, but I, I seem to be right after a while. Thug was the nigga with the longevity. Rich Homie was that hot nigga for the year who was going to wear out that sound. And Rich yep. Homie Quan is that one trick pony. Rich Homie, he just wearing out. He, he just had that voice. to drop music now. It just it, sound the same as 2014. Nobody yep. can hear that no more. And Thug that's going to evolve so much. This, this and that's going to. That, that just happened too. Was that uh that YFN Lucci nigga? Yeah. It fell Lucci. off so fast. Lucci fell off. He only had one, one trick pony. <laughs> He got some bangers out there. Still making music and you know and I who like I wish music, would pop back off? Just... Who had a good album? Black Youngster last album was good, but Black was. Youngster fell it off. Was. He impressed Black me. Youngster, Black Youngster, Black Youngster album was good, man. Like, See, but I think niggas fuck with Black Youngster because he just got that personality. Is he bro. just a clown? He, just, he that he that nigga, bro. He you need he to like see plies. him somewhere. Like yeah, Plies makes good is, music. He is this sure, generation's yeah. Plies. Like Plies That's makes good music, right. but people just think Plies is a clown. But like, if you look at Plies' like catalog, Plies actually knows what he's doing sonically and can make really good music. That's Black Youngster. Like I was I think so. Plies yeah. fell off after the first couple albums. But I feel you, like after that he was just trying his but best. But you to can't stay deny on. what Plies has been doing, like in from 2017 onward. Like Plies been making hits, like. Wait, Chris, are you wait? Are you are you acting you like name you don't remember? One. Hold you on, name one. all I know I is Rich Carlson uh, about how his dances and twice. shit ran, ran off on the plug twice. twice. That's Hold the only song I'll give him credit the, for. The last song I remember Plies did something crazy with was the was Rich with the baby. Song. He did. He had Rich a song Carlson with the baby. Ran off with the, he had a song with the baby. He has a song with the baby. Yes, he does. Lynn I know you got a song with the baby. Ain't nobody else seen this shit but Lynn. I'm about to give it to you. Hold on, I follow Plies on Instagram. That's how I know. Cause like he be uh he definitely be promotes it super super hard. He got uh cross me with little baby. That's the one with it is. It's with little baby. Definitely never heard that one either. Cross me <laughs> hard. He got the real hitter with Kodak Black that blew up in 2017. He got ran off on the plug twice. He got uh and all of this is 2017, 2018, 2019. And then he got a song with the baby, but it might have been the baby song. I think it's the baby song. Then he got check calling with NBA Youngboy. That was this year. Niggas not he checking always, for flies. You got a song with Youngboy and niggas ain't heard it? I, if Youngboy is the most streamed. Yeah. Look, I'm just saying. Back. I'm just saying. Wait. Plies always keep one on him. I think he do got a song with Plies that's that. that that's hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's called Cross Me. Yeah, was it Cross Me? Baby cross Me. Nah, yeah. bro. Nah, I'm, I got to give Lynn this one, bro. I played this shit in the clubs. And Plies always got one. Had the lighter in the air, nigga. You would have thought this was like some boosty classic shit. These I'm niggas was in there man. singing this shit word you don't for word, If bro. you don't follow Plies <laughs> on IG, you would never know. Plies keeping one on deck always. Yo, low key though, it was Young Boy that carried that though. I ain't gonna lie. Facts. Young Boy carried. Yes, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. But yeah. Plies got a good ear. That's how I feel like by Black Youngster. See, the, the whole thing with me is, I, I just feel like this stemmed from like you know what I'm saying. We always had it, and we're always gonna have room for Trash your rap. your one yeah, hit, well, your yeah, one hit wonder kind of artist that's really hot for 2017. But then you see them have another hit in 2018, but they're falling off, and then they're nowhere to be found by 2019. That's always <laughs> that's always been the young jocks. And back in the day, they would last super long. Yin Yang Twins lasted forever, like banking off the piggyback of Lil Jon's beach. You know what I'm saying? But the niggas not surviving in this era. Man. You feel me? But like not right now, all. gonna I feel like right now we have that whole. 
that whole thing to where we're looking at well, rappers like they're gonna be no, around forever. But like we get the whole YB and Namir and we don't never see him again. We yeah. get the whole fucking only gunna, thing good about YB and Namir is his girlfriend. YB and Namir yeah. girlfriend is fine. That's the only, and I'm ready yeah, for us. With rappers I, am, I already forgot about. I am ready for her to leave they, him they when he when he falls off. YB and Namir, Lil Pump, uh, YB. Do y'all remember that nigga YB and um? The nigga who did Black China, who was always in the news. Why? Uh, <laughs> oh, I know who you talking about. Why uh, being uh fuck? What's this? This young Corday, there's Namir, and there's uh Corday left because he couldn't. He didn't want to be associated with them. Why being wow, niggas? Really? Then he, yeah. he fell off. Yeah, he took the Why being out his name. He that took, was like he, a it's just back. Corday. Yeah, he did that like a month ago. I really can't remember this other dude's name. What's this name? nigga name? Why being Almighty J? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, Almighty <laughs> He didn't even really have no records, bro. He just was, all he was fuck, in the camp. Oh, yeah, all he, all he was doing was fucking fucking black goals. China. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And he was nigga, funny. Nigga he had a whole baby with off. black. Wait, nigga had a whole baby with black China and fell off. Who is oh, paying wild. child support? It got to be black China. Like, if oh, I'm white, I didn't even know they had a baby. She did. They had a baby. She's kind of homeless. She was in Meg uh, new video. She was in Meg new like video. Like China's doing the OnlyFans single. and nobody buying. That's word on the streets. Didn't they? Didn't they? Uh, <laughs> Who would buy that? Who would buy that? Bro, Black China looked just like her mama, bro. That, that shit disgusts me. Right. You know what she should have did? She should have got her, uh, like, a... Um, like Black a China should have started rapping. Something. She should have invested in something. something yeah, strip club with a Chinas? She could have called it Chinas? Bro, a fine China? You, bro. I got Yo, Black China! Give us the oh, Black China. Fine China, the strip club, and you just have nothing but the finest women in the world. That's what she should have did, bro. That was actually a good idea. Fine China? Nah, nigga, come on, fam. That's hard. That's fucking hard. That's a bad and, and it's exclusive? You can have Amber Rose come strip one night? Nah, nigga, that'd be lit. She would have the ends, bro. She'd have ends with all the, with all the strippers, bro. She'd be lit. Huh. That would be lit. We, but we got to stop giving Black China ideas. With that right, being bro. said, I think y'all had a good debate, and I think it was like Brooklyn said, y'all just had to talk it out. <laughs> we glad that we could, we could offer y'all the platform. We could facilitate it. Yeah. Bro, I got to tell y'all before we get up out of here, if y'all not fucking with the sex cream, y'all got to fuck with the sex cream. Uh, what? He was not going to bring what? it up. I ain't think What are we talking about here? <laughs> this nigga's wild. The, the sex the cream. The, okay, look. There's this cream, right, that, that you put on the clitoris and on the <laughs> shaft of your penis. And I swear, bro, the shit turns you into a freak of nature. You turn into freakazoid, nigga. You like, I'm, I That's swear... What- I swear, That's what bro. You meant earlier when you talk about putting the, the gravy on the meat, son. No, <laughs> I had to put the gravy on the meat. Bro. And he tried to play me. I'm <laughs> glad. Look, I'm glad y'all keeping it up because he tried to play me. I knew what the fuck I was talking about. This shit is uh, edible, bro. It tastes yeah, like it's vanilla. Look, this shit is edible. It tastes like vanilla. It gets super cold. It's crazy, bro. And I swear, nigga, shit go numb, and you can last for like four rounds, nigga. Four, five rounds, just going, busting, full speed. <laughs> Full stroke <laughs> real lift, like nigga, you out here. I'm telling you, like, like a machine gun. I'm telling you, niggas, bro. left or right. I'm telling y'all, it changed the game. You gotta get you the sex cream. I'm gonna give y'all the name of it next episode because I want this bitch to sponsor us. I'm gonna hit up, but like, nah, this shit is fire, I'm telling, bro. I'm telling you, I would scream my girlfriend name to come bring it, but that shit is fire. This is why this nigga be taking a minute to get to the. I told y'all, bro. He be going crazy. They no, basics, no. bro. Like that's how you know this thing is going crazy, bro. They having mid afternoon casual sex. Like they, these niggas got appointments and shit. He's like, yeah. Um, so I'm trying to uh, rail you at like 6 p.m. because the podcast at seven. Hey. You brought the magic juice. 
I'm just telling y'all. Look, Schubert, Schubert been telling me for years I need to get on lube. And I'm not a lube nigga. I'm not a lube this nigga. Lube? I'm not a lube nigga. But I'm, but I'm telling you, the sex cream that like gives you invigoration or like makes you want to just go crazy. <laughs> that shit is yeah. words, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I never. He I put never the sex cream on and he turned it to tea. Yo, I doom, doom, nigga. I'm telling you, you fuck with it, doom. Like these niggas, niggas clowning. Try these niggas laughing. Y'all gotta try the sex cream. I'm gonna give you the name of it. Bro. Shit is fire. Hey, I'm with the shits. You, you selling? I know. I'm telling you. Hit them niggas up. Cause you making me wanna buy. I'm telling I'm you, I'm gonna give you the name of it. I'm gonna give you the name of it as soon as we get out of here. These two niggas laughing. I know nah, you. I'm sold though. I'm sold. Lit, I'm nigga. just cracking up because you said invigorating, bro. I'm crying. That's when it was sold. That's when it really, that's when it really sold. Right. I'm gonna bro, send y'all the link. Niggas made three sales right now before we even work for them. Would y'all use sex toys? See, I'm not about that. Cause, cause the the reason why my girlfriend found out about the sex group, cause she went to. All, you know how girls do like sex parties where they got somebody try to come sell them shit like a salesman, right? And she and they were and that's where she bought the cream and they had a bunch of bitches oh, just buying vibrators and sex toys for their relationships. I'm not for that. I'm not about to put a a, a vibrator, in my girl. Like that's just. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Get adventurous with your girls. Oh, I'm y'all, man. see now y'all, y'all, y'all bro, coming at me about the sex cream. My nigga, all the kind sex of shit. Toys, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get too into detail. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of different. Like, see, I feel like that thing that you was bringing up. That's one of those things, you know what I'm that's saying? What, like that's, yeah? that's one of them things. I feel like there's a lot of things that you could you could experiment with, you know what I'm saying? Nah, see? Spice, sometimes you gotta spice some stuff up, you know what I'm saying? That, I, that's, I see, I'm not gonna even clown, because you, you, you don't be getting straight to business, though. Green. Doom don't give a yeah. fuck about her. Chris, Doom, Doom don't give a Doom, fuck Doom, about that. Chris, so listen to this. This nigga Doom don't like to kiss. He don't like no foreplay. That nigga says, I'm nigga. pulling down my shit. You know Doom I'm here. Let's go. I was, I was, I was talking about when you, Doom you know, said, you got, clock in, clock out. Doom is crazy. That's all it is. Not your girl, but just you know. He only kisses his girl because he got to. <laughs> sex cream. That sounds like a lot of work, fact. nigga. I'm that not about to use all that sex cream, nigga. This nigga Doom is crazy, bro. That He's like her fact. pleasure. That nigga Doom said that sex up. cream makes you last longer. Nah, Doom, nigga, I'm fuck. It's gym day, nigga. I'm tired. Doom, if you use That's the sex fact. cream, I swear you're gonna be eating. You're gonna be doing it all, nigga. The sex cream is. I'm a. Hey, I'm a on it. I'm gonna see what's up. That shit is crazy. Last thing I got on it. Y'all talk during sex, like y'all. Y'all have conversations. Or is they, or oh, don't bro, begin what? That, I'm like the like, intro. Yeah. I be like the intro of a of a Trey Songz album, nigga. I be getting <laughs> OD crazy, bro. You, <laughs> like, you crazy, bro. You I'm out you. here wilding, bro. No, but I'm saying like, yo, you niggas be having dirty conversations. I be doing that too. But oh, do y'all ever have I'm like drunk. real conversations? Like just like, like just random shit. Like, yo, you watch this movie? <laughs> oh, nah, nah. We ain't <laughs> doing that. This nigga been like, he I get when I'm drunk, bro. You know what I'm saying? Lynn do a mixed stroke. Hey, we rancid. need uh, we need some milk. Yo, I'm Brooklyn, we <laughs> need some toilet no paper. Like, no, bro. <laughs> this nigga lit is crazy, bro. That's wild. That is wild. <laughs> oh shit! I only did that like twice though. That was like that was like a two time nah, event. I can't, I can't with you, bro. I but nah, I be y'all know me. I be getting in my getting the ear, doing the whispering, the sweet nothings, of course. Of yeah, you got to do that. You got to have some fun. You know what I'm and then, Crystal, like you said, when I get saucy, it get dirtier. The, the more alcohol that's in me, the dirtier the conversation get. Like, bro, when I, when let I me put it alcohol, in your pussy, bro, bitch. A, a, different me, a different me come outside of me, nigga. My girl be shocked. I be sitting there like, nigga, I don't know where that came from, to be honest with you. It just, it just happened. <laughs> Especially since I started drinking brown, nigga. I'm usually a fucking uh, uh, a clear drinker, but that brown do something do something different. That bro, be, that Hennessy will do it to you. It make you say all kind of crazy shit, bro. 
That's all I drink is Hennessy. I feel like that hen take over me, nigga. Hen dog and Duce, bro. That's it. And Corona beers. And that that brown, you talking about that cream, nigga. That brown make you last forever. You drink enough (laughs) Hennessy, bro. That's a fact. Bro, be drinking that that crown apple, nigga. I just lose myself. I'm telling you, bro. That crown apple fool too, bro. That's dangerous. That's a dangerous oh, game. Man, you lose track of how much you're drinking food. with that bitch. Give me, give me six coronas and I'm good. Six, seven coronas. <laughs> he said me... six coronas. <laughs> six, seven coronas, nigga. Let me get a six pack. I'm saucy. Sauce pecan, nigga. Fuck with me. Oh shit. This was fire. I love this. Chris, this was a great time. <laughs> this was amazing. This was one of our better episodes. Chris, tell the people they I'm can find I'm you on social one, media, man. Find your boy at Chris or SJE, you feel me? I just left the studio earlier on today. I got new hits on the way, you feel me? Me and my brother Doom, you know what I'm saying? I got a plug. We got some hits on the way, too. Maybe right. sooner than y'all motherfuckers Doom wouldn't have told us that either, so good thing. Bro, we taking over to the rest of 2020 and the early 2021. Like, nigga, we've been having fuck shit that yeah. was supposed to drop before COVID, you feel me? But COVID kind of set us back. But now, nah, nigga, just don't give a fuck. It's time fuck to go. Fuck yeah. I'm, to and when we get grand line, nigga? That's literally... we. We keep scrapping songs and adding songs to it, but I'm glad because I'm not gonna lie. From what we got so far, it's probably the best work Ooh. I feel like me and me and Nick have ever created so far. You know what I'm saying? So we got the you and Doom, you and Nick. I'm ready for that. Doom, tell the people. Oh, and me and Chris, Tuesday anime talk, and we got a lot of videos coming out for y'all. We got a run it back Let's coming. Go. We got a five reasons why you should watch Eden Zero. A lot of good anime coming content coming out this week and early next week. So y'all make sure y'all and follow Chris. The goat, That's the 2020 goat. That's a fact. Make sure y'all check that out on Tuesday. Doom, tell the people they can find you on social media, man. At Lil Doom SJE, Instagram and Twitter, man. Y'all fuck with me. And go fuck with him on SoundCloud, Lil Doom SJE, man. Doom yes, got some sir. fire. Yes, that Geo dude is hard out there. Brooklyn, tell the people where they can find you at on social media. You can find me at all social medias at where Brooklyn at. That's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, baby. That's for marketing purposes. Because we are not trying to get sued. And with that being said, I got to pick the song of the week this week. We're going to pick a fire song of the week. Because we don't have an interview with an artist, we do have an interview with former uh, writer and editor at Hip Hop DX, Justin Ivey. He's coming on to talk uh, hip hop, talk about verse, talk about all kind of shit. And Justin's coming on a pod, very legendary hip hop writer. And then after that, we're going to get into Bros Who Ball. But with that being said, let's get to the song of the week right
Journalist, legendary journalist, Mr. Justin Ivy, formerly Hip Hop DX. Justin, how are you doing, my brother? Hey, I'm doing good. Learning him. How about how about you? I've been good, man. I feel like the last time we talked was like late twenty. Nah, nah, it couldn't have been 2017. It had to be like late 2018. Yeah, because like 2017, I was still getting my feet wet, and like 2018 is when like I really started rolling. So it had to be then. How have you been since then? Uh, you just announced a big move. Talk to the people a little bit about it. Uh, that's why I said formerly Hip Hop DX. So just like, tell us a little bit about what's been going on in your life. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, fresh off it, uh, making the decision to kind of to leave uh, DX. Uh, you know, had kind of been thinking about it, you know, for a few months and wondering, uh, you know, if it was time to go and uh, finally, man, it just kind of, I guess, end of the year coming and, and things like that. It's just kind of gave me some clarity and saying like, hey, you know, it's time to get this next chapter rolling. So, uh, get a know, fresh back, start. yeah, back on the uh, freelance grind right now. And uh, we'll see how that goes. But it's, uh, you know, already nice. It, it was nice to, you know, send out that little tweet and uh, get the get the replies on the email already. So that was, it was good to kind of, to know, uh, okay, there's interest out there. <laughs> how how long were you at DX? Cause like, it was for a hot minute, huh? Oh yeah. I was there since uh, May of 2017. Okay. So like three years. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. So, and I, and I've been seeing a lot of different writers like yourself go the freelance route. Why do you think that is? Um, <laughs> I think and, and and granted, not from the people who are getting laid off, because that's happening as well. I'm talking about like a lot of prominent writers be like, you know what, I'm gonna go do it on my own. Like Nick Underhill, Bansky's like started making partnerships. Shout out to Eddie Gonzalez. I like uh William uh I think his name is William Ketchum. I don't know if that's his Twitter name, but like he's out there doing like working for himself. So I see a lot of like prominent people I respect in the journalism industry, like yourself, just doing saying, you know what, I'm gonna do it myself. Yeah, I think. I think a lot of it is just um, that freedom and, you know, when you get, you know, I can only speak on, on my stuff is like when you're, when you're in a staff position, you know, you're, the boss is dictating what you're doing at all yeah. times. And, uh, and, you know, there's only so much freedom you have in terms of your coverage. And so, you know, and when you're freelancing, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's definitely tougher at times because, you know, you're kind of chasing checks instead of having, you know, steady uh, salary, able one or any, uh, you know, steady salary and things like that. But it's also a situation where you kind of look and you say, okay, but am I writing what I want to write about? Am I covering what I'm passionate about? And, you know, I think a lot of people are just kind of in that space now where it's like, yeah, that's what I'm going to go for. And, uh, you know, it's, it's it's such a weird time right now anyway, just the whole pandemic and stuff. Yeah, I think a lot of people are just kind of reevaluating and kind of wondering, you know, uh, what's the best way to go forward. 100%. And you're one of those people, when I bring on, we got to talk rap. We got to talk, like, what's going on in the culture of music because you are a hip-hop head through and through. And when I say that, I'm not talking people out there <laughs> listening. This dude's not 
jamming the Uzis and the young boy. Like this dude's been jamming rap music since like Goody Mob, Wu-Tang, Jay-Z, like of the era of like the golden age. How, okay, so let's start this off with, what is your interpretation of how Corona has affected the rap industry? And how do you see the game pivoting going forward, whether that be with touring, music sales, just what is your interpretation of how Corona has affected the industry? And how do you think it's going to move forward post Corona or just inside of the pandemic going forward? Yeah, I think the biggest effect, I mean, it's just been devastating to the whole industry, but I mean, particularly indie artists that are just living off tour money, you know, because, uh, that inability to tour is just, there's nothing to really replicate. And, there, you know, there's been cool things like, you know, Bandcamp doing those uh, Bandcamp Fridays at the each of the month and where the artists get all the revenue and nothing's getting taken out of them. But uh, I'm not a fan of the IG live shows. Let me just say that. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I don't, I don't really get entertained by it. And like, even I did enjoy kind of verses at the beginning Thank but you. It, it's something else. Like it's it not. Doesn't like, feel that inner. Like at first, it started off as like, oh, we're battling, like a sound clash, like classic Jamaican sound clash. Now it's like a show for Apple Music where people are getting. Like it felt like the soul got ripped out of it and got corporatized. Corporatized. I think to me, the, what was so interesting about Versus at the beginning was it was so producer focused. Yeah. Like the one I loved was RZA and DJ Premier because it was like yep. they weren't battling; they were just like two friends, like telling stories. I even loved the the Babyface one. Like I loved the Babyface one just as a young guy learning about R and B history, and then seeing the counter to that, like you said, with RZA and, and uh, Premier learning about old school hip hop, and then as a young boy, I love seeing Boy Wonder and Hit Boy go at it because that's my g- generation. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, to me, that was to me that. You know, I know, obviously, I'm talking to you know, people that have made a business move and it's worked out for them well. So it's it's not like, uh, you know, I can criticize that. But uh, just that switch from the producer to the to the, you know, the the marquee artist to me kind of dampened it. Yeah, because it was like the whole the whole thing in hip hop right now is just is like the, the producer is not getting their just due. It's like. The, you know, the, there's no CDs anymore to go look at the album credits and all kind of things. So it was like that was the one kind of avenue or platform. Let's pay was, producers respects. Yeah, producer the right love again, and now it's just back. <laughs> it's just back to the star names again. And, and so, it doesn't you know, even seem like they're going back to like because at first I thought they were gonna go back and forth like artist producer artist, just artist. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, they definitely like you can already see like okay, this is how we could do it when the pandemic's over. We could take it on tour. It's, it, it's already in that stage. It's done with the, you know, the fun pandemic thing that it was. Do you think artists would be, un- of course, if the bag is right? I just don't know how it, it can't be something where they're doing a normal actual tour where it's like we're, we're doing shows every night. That has to be like a once a month, maybe once every two, three months type show deal where you get the right artists and pay them a bag to come out. I, I just don't see the logistics of like them touring constantly, you know? Definitely. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it would probably be like a consistent show, but it would kind of be like the versus brand, like, you know, it, it, like they could take the, the Jeezy and the, uh, and Gucci one they just did 
there you go. You have it in Atlanta. Like a festival, yeah, or something, yeah. You go to New Orleans and you have some, you know, you got yeah, a New Orleans-style one. And then you go to, and then you hit Houston. You have your- Do it city-based. I like that. It's not, that that kind of be hard. Like, if you go to Houston, you get, like, Bun B or whatever. Like, yeah, that'd be... That would be hard. So what do you think? Uh, because I want to I want to get back to verses and ask you a question about Jeezy and Gucci, because that was like your era of writing, like prominently. So I want to but I want to come back to that. What did so where do you think we go in terms of shows? Do you think we see shows next year? Or, and how do you think the music has been affected by this pandemic? You no, know, I think one thing that's really stood out to me with the music is uh, a lot of type of uh, party type records didn't like go or sounding the same right and so you know it was kind of weird and you saw you know it's such a weird situation now because like everything is so niche and so there's a certain you know 10 15 artists that just always are going to get the attention and the play and the push but it's like i think this really gave a lot of people an opportunity to maybe like kind of even the playing field a little bit in terms of attention and uh, you know it's like because it's like man you can't just listen to the the 20 track album of of just uh the the shit that would go up at the club because it's like hey there's uh, there's no club to go to (laughs) exactly i'm at my house and that's the thing with me it's like when i hear an album it's you have to it's either A for the car or for B at my house when i'm chilling with my girl and if my girl is in the room it's like if I'm, there's so much music out that like if the mainstream popular guys just giving me, for example, Ty Dolla Sign, and there's no disrespect to him, his album, I wanted an R&B tie. Like, let's get into like some chill, melodic vibes where it's like you're still giving me the stuff you gave on Beach House 3 that's like just straight up club stuff. And it's like, I can't listen to that in my house. Whereas Xavier Omar drops that same weekend, but his is more... LED lights in the house, lighting candles, having my girlfriend light incense. It's just like a vibe. So I understand 1000% what you mean, where it's like these indie artists and some of these artists that are more about the content and the lyrics that they're speaking, they're getting a, a shot to even the playing field. Definitely, definitely. That I mean, that for me, that's what stood out a lot is just that, you know, it was like you could kind of get a little more traction and say, cause you know, at the end of the day, people are stuck at home, you know, until, you know, until, you know, a lot of people got <laughs> kind of, uh, uh, bold out there and started, uh, you know, go, going wild, but, uh, that's why we're yeah. about to be in another lockdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I think, you know, that's to me, that's one of the small blessings, you know, in, in the pandemic is just, it's like, okay, you've got this different way of living right now, so release music that's reflective of it and, and matches it, you know, it's like it doesn't have to be sad and somber or anything, it's just you've got, you gotta play to a different type of audience Yep, 1000%. Do you see touring coming back next year? Or is that not like, or you don't see that happening until 2022? I have, you know, I guess it all really depends on the vaccine it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it I could definitely see touring coming back like in the second half of the year. And, uh, but it's like, yeah, it's touring not coming back anytime soon. You know, at this point, uh, you know, I, I've seen people kind of trying to find creative ways, you know, with these car shows and kind of like, and, you know, outdoor, you know, social bubbles. 
Yeah, you know, like, but you know that that that's only attainable to people with a certain budget. You know, yeah, so not gonna be the guys hopping in the car, you know, riding uh, <laughs> for you know weekend warrior kind of stuff. Uh, it's gonna be interesting because I feel like just like the movie industry, because like the movie industry is straight up been like, all right. If we have to, we're switching to VOD in 2021. We are not pushing back movies. We are making our money because they took such a big hit in 2020 that, mm-hmm. like, they when Wonder Woman's getting put on HBO Max, you know the type of loss that the movie industry has taken this year. And I feel like music is going to be the same way. It's going to be, like, either a bunch of IG live shows or, like you said, a bunch of bubble shows. Labels are just going to say... We got to buy the, like, I could see a bubble festival where it's like every, you see, like you're in your bubble and you're just getting like people like show after show, but it would only be in certain towns like uh, Atlanta, uh, Florida, where social distancing is like, you know, you know how it is. We don't even have to talk about it. But like, I I feel like the, at some point these labels are going to be like, we have to make our money. So like, we're going to do something. Mm. Yeah. It it will be interesting to kind of like, you know, I think they've said stuff about April and things like that. It's like, what what kind of is people's breaking point and when they kind of hit up, like, oh, okay, we got to do something. You know, I definitely think we've seen it a little bit, like you said, with the Instagram and uh, Twitch has kind of emerged as as a place like, you know, Rolling Loud's doing stuff on there. And, uh, you know, I certainly think that's what people will try. I guess the kind of million-dollar question is just, how much demand is there for it? It's like, that's my thing. Do you want to, uh, you know, if you have the album on Spotify or Apple or title or whatever you got it, it's like, do you want to just stay in there and kind of watch the person on your iPad or your phone? You know, it's like, what's the, what's the real difference? It, uh, you know, I, I guess that's kind of the weird thing is, you know, artists kind of, you know, how do you make it a show? Like how do yeah. you make it? And that's beyond just your music. And that's the thing. It's like they have to be creative because when you're at your house, you have the opportunity to. All right, let's lay it out. You got your video games. You have your streaming services, whether Netflix, Hulu. You have all the movies and TV shows. Then you have Twitch, which is your favorite creators doing stuff. You have YouTube, which a bunch of different creators. All of this, mind you, is either paid for or free for you. And then you have your music on your Spotify and Apple. What's making me want to go on Twitch and watch this artist do this, especially if they're going to start charging for it? Like, what is giving me, like, what is giving me incentive to watch this? Because the quality, in my opinion, is better on your Spotify and Apple. Like, if I'm just going to watch you stand there, like, what's cool about that? You know, like, what's my incentive to say, hey, I'm going to watch the the uh the ti show on twitch or like the little uzi vert in future show on twitch like what's my incentive to do that right i think it's definitely gonna have to be situations where it's extremely interactive you know people feel like they're talking to the artist or they yeah. have influence in it in some way Pick or, the songs right yeah or it's gotta be you know just kind of not music based it's gotta be you know it's like live podcasting and, and yeah. storytelling and just people kind of you know it's like you know it's great i don't do it but like man people just sit and watch somebody bs on instagram live or you know they're just ranting in the phone so it's like man you might as well do like something more uh constructive with that energy. a little more produced yeah all those people are showing up to do this like hey like make it a time and a destination and a 
you know, this is what we're going to do. You know, I'm, I'm going to break down my album or I'm going to, uh, you know, highlight some of these collaborations that never saw the light of day or so, you know, something, whatever, you know, just ways to kind of give something out there. And, you know, but it, yeah, it, it is funny. It's just, you know, it's kind of turned into a situation where artists are like, uh, you know, you're kind of like a, a t-shirt salesman at this point. It's like, Hey, we'll, we'll buy my merch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I can't give you anything more right now. So uh, how about merch? You know? Yeah. Uh, check out my cool clothes. So, no, 100%. What was your thought process? Did you ever think you would see Jeezy and Gucci in a room together like that? And what did you think of the show itself? How did you think of, like, each person's, like, interactions with each other? And what was your take on Jeezy versus Gucci? Uh, Definitely weird. Super um, weird. <laughs> I, I never thought it was going to happen. Like, I also just, I don't know, there was something kind of unseemly about it almost i felt like it was gonna i I felt like anything could have popped off at any time during that show right it was like you know gucci putting out the true song as a single before he (laughs) they even did into it and it was like i don't know it was this weird thing of like how real is this and (laughs) is it wrestling or is it real yeah 100 percent. a little bit where like they have talked this out (laughs) They're just going to go kind of play it up. And yeah, it was just, it was very odd. It is like, and I'll be honest, I, I didn't watch the whole thing. Like I, I, I kind of like got, I, I watched the beginning and was like, this is odd. I, I don't think this is going to entertain me the way that it's entertaining other people. And it was like, yeah, I, I bailed pretty quick. Cause it was <laughs> like, I, I didn't, I, I was looking at it like, what are we doing here? Like what's being a cop? here i don't know exactly what we're what's happening no i'm I'm with you i I stayed for the shits and gigs i stayed for the shenanigans but like the whole time i'm watching i'm just like there's no way one both of these people do not feel a certain type of way about doing this like you can tell they're here for the money and like their shots going across on both sides and it just felt like this wasn't constructive and granted jeezy tried to turn it around after the truth when he gave that big speech but even at the beginning of that speech, I was like, you could tell the anger was there. And he was like, I'm giving this speech this way because I have a bag in the in the wing waiting, but I'm so pissed off at this man. Right, yeah. Like, I think I saw a lot of people, you know, saying that Gucci, uh, you know, won because he kind of went, he took every low blow possible. And then, and then the other people- I was, was one of those people. <laughs> but Jeezy was the mature one and da-da-da. And that, that's what kind of was- I was kind of like just wondering like, okay, well, like Gucci had this new kind of like rebrand where he was like not the old Gucci and not that guy. And it just kind of looked like he fell right back into it, like at the drop of a hat. <laughs> and so and that that's kind of what it was for me is like, I kind of saw it as like Swiss Beats and Tim Lenz or whoever had this idea was just as like, okay, this is extreme and this will get a lot of attention. Need a lot of clicks. I don't know if there was like any consideration for like, oh, but this this was like something different. This wasn't Nas and Jay-Z. Like someone right. died. Like that's that's my whole thing with it. It's like we're, we're marketing and like promoting this off of someone's death. Like the family has to feel some type of way. That's what felt uncomfortable with me the whole time. It's like, cool, you can go in there, throw y'all shots, y'all have beef, whatever. But when you get to the point where it's like, 
we're smoking on so- this dude's pack or like your buddies in the ground like that. That dude has kids like he has a family like that just felt uncomfortable to me. Right. It, I think that's what was so strange is just it's like you're kind of pitching this to me as like there's a reconciliation of some sort, you know, mm-hmm. that they're they're in this proximity to each other and they're uh, and they're playing along and everything. But it's like, but hey, we're going to revisit that and yeah. every single drama of it. And it was like. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are we? What's happening here? I, I it, yeah, it just kind of made me like kind of skin crawl a little bit. No, I'm with you. But what it did show me, besides all that, the other shenanigans and whatnot, what it did show me was just how these two men's career went in different directions. How Gucci might, as much as like people think he's like this legend in rap, which he is in terms of, I'm talking just rapping. Whether or not you enjoy Gucci's rapping career or not his legacy on the game and his imprint is undeniable when you see standing behind P baby, uh, Ghana, like just so many people he put on in Atlanta. But then you see the flip of Jeezy where it's like, Jeezy ain't really put nobody on. Jeezy was more about himself. Jeezy was about real estate business and doing this. And everybody who worked with him musically has a story where they didn't get along. How did you interpret like, What's your thoughts on that, of just how their careers went, where at the time you expect Jeezy to be this guy that puts on for Atlanta, but it ends up being Gucci? Mm, yeah. I think that's kind of Gucci's legacy in many ways is because it's, you know, everybody's got an opinion about his music and, and, and you know, his skill and what, and what he is. But, you know, he's always going to have that legacy of, putting these guys on and being influential. And uh, that's what I found kind of interesting about it is like, to me, like Jeezy was kind of the pinnacle of like the early trap days of like it reaching its most mainstream. Like this is, this is how big trap rap, uh, you know, trap rap that was once was, it's kind of involved, evolved into something completely different these days. Yeah. But like the trap rap of the mid 2000s, like Jeezy was the peak of it. While as, you know, Gucci would be kind of like the mixtape guy, you know, the guys from the mixtape days. And it was, and so that's what it was. It was very interesting to watch, like, you know, because you could kind of see that difference was where you'd see people just completely dismiss Gucci's chances. It was like, well, well, Jeezy has all the hits. And it was like, and it's like, yeah, like to a certain audience, Jeezy had like a much bigger career. And uh, but to a completely different audience, like Gucci's reach was way bigger. And uh, yeah, I think what you what you said about Jeezy is accurate. You know, um, he didn't. You know, I think it's kind of one of those hard things where it's like people always expect, well, why didn't people put on somebody? You know, That's why true. Did, why didn't you pass it down? It's, and it's also, and it probably is unfair at times. Where Definitely like, is. Where it's like, you know, okay, you had a successful career. Why don't you make somebody else successful? Uh, I think Jeezy was kind of more uh, someone who kind of crossed over a little bit and crossed into different paths, you know, just working with somebody like Jay-Z and stuff. It's like, I think he was going for a different lane and, uh, you know, I think in some ways, maybe he deserves some credit on trying to put people on, you know, uh, they just weren't, 
either, you know, transcendent types of talent, you know, like, you know, somebody like Boo Rossini and, and the guys like that. It's like, okay, that, that guy wasn't going to blow up. Or it just um, didn't work like Gibbs. Right. Or it's just, you know, to me, it's like, you know, Gibbs is like, okay, like he deserves some credit for kind of giving Gibbs a shot, but True. it's like, you know, they weren't, you know, they weren't <laughs> going to ever get along. It is like, you know, d- depending on your perspective, it's like, what did Jeezy do for Gibbs? It's like, you know, some people knew Gibbs well before that cosign ever came in. And then, you know, Gibbs probably best run has been his recent one, you know. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, over the last couple of years, it's like that's a whole different audience. You know, that some of them might not have even heard Gibbs' stuff from, you know, 09 and stuff his like tra- that. His transition from Pinata to now has just been in- – He's become one of my favorite rappers, literally from Pinata onward to just Pinata 2 and just all the uh, Alfredo and just uh, it's, it just his catalog till now has been the mixtape of currency. What Gibbs has done has been incredible. I think Gibbs getting with single producers has been extremely beneficial for his career because I think that was always he's always an amazing rapper. And it, it always stood out for it. Like a lot of his projects would just kind of stand out as just so kind of all over the place sound wise. Mm-hmm. Kind of and like there'd be really high highs and then there'd be a low low. And now when he had a singular sound, it just kind of forced him into kind of reaching a different type of heights. And it, it's worked out brilliantly. You know, he's released some of his best stuff. 100%. What's your thoughts on, I want to ask you about a couple of rappers today, but let's start off. What's your thoughts with Griselda and bringing back this typical New York East Coast sound, but making it sound like it belongs in 2020, whereas you could bring it into 2000 and it would work. You could bring it into the 90s, it would work, but it feels very relevant, very current with just Derringer, Alchemist, the different producers they have, and then having great rappers like Boldy James, Westside, Conway, Benny. What, what's your thoughts on what Griselda has done for rap and for the East Coast? Oh, I mean, I love what Griselda's done. You know, I'm a big fan of everything they're doing. Um, you know, Definitely Rock Marciano kind of deserves the credit for uh, kind of reviving, rebirthing, uh, holding steady that kind of style and showing that there was a lane for it still. And, you know, so there was other artists kind of doing it, but like Griselda definitely took it to a new level. And I think kind of the whole having a crew with them kind of gave them sort of a Wu-Tang vibe almost. And uh it's kind of just been, yeah, and I think, you know, West Side Gun, you know, deserves a tremendous amount of credit for just kind of, like, being a great marketer of himself. Yeah, being the architect of this. is like, you know, because that's what's, you know, that's a big difference between makers. It's like, you look at, you know, it's not like the sound went away, you know, people have been making it, but it's just it never got to that level, that platform, and it's like, but for some reason, you know, this guy in Buffalo who yeah. had more of a designing mindset was able to figure out the cheat code and, and get and get it to work. And then, uh, yeah, it's a, I think it's just kind of you're seeing the heights. They're, they're just getting a little bigger each and every single time. And it's uh, kind of, you know, with Benny just having the highest chart in one of any Griselda release just now. 
with the uh, the Hit Boy one. Yep. I think that's that's kind of you know it's exciting and it's also the whole probably the coolest thing about them is kind of like they're a, a exception against this rule of so you know it's always been oh well your hip hop hip hop's young it's always young it's always young it's only going to be young rappers it's like these guys are having their breakthrough in their late 30s 30s yeah and so it's like okay there's a you know i think it's it's important that that like those kind of guys are emerging because it's always been a oh well it's legacy acts and that's and that's one thing but then there's a new sound for the day and that doesn't continue and now it's kind of proving that like oh no there's a there's actually just different worlds out there and it, you just have to and it's like hip-hop is over well over 40 years old it's now. multi-generational and so it's like you can't keep operating under the old rule that it was just a young man's sport it's like there's too much there's too many people that identify with hip-hop now and have attachment to hip-hop now that it's like you can i think that seed chain is starting where it's like you know it used to be we'd all complain about oh well, you know rock doesn't abandon their old artists like hip-hop does and it's like well now okay, now we're in there now we're there that now there's there's a there's an audience there's enough people now that that's going to change and like you see that with like ll cool j doing you know you know the rock the bell site and uh his, his radio show is like there's an audience for it so it's like uh you know stop ignoring that they're there and that's a great point because and that's why i was gonna get to you next my dad's 50 you're in your 30s i'm 20 something my brother's eight 18 19 and we all have our different favorite of hip-hop but we all love hip-hop and i think that's why it's able to work because my dad's big griselda fan but like won't won't check out the young boys but that's because that's his generation and that's something for him so it makes a it makes a lot of sense i'm gonna get to my age question in hip-hop in a little bit who's your favorite griselda member because we all uh, have our favorite. Yeah, I'm partial to Benny. I, I like okay. I really digging Benny, and uh, you know, it was like, I thought uh, you were gonna be a Conway guy, man. I was definitely like when they first when I first discovered him. You know, it was definitely Conway that got me hooked, and was just as Benny's kind of come around. It's like every release I get more and more into it. It's like Tana Talk Three was the one. That, that was, was mine, man. I love Tana Talk Three. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, I've just been all in on like Benny just impressed me every time. Obviously, still love Conway, but uh, Conway, yeah. Conway's the man. But when I heard Tana talk three, Joe Pesci thirty eight, uh, ninety seven, Hove, that those were just sounds, man. I loved it. I loved it. But Conway the machine, his new album was fucking incredible, man. Like the lyricism that Conway portrays on on, on that project was just great. And me. I'm a big fan of, like, honestly, I'm, I'm going to keep it a bean, and I've said this multiple times. I'm not the biggest West Side Gun fan. If I have to go third, I go Boldy James. I'm a big, The Price of Tea of China was a damn good album, even though it came out earlier in the year. To me, that has to be up, like, at least mentioned when you talk album of the year. Yeah, no, if if that, if they had do, announced the Griselda signing, like, before, it, it, that album probably would have got a certain way more recognition than it did. Um, but yeah, Griselda's, you know, kind of on fire with, you know, pulling in Boldy and then Armani Caesar, you know, it's like, I had no idea who she was before they signed her. And then, then, then I've been pleasantly surprised with everything she's been doing. And, uh, 
That's why yeah. I'm hyped to see Gun like now that he's about to stop rapping with like the signing of Amani Caesar and the signing of Boldy James and just seeing how he moves as a businessman and then seeing him saying he's going to do film and animation. Like, I think this is where we're going to see the brilliance of Gun. Just like the mind of this creative after the rap. Like, let's not hold him to this box of rap. He's going to be this creative artist businessman that's going to make a lot of credible, incredible shit, at least I believe, after uh, Hitler wears Hermes 9 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a kind of a masterpiece quality to him. You know, it's like, dude, I, I enjoy listening to West Side Rap more than Masterpiece. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like I'll take a I'll take that Pray for Paris album over any P album, but uh, uh, but yeah, it's like I just it, there's definitely similarities there where it's like you can see that he's like he's got an empire in mind, and, and yep. part of it is hip hop, and and it's like it is, and part of that is because he can recognize talent, it's like he sees his brother is amazing, it's like that. That's what I always liked about Westside is he didn't have like that. He has bravado, but he doesn't have the rapper arrogance of I'm the best. Yeah, like he recognized that Conway was better than him, and he he always admitted and and say it and 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 put and promote his brother whenever he could. One hundred percent. Who do you think is the best label right now in hip hop? Label crew, because that's been a big conversation of is Griselda the best label, the best crew? People still say TDE. Dreamville had a very quiet but still big year this year. Who do you think is the best label crew going out right now? Mm. If it, I mean, just in 2020, it's hard not to give it to Griselda just because they put out so much. Yeah, they it, do. It was just, they were just kind of over. They put out mund- mumble rap quantities, but with just amazing quality. Yeah, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of the proof that like, hey, it's like, there's not, you don't have to sacrifice quality for quantity. It is like, there's a way to do it. There's a, there's a way to do both. Um I would definitely go with them for this year. You know, in terms of more overarching, it's definitely kind of hard to to not look at Dreamville, you know, just based on like up and down the ladder and just, you know, Jay Cole's sheer stardom, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give it to Griselda and, it, uh, you know, as it currently stands. TD is kind of weird. Uh, you know, it's like, what do you think's going on? Because it to me, I feel like there's a separation that people are just not talking about. Because PG Lang is a thing. Baby Keem is under PG Lang. Dave Free left to go to PG Lang. And Kendrick's not putting anything out because I think he's waiting to put it out on PG Lang. I don't know what's going on over there. My suspicion is Kendrick's not leaving or anything like that. You know, I think... Uh, that's probably a little more rumor mill than, than that's tin hat conspiracy theory I'm, I'm right. posing with. But, um, but I do think one thing's clear is like, he sees something in baby Keem that like, that he doesn't do and that isn't his lane and he wants to help it. And he wants yeah. to, it, and he wants to back it. And, uh, and he's probably just kind of in that place where it's like, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, he's the he's the king of TDE in terms of the artist, but it's never going to be his. You know, it's yeah. not ever going to be his thing. And so, PG Lang might be kind of his. You know, shady records. You know, to Eminem. You know, it's like Eminem's always aftermath Interscope, but it's yep. like he's thing now. So, I think that's probably more what PG Lang is. And uh, 
you know, and, and he's also kind of looking at it as some, you know, kind of multimedia thing, you know, so maybe something that not Movies, a whatever. Thing. But uh, I think that's I think that's more what it is is like, and that's probably why he's been so quiet. Is just as like they're kind of looking at Baby Keem and then saying, you know, we're gonna make something out of this guy. Yeah, you know, we got something here. You know, he 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 got he got a he got a certain he got to a certain spot on his own is like and with our backing he could hit a new level. Yeah, and we'll take it to new places. Let me backtrack to the aging in hip hop. How do you think artists have? handled this aging in hip-hop we see like you said with griselda we see and i gotta say what jeezy's been doing aging well jay-z aging well but then we see the flip of like Lil wayne kanye what's your been your take on just how these artists have aged as hip-hop has grown older yeah i think for a lot of artists you know it's it's kind of a it's kind of a weird thing where it's like uh you're sitting there and you're wondering who's your audience? You know, am I trying to still play to uh, the same fans or am I trying to reach new people? Am I trying to uh, kind of stick with it? And I think, you know, it's kind of the the easy way out, but it's, you know, it kind of just depends on who you are. It's like, you got, for some guys, you got to stay true to yourself. And I think, you know, you've seen that when, uh, you know, you look at somebody like, uh, like Jay-Z, obviously is, Okay, you know, he's playing to his audience still, but hey, you know, he's still relevant. He's still able to connect with a younger artist, but uh, younger fans. But uh, yeah, I think somebody like Lil Wayne is is, is definitely kind of you're, you're hitting that plateau, maybe. Mm-hmm. Of, like, you know, it's diminishing returns now, and it's like you know he's still he's still kind of just doing the same thing and it's not, it's not going to, it's not hidden like it used to anymore at the end of this day. So, uh, that audience that would have been into it is kind of maybe aging out of it. And the audience that he, that would be liking it has kind of found a new style, found a new sound, found a new. So I think that's kind of the key for like an artist like Wayne is wondering, you know, how do I stay true to what I'm doing, but find a new, way to do it and mm-hmm. just that's kind of the million dollar question on that is like how do you how does he figure that out but uh you know it, it may just be kind of his time you know yeah. so i think you look at somebody with like kanye like i don't think kanye has kind of aged out really as more as he's kind of put himself you know? out you know <laughs> he yeah just, he is just like you know this is just the guy kind of breaking down you know in front of us and it's like uh, and so it's not it's not surprising that the sound is kind of going uh, diminished and the quality is diminished. You know, it's like when you're going to Wyoming randomly and churning out eight song albums with random people. Tayana Taylor doesn't even know why things are mastered and who's credited on her album and, you know, just weird things like that. And it's not even the album she intended. Like the original album Tiana Taylor had was incredible. Not saying the the one that Kanye put out was bad because I enjoyed it, but what she wanted to come out was miles above what she put out. Yeah, because it's like you know you hear things you hear things like Nas like talking about how he wanted more time to work on it. It was like you know it's like so why like why yeah. did we like why did any of this happen? Like nobody needed it in April or of that year or whatever it was. It was like you know could have just sat on this part of this battling Drake rollout for good music, right? 
So that that's kind of fascinating. What this is, but that's another one. Uh, that's another good one uh, in terms of aging is Drake. It's going to be interesting to see how Drake ages because it's like. You know, I got the play. I already know what he's gonna do. I got the play. Let me tell you. I think he's gonna just do. I, I'm, I'm ready for when he does his last rap album because I think that's coming. And then I think Ooh. we're gonna get R&B albums, maybe like one, two, and then we're then he's going acting. He's gonna pull a Jamie Foxx act, and then maybe give us an R&B project here or there. Gotcha, gotcha. So he go back to acting because he was, you know, child actor. And, and see, but I think he will because if you see things like Euphoria, Top Boy, like he's producing some great, some great A level content. And me, when you work with HBO. HBO and you build a at least when you see people work with HBO they build a relationship with them and they end up making more things so th- I feel like that's an avenue that he can he can get into because he's been successful in it. Mm. I I could definitely see that I think that's a that's a pretty good pre- prediction you know, uh, but yeah I I am just kind of fascinated of what his music will do because I, it, it does feel like he's kind of been the ultimate you know trend hopper and just kind of finding that way to kind of stay stay relevant stay relevant but it's like you know there's there's it just seems like more and more people are kind of getting wary of it and like noticing it and kind of being like what is this and so you know i guess i i guess i'm kind of just wondering like you know what does a 13 year old think of drake right now and like do they care when his next album drops and so it's like when they're 20 you know it's like what is drake to them we're gonna see this next album's gonna be very big for him. Yeah, it, 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 it will be interesting too because of like I think it was views like he he he, he was mad that views was not well received. You know, he kind of yep. admitted that, and so it's like, oh well, are you know, are you thinking you're making better stuff than you are? That's gonna be kind of a, uh, an intriguing uh, spot for him. No, one hundred percent. What's your, who would you say are some of your favorite rappers out right now? They could be new, they could be like, oh, preferably new, but like, who are you liking right now in terms of hip hop? I really like uh, Bobby Sessions out of uh, Dallas. He's, uh, he's, I feel like he's been around for a while, but now he's finally getting his pop. He's finally getting his shine. Yeah, he signed to Def Jam uh, a year or two ago. And so, yeah, that's kind of helped with, for him. Uh, I just I really liked his uh, Revolution series, and uh, you know the last part of it, uh, part three, came out this year. Um, uh, like my favorite new new guy right now would be Stove God Cooks. Oh, okay. He's uh he's on Busta Rhymes label, but uh, Rock Marciano produced his whole album earlier this year. Oh, I'm checking that out <laughs> right as we leave. Drought. And yeah, I was just super impressed by this guy. I think he's from Syracuse. Uh, In a stovetop, what? Stove God Cook. Stove God Cook. All right, bet. Yeah, he was on the uh, the last West Side Gun album. Uh, okay, that spot on it. But uh, yeah, that er, that album, Reasonable Drought, came out earlier this year, and it was like it was kind of cool too because it, you know he signed to Busta, and it's like. I never really had thought of like, okay, who's even on Busta's label? You Isn't know? it like o, uh, OT Genesis is still on Conglomerate? He, like, he was on there. I, I'm not sure if he still is, honestly, but it's like, you know, it was it was just kind of odd. Like, you know, he, that wasn't on my radar at all. You know, like who who's who's Busta signing these days? And it was just, 
you know, the kind of this weird thing where it's like Rock Marciano produced the whole album and Rock Marciano dates back to the old flip mode days. And it was like, oh yeah, like that connection existed. And then it led to, to this guy and, and, and it worked so well. And I, I was just super impressed by that. Um, like maybe she's not brand new or anything, but uh, uh, Sampha the Great, uh, I'm just, I'm really digging her music. Uh, one of her songs like landed in a commercial recently. Like I, I can't remember like what the ad was, but I was just like, I was excited to hear it on TV. I was like, okay, she, hey, she's getting money to like somebody, somebody's noticing her. Hell yeah. Uh, she's definitely somebody uh, stands out to me. And then like uh, Bad Rouge wise, um, you know, definitely like Caleb Brown and Quadri are like are the two that like really stand out to me. Like I, I really want to see them kind of blow up. I need to get into Quadri because I'm a I, I'm a big Caleb Brown fan. Trying to get him on the show soon, and but I'm I definitely got to check out Quadri. And that's a you've been transitioning so well into what I'm what some of my next questions are. What's your thoughts on because we've talked about this last time you're here, and just from the last time you came on the show to now, the explosion of the scene and just the quality of music from like you said Caleb Brown, Quadri. You see Jaira, you see Jose Xavier, you see Swigger's group with. Jazz Bandito and everybody pushing up there. Then you got Michael Armstead doing his shit, doing some cool shit over over on his thing. He's about to drop a new album. The BR scene has gotten so great and we've seen so many new people come up. What's been your thoughts of it? Because I think we're moving away. Not that it'll ever go away, but I think it's becoming to where, oh, BR has more than the young boy Boosie Gate sound and those people are starting to get their flowers. Definitely. I do, I do think kind of that it's reached a point where that scene has kind of uh, expanded and gotten uh, kind of more of its just due. Um, I think the unfortunate thing is just 2020 has, has kind of uh, halted some of that momentum, you know, cause it's just that the shows haven't been around there. The touring hasn't been around. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, the Spanish moons uh, mess kind of, uh, it, <laughs> preventing the, uh, uh, one of the go-to venues from not being around uh, before the pandemic hit was definitely a, a blow. Um, but in terms of just the music itself is like, yeah, like you said, there's just so many guys, so, uh, so many women too, uh, yeah. more than before. And uh, it's exciting. Yeah. I, I think to, to see a different type of side of Ben Rouge getting more uh, flourish and, uh, you know, guys like Caleb and Quadri getting these opportunities, and uh, and uh, you know, like you said, uh, uh, you know, Swagger, somebody that's really stands out. It's just how many people he's producing for these days. It's he's killing of, it, man! Like, and so that's exciting too, is because you know, uh, Bad Roots producers had kind of been almost uh, pigeonholed a little bit to a degree, and it's like Swagger's kind of showing. No, like there's, there's people looking for a different type of sound too in, from Baton Rouge. Doodle so, go work with Be Fresh and give us like the most gutter trap sound and shit and then go work with Adam Dollars and give us some boom bap East Coast shit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, like, I mean, and uh, like Adam too, that's a great, that's another one. Uh, it was like, uh, you know, he was like collaborating with Rob Markman, you know, the, you know, genius is like, uh, like that's just like a cool thing that uh, like that that he's on those kind of people's radar and then things like that and so i think it's an exciting time where you know honestly it just it feels like baton rouge has more of a buzz than new orleans even these days i would agree and, with that 
and it's odd, you know, it's very odd because it's just like New Orleans has always been the home, always been the the go to spot uh, for hip hop in 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 Louisiana. And uh, but you know, it 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 does feel like it's ceded some territory to Baton Rouge, as guys. And know, I know maybe- I know there are people out there in New Orleans, but like you said, it's just to me the names that I'm constantly seeing, the music that I see on Twitter, the music that I'm hearing, the music that people are sending me. It's from Baton Rouge. No, no I, I agree. And, and uh, you know, and even if it's like not Baton Rouge, it's guys like kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, kind of crossing into Baton Rouge. In ways. Yeah, like the Zachary's with like D-Shaw 225. And then you have like people from Gonzalez, just that area of just all around BR, Port Allen or whatever. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of maybe, maybe what you're doing it right now and, uh, you know, uh, but uh, it, it is it is fascinating to kind of see it because it's like, you know, I, I can't ever remember a time in my life where it felt like, you know, New Orleans was not the top dog. And, and it's like it definitely does feel like it's it, if it's not even it, it, it you know, it's it's at least, uh, you know, Bedridge has, has kind of claimed the leader spot. <laughs> One thousand percent. And I and I, I'm with you. When shows come back, BR is gonna have a, a moment to where it's like, all right, are y'all gonna t- are y'all gonna jump through that ceiling and punch through? Or are we gonna stay at this level where it's like, oh, y'all were bubbling, but then the pot kind of simmered down. Yeah, I guess I guess one of it is like, and it's not even the same kind of sound, but I guess some of it might even just be that, you know, the the way the world is paying attention you know it's just you think about who's blowing up out of louisiana it's like in recent years it was gates it was young, young boy. boy so it's like okay like the 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 eyes are just moving to baton rouge for whatever reason and then you have it, boosie's label with like uh even though young blues from bama but he's still with boosie so it's just like eyes are on baton rouge mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's a fascinating time it'll be kind of you know I do wonder if, if some of it is just kind of that way that like New Orleans music in general has just been affected by, you know, just kind of the, the changing of the city and the, the, you know, and the kind of different kind of landscape. And it's like, you know, maybe it's not like fostering people the same. It's like, you know, cause it's just, cause it's like you said, like when I think of people in New Orleans, like I, I'm always thinking of like people that have been around, it's always, yeah that have, have made it and like or legacy even, acts like bg's son uh, uh all the different juvies like you think of the the you still when you see, hear those names you're still thinking of the the guys you remember from the 90s yeah and like and and even on the you know even on a on a newer level it's like you know i think of like the alfred Bankses and the sleazies and and uh you know and people like that and it's like these are all people that have been cut like cutting their teeth for a while yeah like just popping up and so i think that's what's kind of been different is is like you just see kind of a more you know person just popping up out of nowhere in in Baton rouge more often now no 100 percent well um let let me transition to football before we get you up out of here because i love this now now i can bring you in we'll talk music every once in a while i enjoy this are you a Taysom hill guy um, yeah, I'm gonna take some. <laughs> did you? Did, what'd you think of your guy today, man? He got the dub sack. Yeah, I was impressed. You know, it was like at the beginning, it was kind of uh, okay. Uh, you know, maybe this is kind of uh, 
he can only do so much. And then, but then it, as as the game went on, it looked just more and more kind of like jitters and just kind of those first, you know, first real snaps. Uh, and I was impressed. It was like it was one of those things where it's like I was definitely in the. Uh, I love Taysom Hill, and I was all I like I just you know he's such a fun player to watch. But I was also in the camp of like, okay, we gotta, you know, we gotta draft a quarterback next draft. Like we're gonna prepare for what's next to Drew. And like this start was like, oh, you know, maybe we could do like five years of taste, of, you know, something like that. It's like it definitely kind of opened my eyes. It was like, and I I was excited because like to me, I didn't think Winston's gonna like stay. I think somebody's gonna be desperate enough for a quarterback next season that it, it's not going to be gone. Yeah. And so, you know, I didn't see him like, you know, being that useful as in terms of like, okay, we want to try to develop him and make him our new guy. I was like, I think he's going to uh, latch on somewhere else. And so uh, I was excited to kind of see Taysom get the nod just because it was like, I think, you know, Taysom will be around no matter what. 100%. What's your thoughts on LSU right now? Because we're not looking good. LSU is pretty bad football-wise. Then there's this big scandal, which nobody's really talking about, mind you. And I'm, I'm, I'm very curious as to why it's going under the radar. I'm excited for LSU basketball, though, because Sharif O'Neal, man, I'm hype on that. Just if you could touch on those things, being that you're from Baton Rouge, and just what's your thoughts on just LSU as a whole right now? Because it's a weird time to be a, a fighting tiger. Definitely. Um... It, it's it's been odd, you know. It's it's like, um, it's kind of. I, I sort of feel like I did uh, after the Astros won the World Series. Like I'm a big Astros fan, and so it's like. Then y'all get that big ass scandal where y'all yeah. cheating. <laughs> and so it was like, uh, I'm so kind of like grateful for last season and and then the whole Joe Burrow run. That's like I can't be. Like, I, I, I just am not that upset about this season. Like, I know some people are just, like, fired up and want, like, want people fired and all this kind of stuff. It's Clowning. Like, it's like, man, it's just like, I just had this, like, season I'll never forget in my life. It's Arguably like, the best football college football team ever. <laughs> like, it's like, it wasn't just, like, a regular national championship. It was, it was like, transcendent stuff. And so it's, I'm just kind of like, I guess I'm taking the L's. Like, I'm just kind of like, like, yeah, like losing to Missouri was really weird. And I was like, oh, what happened? how did this happen? But also, I don't know. Uh, you know, I've been kind of excited to watch TJ Finley. Like, yeah. I, I was, you know, I had, I didn't know much about the freshman quarterbacks. Like, I knew Max Johnson was Brad Johnson's son. And, uh, but, uh, so, obviously didn't want Miles Brennan to get hurt or anything, but, but kind of like seeing TJ Finley get in there. See the future. Yeah. Rest, you know, I, I, I pleasantly surprised, you know, by him. And uh, so, uh, you know, LSU football, definitely, definitely weird. Definitely. I'd, I'd be shocked if we end up, uh, you know, even like we are right now, three, three, I guess it would depend on how the season goes. Like if we even play the Alabama game, I might, like, I don't know. They might just cancel it that for good. Um, but yeah, if, if, if LSU ends the, ends the season 500, I'd be extremely happy. Like that, that'd be a win to me. No, 100%. <laughs> and, but it's like, but yeah, like you said, it's also got this controversy 
swirling around is like, and I had heard stuff about Darius Geis, you know, before. And so it's it, it now in the, but I always had thought it was just him. Yeah, I didn't think it, I didn't think it was that. Right now you hear it's like multiple people is like, oh god, like are we gonna have a like a a real like a real a Baylor situation or like yeah <laughs> something that just like turns things upside down. So I'm hoping it's it seems worse than it is, uh, but you know, but yeah, uh, like you said, I I think kind of the bat, the base uh, the football team being so well, wishy-washy right now is, is why I'm so excited for basketball season is like, you know, got so many guys coming back and then this Cam Thomas guy, the freshman, like I just keep hearing that, like rave reviews about him. So I'm kind of excited that they'll be able to handle Skylar Mays not being there anymore. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, uh, you know, as you mentioned, uh, it's, I hope he, I hope he gets that waiver that lets him play. Well, no, he did. It, it came through. Uh, Okay, cool, cool, yeah. They so, let the yeah. transfer come through. That's why, I, that's why I keep mentioning it everywhere I am. Like, we got Shaq's sons coming back. Like, granted, I'm not going to put the expectation, like, of Shaq, but, like, just the idea that Shaquille O'Neal's son is coming back to LSU to make basketball popping again. It's just, you got to love that as a Louisiana guy, especially when Shaq comes into the radio station where I work at it and dude does his podcast from time to time. Like, it just means a lot to people from Louisiana that, our guys, kids coming back. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. That's, uh, I was, I was very excited to see it. And, uh, I never thought he should have went to UCLA in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you know, it's, that's going to be cool. And then, you know, I've been reading, you know, we're going to switch to like a two, three zone defense. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun to kind of watch, like see how we do with the kind of the Syracuse style and, uh, but yeah, so I, I you know, I, I'm crazy. I, I, I got the whole uh, flow hoops thing just so I could watch the game. So it's like, it's like, yeah, I'm all in on the LSU basketball, and I'm also like, I'm also that crazy delusional fan too. That's like, uh, I don't care if Will Wade did something shady. Like, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> bro, when I watched that documentary, that, that documentary about like all the coaches and stuff with that, there was this guy who was in Vegas and they call like just that I, it's on HBO. I forget what it's called, but when yeah. you hear Will Wade on the phone, like, nah, we we're LSU. Like the boosters are pay. It was just like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Yeah. I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely in the, like, I've just gotten like, so. Cause everybody does it. Right. I'm just like, so disillusioned with the NCAA. I'm like, uh, you know, like either either y'all start paying people, or I don't care if people are doing shady stuff to 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 compensate people. Like this is this is how it goes to me. One hundred percent, man. Just like the moral view, it's like no. Well, you know, y'all can just pay illegally. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much, Justin, for coming on. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Tell the people they can find you out on social media. Oh, thank you, man. It's always a pleasure. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's uh, Justin Ivy underscore at the end. I-V-E-Y is the spelling. And, uh, yeah, uh, just hit me up. And uh, my email is available on there, too, if you get, you know, you're looking for any kind of writing or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for having me on. Hell, yeah. I'm going to definitely bring you back at the end of the year to get your album of the year picks. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Uh, I'll uh, 
I'll, uh, I'll make sure I get my uh, list ready too so we can do that. And, uh, Hell yeah. I'm so excited for that. But with that being said, let's finish up the pod with Bros Who Ball. Want to thank Justin Ivy for coming on the show today. Really, really appreciate it. Y'all make sure y'all go follow him at Justin Ivy underscore. Such a great episode so far, man. Shout out to Krista for coming on the beginning part. Loved him as a guest host. Like, I love that Chris is a rapper and he could get interviewed at any point, but I love that he works with the network as like a host and like he comes on and we see a different side of Chris, like his versatility. So super, super dope. But this is Bros Who Ball where we talk about sports. Joining me as always, my co-host, Mr. Adam Schubert. Shuby, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing pretty well. I was, uh, I got to go to my first Alabama game this weekend. Was, oh, you were there. Did fun. they social distance? Oh yeah, man. I did not have like, I would think I was the, my dad and I were the only people on the road. For oh, real. Like they have all, all the other seats are tied up and stuff mm. like that. So, I mean, it was, it was nice. It, were people wearing masks? I was wearing one. So that's really <laughs> all that matters to me. Uh, the, you know, when they're out of their seat, of course they mm. were, but when they were in their seat, you're still supposed to. Yeah. But so they don't. I that's was. how UL is. UL is bad. Nobody at a UL game has a mask on. That's why UL has COVID problems right now. Yeah, but I mean, I was also in like the upper levels. I feel like everyone who was like in jumbotron range was wearing their mask. You know what I'm saying? Ah, like okay, okay. everyone in the lower bowl was definitely wearing their mask. But I mean, that doesn't help me because I'm not. Yeah, you're in, in the lower bowl. Okay, one hundred percent. But I mean, it's all good. I mean, like as long I'm more, I'm more interested to see how uh, basketball season goes in college. Yeah, because once kids go home, like once kids go home and do the Thanksgiving thing and then come back. That's going to be interesting because I'm well, very interested in college basketball this year with LSU being good. Well, also, when you know, you're doing like an outdoor stadium, you're outside. So that makes things a little bit easier but when you go into a Coliseum, indoor, yeah. indoor arena. What's that? You can It'd only have like, like so 500 we'll people, they said, apparently. 100 to 500, or maybe 1,000. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. But we, yeah. we're going to have to see. Hopefully, LSU can play because, like I was telling you off air, we're going to be good. You may talk shit about the football team, but – Basketball, Cam Thomas, guard, Oak Hill Academy. That's who Will Wade paying for, allegedly. <laughs> That's If you saw the doc, you know Will Wade's paying that Fetty. We got him and Sharif O'Neal. Me and Justin Ivey were talking about it earlier, how he's excited for LSU basketball. And I said it's just a feeling because Shaq is the greatest basketball player to ever grace LSU. And you know this. Mm, what? Pistol Pete. Come on, Schubert. We're not doing this right now. I mean, are we doing this? I just, you know, I, I don't know enough about the legacy of LSU basketball to be able to have that ar- argument. But I mean, like, I feel like. All right. Some people know. would definitely say Pistol Pete, but I'm saying Shaq. Shaq transformed LSU basketball. Shaq transformed basketball. To in what? General. Good for like the time he was there and then left and then they were bad again. We were good like, when we got big baby and stuff. And, uh, and we won championships. Don't do that. We won more championships in Alabama. I mean, I'm not even saying that for Alabama. I mean, I just don't understand why LSU, LSU thinks some the, kind of basketball powerhouse. We're the second best basketball school in the in the conference. Oh, I don't know. All right, all right it's that's us tough. In, it's us in Florida. What in legacy? Yeah. Okay. It's us in, in Florida. And legacy, oh yeah. But at the moment, I don't even know if they're the second best SEC team. Who would you say? I mean, I'd probably look at Auburn. Mm. All so right. I don't know. But like I say, we got Cam Thomas, Sharif O'Neal. We about to prove y'all wrong. And the fact that Shaq's son's coming back, you know that's a vibe. You know that's a vibe. 
And Shaq's son, the only reason why people weren't after him is because of his heart surgery. So I'm getting that out the way. And then the thing about Sharif is he's seven foot and can shoot threes like KD. Yeah, I mean, you just got to see see him to believe him in, in a sense. Like, I haven't really seen him play in, in this level yet. And, you know, we talk about transcendent players that come in and out, but, you know, how what do they really do at the end of the day? And then looking back even in LSU's recent history, you have Ben Simmons, who was supposed to be the, the greatest at his moment, and he couldn't bring them any, any That's farther. That's his fault. But so. that, but in, in, and we're seeing that – we're seeing that non-leadership quality in the NBA, but we'll oh, talk yeah. about that later because oh, yeah. we've got a lot of NBA to get into. Any college football updates you want to give the people because this is your corner? Ohio State had a big win over Indiana. They kind of dominated the game but let Indiana come back in the end, so they only won by a touchdown, but it was pretty much Ohio State the whole way through. I, I think we're pretty much on the crash course to Alabama-Ohio State. Mm. Uh, Alabama in their game, they won 63-3. to um, they just start cutting down teams left and right. Do um, you think we get a Pac-12 team in the in the playoff? Because I'm seeing teams been undefeated. Like Oregon's still undefeated. USC, USC. still under, undefeated. Like, I mean, that's all going to depend on how if they could stay undefeated. And then Oklahoma gonna, beat Oklahoma State. So I don't know if I, I've said it here on this pod, but like the way that the college football playoff was created, it was created by the conferences. So like. You can't have a college football playoff and have a Pac-12 team go undefeated and then just be like, okay, well, we're going to put one loss, let's say Notre Dame in there, yeah. or we can't, we're going to put BYU in there who doesn't, have, who doesn't have a conference. So it's very difficult. And you know, BYU also screwed up their opportunity. They Washington reached out to them and like, hey, we want to. We've had schedule. some cancellations. We want to put, put you guys on the schedule and they said an no. Yep, and they said no. They said they wanted to wait till the BCS rankings came out and see where they stood. But either way, they would still what, need what that happens, game. So. What happens with Clemson? Because Clemson's one loss. Well, Clemson's one loss, but they have a chance to redeem themselves against Notre Dame. So if they beat Notre Dame, then they'll get back in. Oh, okay. So then Notre Dame gets out, which is crazy. Yeah, but that's, when I, that's the thing. If Oregon or USC catch a loss and there's no undefeated Pac-12 team, I think Clemson and Notre Dame have a shot at both getting in. Mm, okay, so if the Pac-12 go undefeated, then they have to get in. They don't have to, but it's going to be very hard. For it's going to be hypocritical to... for the committee to not put them in, is what you're saying. Yes. 100%. All right, well, anything else college football related that you want to keep us up to date? Who's the Heisman favorite? Do you know? Uh, it all depends on who you ask. It's hard to put Trevor who's, Lawrence in that discussion. Who's your Heisman favorite? I want the Adam Schubert. That's what we're here for. Um, I think it's really hard to see what's going on with these two SEC quarterbacks and like not put them in the conversation. Kyle Trask and and Mac Jones. Kyle Kyle Trask and Mac Jones have to be up there. But the thing about Mac Jones in Alabama is that system. There's just so it's not, it's not even the system. Is it so much talent around him? Two other big time playmakers that are just as important as Mac Jones at this point. You know, I I personally think Trask is the favorite. I would say he's the favorite because he has to do a lot more, I suppose, where like Najee Harris isn't considered in some Heisman lists and he's, you know, going to be a, a Bro, first I feel round like Najee, NFL pick. I feel like Najee Harris has been in college for like six years. Oh, uh, so he played when he was a freshman. Mm. But, uh, and he stayed for a senior year. Yeah, that's right. Um, but personally, I think that the best player in college football right now is Devontae Smith. 
Where does he play for? Alabama. Okay, the wide receiver, the baller. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he's already breaking Alabama career-long records. He has, you know, one of the – he caught one of the biggest catches in Alabama history as a freshman. You know, he's just, like, the all-time legacy player. But this season, he's put, a, he's put together, you know, I want to say – double digit touchdowns he had like 150 yards 170 yards we haven't had a wide receiver game. we haven't had a wide receiver heisman winner since desmond howard michigan wolverines that's what i'm saying like you're not gonna get it just because but like you know even Devonte smith he took a return and for alabama didn't take it to the house but like you know it's 60 yard return i mean he just is so doing everything like tyron matthew did when he was the honey badger candidate for uh heisman when he was running well, things it's back. one of those things where like you know when alabama was in the middle of the season they're like oh yeah it's kid jalen waddle and Devonte smith and or you know they're a good one-two punch then jalen waddle goes out and people are even saying that alabama may not be good enough to win the title because jalen waddle is out mm-hmm. and Devonte smith comes out and they haven't missed a, a beat i mean yeah like i said like 100, randy moss yeah 144 yards uh this past game is he better than judy uh, I mean, I I feel like Judy may have been a little overvalued. Mm, um, okay. so is he better than Rugs? Oh yeah, Rugs was Rugs one trip pony. Mm, um, okay, Devontae yeah, Smith. I, I gotta say, Devontae Smith last year when I when I watched the LSU game, he was the most deadly to me. Fourteen touchdowns this season, twelve hundred and fifty six yards, and I mean they haven't even played a full season. I mean, crazy, crazy numbers. So that's your that's your sleeper Heisman pick, Devonta Smith, and you think the the outright leader right now is Kyle Trask? Yeah, I would say Kyle Trask. All right, bet one hundred percent. All right, let's get to the NFL. Big week eleven. Where do you want to start with Schubert? Mm, I think we should start with uh, our local Thursday. team, New Orleans oh, Saints. With New Orleans Saints, okay. Yeah, New Orleans Saints. We hear in the middle of the week that they're going to start Taysom Hill over Jameis Winston. Everyone, including myself. Thought that to be a little suspect. Uh, some people were saying that maybe some people it was are, a, some Saints fans were high on it, but I thought they were just drinking well, the Kool Aid. Well, I mean, some people were saying that this may be a one week kind of deal because Jameis Winston has was has an abysmal record against the Falcons all time, so the Falcons kind of have their num his number. So you know, put in Taysom Hill, give you give you a new look, and also gives you an opportunity to assess what Taysom Hill is like as your starter. He was also a big time. Uh, fantasy pickup for people this week because he's listed as not only a quarterback but a tight end i was able to do that in our fantasy league and it was like having two quarterbacks it was great Crazy, so i'm sorry bro. brooklyn about that uh, uh, but he didn't throw any touchdowns he just had some running ones he was 18 of 23 233 yards it came out from adam Schefter before the game that some people in the organization didn't think that he should play this is sean payton's pick this is sean payton's guy he didn't throw any touchdowns. He had 51 yards, two touchdowns to me. He started off really, really bad. He kind of started, maybe some people say it's jitters. He started to open up, but still, even in the second half, he made throws that I were like, huh? I wasn't sold on him. I thought he was average at best. Schubert, is that me, is that me being overcritical? I just think we should give Jameis a shot before we commit to this guy. I don't think that they're not thinking about giving Jameis a shot. I think this is like I've mentioned earlier that, you know, you know that you could start Jameis now, but like the whole deal is, is like, what do you, do you truly know what Taysom Hill gives you? And this was like their opportunity to, to do that. And I think that you see that he's limited. Yeah, he definitely I mean, is. That, I mean, he's, that's the truth, but to his credit, 
he was able to find Michael Thomas, you know, nine receptions, he, 104 yards. There was know. a pass to Michael Thomas that he threatened, like, and that's what one of my friends was like. You, he was like, you always talk about quarterbacks being able to thread the needle and getting it over 20 yards. He threw a 30-yard bomb, thread the needle to Michael Thomas, first yard. It went right by the defender's hand. It was the perfect throw. Any other throw wouldn't have made it. So with throws like that, it shows he can make certain throws, but it's like, is he consistent with that? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the question moving into the coming games because you got the Broncos next and then the Falcons Because then he later. underthrew. There was a great right. play with Emmanuel Sanders where they call a hold, and Emmanuel Sanders made an amazing mm. catch, and people were like, oh, Taysom Hill. But no, Taysom Hill underthrew him. That was Emmanuel Sanders. So it's like, you keep, and if he would have threw it the right way, Emmanuel Sanders would have had a touchdown. Yeah, it's, but, you know, it's just hard to determine whether or not Jameis is better because we have seen the writing on the wall with Jameis before. But I so think it's, it's like, different with a different coach, though. I think Sean Payton, the way Sean Payton elevates Taysom Hill's play, I think Sean Payton can elevate Jameis's play just as just as much. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I, I would like to see what Jameis does with the starting reps as Same. well. That's so what I like, want to see before I but decide I, but I am, who it is. But I am pleased that the Saints gave the Taysom Hill thing a shot. I it understand didn't hurt them because they won. You have to because and, you pay him 20-something million dollars. And this is your – you have him two years. You're paying 26 mil. It's like – like you said, Jameis, we can start and we can – we'll know whether or not he fits with Sean Payton. We kind of have an idea. He will win games. And I think he will play. But Taysom, it's like, all right, we don't know what we have. Let's give it a shot. It's against the Falcons, so it's not against anybody crazy. The next game's against Denver, not against anybody crazy. So it's like those are two games that we can afford to play them. But you see with that week three of Drew's injury, that's when it's time to start seeing Jameis. No, I mean, I feel like if I was... Saints play him next week? Saints, I would play him next week. I'm with you, too. I would start him at least and see how it goes for the first half. I'm um, just saying by the maybe three bring three. back Taysom for the Falcons because that's what I'm saying. Like Jameis oh, okay. notoriously has a bad record against the Falcons, so the Falcons know somehow how to beat Jameis Winston. So like, let's just let Taysom do those games. And plus, it's the Falcons and they're not playing good at all. Also, Drew you needs to not him. just come back as fast as he can because like eleven ribs that's, broken is bad. Like dude, yeah, it's a bad injury. Maybe it's that's why injury. he's not throwing the ball down the field. Like he can't physically. So like. He needs to get ready for the playoffs. And if, if I'm Sean Payton, you can risk sitting him for the rest of the regular season. I think you can. Yeah. Um, moving along to but another like, game, just, I want to... But no, but just before you say it, just real quick, because you go, like you said, Denver, then you go yeah, Falcons. Falcons. Two Chiefs. winnable games, which will put you at what? 10 and 2? Yeah. So by the, by the end of week 13, you'll be at 10 and 2. And then you go to the Chiefs. Oh, no, you, then you go Eagles, 14, oh. which I think is a winnable game. Then you go Chiefs. And then you go um, in week Vikings. 16, Vikings. And then in week 17, Panthers. You, Panthers. So, like, you play two hard games out of that. Drew Brees is, should not play for the rest of the, the time. He should not play for the rest of the regular season. No, he shouldn't. It makes no, no sense. No You're going to make the playoffs. Anything, if anything, I might start him against Carolina and take him out halfway through. Just to give him some reps, 1,000%. Yeah. But, like, you're going to win the – it seems like you're going to win the division. It seems like you're going to be a high seed. Don't risk it. Test Jameis. Test Taysom. And the defense – this is why I wanted to stop you. The defense won this game today. The defense played fucking phenomenal. Trey Hendrickson has become what people wanted Marcus Davenport to be. Trey Hendrickson is using – 
all the attention that Cam Jordan gets in is like, I'm not an I'm not a superstar, but I'll get superstar numbers because my real superstar is hogging all the attention. We have a, a defensive tackle that's great, that's hogging attention, and I'm just gonna beat my guy, focus on beating my guy, and I'm gonna get to the quarterback. Marcus Davenport, we wasted a draft pick on, isn't doing that. Yeah, Marcus Davenport was, you know, given all the accolades before he was before he could prove it. Yep. Um, where Trey Hendrickson is a third round guy out of SMU. No one has ever really given him any credit. Um, he, you know, teams were outright calling him out for being trash at the beginning of the season. Yep. Facts. And, and he's come out with that chip on his shoulder and proved them wrong. So yeah, I mean, you're totally right. The saints defense is what's pushing them forward. And it's very hard to count out the saints as a, not a top five team. And I'd consider maybe the top team in the NFC Look, based upon I, beating Tampa twice. Now my thing is this. I said the Saints were going to be around two exit. I think because of how our defense is playing in the running game, we have a chance to make it to the NFC championship game. I just think quarterback play is going to keep us from that Super Bowl. But if our defense plays good, we've seen teams with great defenses win a Super Bowl. So you never know. But when you have Malcolm Brown, who I think is the unsung hero of the defensive line, causing all havoc in the middle, He's not Aaron, Eric, uh, Aaron Gordon, not Aaron Gordon, uh, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, but he has Aaron Donald like abilities where he causes havoc. Cameron Jordan's causing havoc, which is allowing Trey Hendrickson to get to the quarterback, David Onyemata, and you got to shout out Demario Davis, best linebacker in the NFL. Uh, yeah, and adding Quan Alexander was a big huh. pickup. I know um, Quan is so happy to be away from the Falcons, he's loving it here. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's definitely, you know, LSU guy. It's good for him to be. In, I think uh, he's finally Bowl. I think he's finally getting his like his mojo back because Quan was great in college. The Falcons mm-hmm. just did him dirty. I believe he was on the 49ers. Or oh, was he on the Falcons? They got him from the 49ers. I thought he was on the Falcons first. Might have been. But um, and the secondary played well, too. Yeah, Malcolm Jenkins has woken up. You know, Janoris Jenkins as well, honestly. Oh, he played on Tampa Bay. That's who it was. Mm. Not the Falcons. He played on early Tampa Bay. That's what it was. I knew it was NFC South. Janoris Jenkins, your boy, Alabama, woken up. Fucking Alabama. uh, Wait, from where? He didn't go to Alabama. Where'd he go? He went to a a school in Alabama, North Alabama. Oh, okay, okay. Janoris Jenkins, woken up. Marcus Malcolm Jenkins. Is looking like the Malcolm Jenkins of old. Marcus Williams playing great. CJ Gardner Johnson playing great. Stevie Deuce. Uh-huh. I'm just saying they might have the best defense in the NFL. Well, the Steelers and the Bills still have really great defenses, but the Saints got um, a top five defense. Colts. Yeah, Saints got a top five defense. We're not Colts, we're not Steelers, but we're right under them. Yeah, but at least you have, you know, Alvin Kamara, who's arguably top five running back, top three running back, in my opinion. Michael Thomas, top five wide um, receiver. Getting there yeah. after the injury. So, um, Emmanuel Sanders, solid too. So, um, you know, Jared Cook. Adam Troutman at the rookie tight end has proved to be a really big pickup. And then Saints Levitic, good in the front office. Latavius so. Murray, great backup. Um, yeah, great. So, you know, loving what but, the Saints are doing, but – that's just my thoughts on the quarterback. But what you got? Yeah. News? Real quick, I want to talk about the Patriots. They're pretty much out of it at this point. Four and mm-hmm. six. Cam losing to the abysmal Texans. Um, I thought they I, were going to win today. I thought they were going to win today, too. There were uh, some. There were a few plays that I can think of right off the top of my head where Cam 
did not did not take the risk, which was it was very surprising for him. Like he where he did the the underneath route when he could have gone over the top. Maybe it wouldn't have happened, but like it would have at least given them a better opportunity to to get down the field. So I don't know. I I thought that you know I think that they are in a and you know for, to hear that Bill Belichick came out and said that he thinks that this year is like an anomaly, like. You know, I think he's just making excuses for himself. Mm. So, like, I, you know, the Patriots are going to be in a good opportunity to rebuild, but I just don't know if it's going to be with Cam Newton. Yeah, they might if they get a good pick. Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Trask, Trey Lance, yeah, Mac Cam, Jones. Cam Newton's going to be out of it. Sorry to say. Um, shout out to the Steelers, man. Matt, uh, Mike Tomlin, with especially with the Dolphins losing today front runner coach of the year candidate it's him and sean payton um i'd also throw brian flores in there well you know brian flores was my secondary pick but with the loss today it was just like damn you losing to the broncos bro it was it was a tough road i mean we can talk we can talk about that real quick um your boy didn't look good they put they they benched his ass they benched him because he was shaken up per usual oh he got hurt he didn't get hurt but like he got hit and it was Mm tweaked or whatever and they're like well let's just put Fitzpatrick in and he almost you, came back and won the game do you think so, his injuries will plague him for the rest of his career yes because you've been a you've, you're two a guy he came from Bama but injuries I mean I wouldn't him. call myself a two a guy I'd say that Tua made one very great play that it will be Ooh, infamous you, forever and I think that other are than they that, real or are they hype. fake is that's okay is Tua real or is he all hype I think he's been all hype. I mean, he's, you know, he's a regular so season. You're not, he was, you're not with Trent Dilfer who thinks he's like the best prospect he's ever seen. He could be the best prospect you've ever seen, but if that doesn't necessarily make him a transcendent quarterback. Ah, like, it's like you know, think, thinking in NBA terms. There are some NBA players that, you know, come through the draft or anything that are like some of the Markel best prospects Fultz. you've ever seen, like Marco Fultz, and then they just don't translate or, or injuries plague them. So, like, you know, Tua has an amazing throwing motion. He can throw some beautiful balls, but if he doesn't, if he can't be on the field, then Carson it doesn't wins. matter. Carson wins. So, you know, I've I've never really, I guess people can go back and look on me. I don't think I've ever, ever been 100% so, Tua. Yeah, I don't think I so. I mean, you, you know, I've, even on this pod, I was talking about how I felt really strongly about Justin Herbert, and I felt like he was a good pick, and I still stand by that. I think, you know, the Chargers are having Justin a rough Herbert season this year. but killing I think, it for me in fantasy. But he he is a – he is raw. I mean, I feel like he, there's a lot of Carson Wentz in him where, like, he, he's got a lot of raw potential, but the Chargers really need to, like – Mold it the right way. Mold it the best way, build the best – a surrounding cast for him, but you know they win against the Jets, which is no surprise. You know, it was a bad loss today. The Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens. They needed that win today against the Titans. They're gonna they have to play the Steelers on. Especially on, uh, since the Broncos. Especially since so. the Browns won. True. Them. They're now uh, behind the Browns. They are. Yes, sir. My boy Lamar. I think he's just doing too much. He's trying to play superhero ball instead of just going playing the game plan. 17 to 29, 186 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Running game wasn't really there. Defense. Well, the, isn't really the issue insane. with the Ravens running game is that they just are trying to run too many players. Like I'm they need to pick one and what I appreciate what I appreciate. I don't even think you need to pick one. What I appreciate about the Saints is that there are two guys that you know are going in to run the ball. And same with the Packers, too. Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Like, you know, give you can pick two. 
but don't give me three. Like, don't have Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram they have four. and J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and you have Lamar Jackson who gets designed runs. So That's I mean, why the you Saints know, are good because you have Taysom Hill, Kamara, and uh, Leviticus Murray, Murray, as I call him, Latavius Murray. They're running, like you said, Gus Edwards, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson, and then doing wide receiver fucking jet sweeps with uh with yeah. uh Hollywood Brown. Yeah, so I you know I but I do I think, think what, Des Bryant was a good pickup for them though. Oh no, I, I yeah, I like Des Bryant. I think I'm glad he's getting back in the league. I saw him to make hash today. I was like, nice. Yeah, but, he, he was four twenty eight. He did way well, better than Willie Sneed. As we're talking negative about the, how the Ravens performed, you got to talk positive about the the Titans. Titans. They were down early. They came back into the game. They had to make a drive late, and or, you know, or not late, but they had once they got to overtime, they forced the Ravens to the I believe a three and out, if not that, pretty close to it. Uh, then they get down the field, and uh, Derrick Henry, Henry just closes balls. the game with a big with a big run. So that's and Corey you know, Davis are again. People thought it was A.J. Brown's team. Corey Davis is showing why he was one of their high picks, and Corey Davis is finally balling. But the, the Titans, again, putting themselves back in the conversation, but the Colts getting a big win today, too. Probably a bigger win, in my opinion. Yeah, way bigger um, win against the Packers. And like you yes. said last week, you said the Packers are floundering. The, the Packers are floundering. You they, called they, it. they were taking advantage of playing teams that weren't that great earlier on. The and, NFC and North. Also, Yep, and also the NFC North was a little bit suspect, but the you know the Colts are really coming and putting, you know, Philip Rivers is facilitating, and the run game with Taylor and Hines is flourishing. Doing enough. You know, it's, Michael it's, Pittman, the, the, the rookie receiver, is doing great. They have a very strong defense. They have the best kicker in the NFL with yeah, Rodrigo Blankenship. <laughs> Blanket goggles, baby. So, you know, I like the Colts right now as a potential team so to, make some, AFC Super Bowl? to make some noise. The, uh, it's hard with the AFC because the AFC has all the best teams. All of them. Is Patrick Mahomes the MVP? No. Who you have? The, the, the Kansas City Chiefs could win many games without Patrick Mahomes. And now I don't know who would play otherwise, but I'm saying like Patrick Mahomes is not the end all be all of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the player who is the, the end all be all for his team. And you want to talk about that Thursday night game, Russell Wilson. I still think that if Russell Wilson takes the Seahawks to win the NFC West, a strong NFC West with the, the Rams and the Cardinals playing really good football, he deserves to be the MVP because he's got nobody. All right. I'm going to pull but up. But there's two receivers. His receivers are great. He's like, got two, he's like got two his good receivers, receivers are studs. No, no running backs, and he's Tyler on like, Lockett is he's a, on like fifth string tight ends. Tyler Lockett is a stud. DK Metcalf is a stud. All right, I'm gonna give you their stats for this year. So this is 20, 2020. Let's see what they got. Okay, so this year he has seventeen touchdowns. I mean, twenty five touchdowns and one interception this year. Twenty Russell Wilson. No, this is Patrick Mahomes. Um, he has, okay, so yards, he has 2,687, 25 touchdowns, one interception. How many sacks? And his completion percentage is 66, 66.9. Best completion percentage of his career. He has 12 sacks. Last year he had 17, so he's, he's a little bit above that. Russell Wilson's stats this year. He's at, he has... 
2,986 yards. 2,986, so that's about 300 more than uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. He has 30 touchdowns, which is about five more touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. But he has 10 interceptions where Patrick Mahomes has one. His completion percentage is six is 70. So his completion percentage is better than Patrick Mahomes. How many sacks? 33. So don't give me this Patrick Mahomes BS about, uh, look, at, look at all the stuff he does. His no interceptions. interceptions. Bro, he doesn't have any pressure. <laughs> Russell Wilson has to run around. He has nobody on his team. He has fifth string tight ends. Like if if Russell Patrick Wilson's Mahomes not the quarterback, one interception, the Seahawks, they would amazing lose. complete. What, what about the completion percentage? His completion percentage is incredible because he has all the time in the world. Like I'm just <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is great. Or do you Patrick, think he's overrated? Are you? Is that what you're telling no, us? No, 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 no. Okay, I, I don't think Patrick say. Mahomes is overrated. I just think that you know it's, it's the same thing with the MVP. It's like. I feel like Patrick Mahomes in this case is Russell Westbrook when he won the MVP. It's like, oh, he's going to oh, have all these stats. That. But, like, you know, he, you know. His things translate to wins unlike Russell Westbrook. I'm not going to let you do that. Maybe it's just Steph like, Curry. It's just like, don't give me stats when, like, I'm watching the game and it looks like Patrick Mahomes really can just hang back there and do what he wants. The only thing that hinders his team is that his defense can't stop anybody. And that's why he so. has to go out and score. That's huge. But on the same in the same respect, Russell Wilson's defense can't stop anybody. His defense so is it's trash. like and Patrick Mahomes deep run game isn't as good as we thought. With I'm just Le'Veon saying Bell you know, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So he doesn't have a great and running even, game. Even even in the MVP even in the NBA MVP, sometimes we give legacy MVP awards and if anyone deserves a legacy MVP award this year it's Russell Wilson. All right, he is, had, he's been in the top five of the MVP year after year after year. I'm just and saying I, it w- I wouldn't be upset if Patrick Mahomes got his second one because he's playing his best year so far. This is his oof. best year in football. Completion percentage, touchdown-wise, and interception-wise, and yards. Yeah, and he's sleepwalking through it. That's not my fault he's because, that good. Because his team's so damn good. <laughs> I'm not going to let you just say that because – his say his offensive line is is better than Russ's. I'll agree with it that. is. But the weapons that Russ has is just as good, if not better, than Patrick Mahomes. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett are better than McCole Hardman and uh and uh, T- uh Tyreek Ty- Tyreek Hill. The um, only yeah, thing he I- has, only thing Pat has, is Kelsey, who is phena- who is in- fucking incredible. And but, Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Le'Veon Bell. But they aren't doing anything. Maybe on Bell scored a touchdown today. Look, uh, t- Clyde oh, Edwards scored two touchdowns today. And Russ has Carlos Hyde, who's finally emerging. Oh, good. Give me. He had him this week. <laughs> he had him this week after, like, he's been gone for weeks. And, and he has Greg Olson. Shout out to Greg oh, Olson. Greg Olson still got is it. trash, dude. <laughs> he's garbage. Him and Jason Witten, they need to quit. <laughs> he has them and uh, DJ Dallas. Oh, DJ Dallas doesn't even play because he's so bad. Like they, they had to, DJ, DJ Dallas was the, who they had to go to a couple weeks ago. And then they were like, oh yeah, now nah, forget that. We're going to go out and like get dudes Talk off waivers and like get Bo, get Bo Scarborough to get out there because like we, we just cannot trust DJ Dallas to be our number one back. So, you know, I'm just um, saying, speaking, give my boy Patrick Mahomes some credit. That's speaking all. of injuries and awards at the end of the season, maybe Joe Burrow won't win rookie of the year after suffering Man, a big injury today. Fuck the Bengals, bro. Gosh, Joe Burrow. I pray he comes back. Okay. In the same 
because he is incredible. And what the Bengals did is they need to be ashamed of themselves at the offensive line they put out on that field. That man was running for his life week in and week out, and we would joke about it. Like, hopefully Joe Burrow survives. And, like, now it happened, and I feel terrible. Yeah, it's it's awful. I mean, you know, the Bengals and let it ashamed. happen. Yeah, they did. Bullshit. Honestly, nobody would have been mad at them if they stopped playing him. No. Because, like, their team is not worth putting out there. Like, the only person who would have been mad is Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow He's the best play. player on that team. He is the best player they have, and they're willing to risk their, risk their franchise with a shitty offensive line. If In this draft, the first two picks they make need to be offensive linemen. I don't care. Yeah. Like, they have it, to. They have their defense. To. No, they got to do offensive line. Like they got defense either. So they got to go offensive line first, pick defense second, and then offensive line for the third. They got to. Like, they, they need some. You know, whether it's in the draft or in some uh, other offseason way, trade or um, free agent, they got to do something with the offensive line because he it's, can't come back to that next year. He can't, or he's going to have a shortened career. He's going to be know, one it, of those what ifs. A side story with that game, the Washington wins, so they go to three and seven. The Cowboys won today against the Vikings. And the Eagles lost. They go to three and seven, and the Eagles lost, and they stay at three and seven. Uh, the Giants had a bye week, or three and six and one. Yeah. Um, and Giants had a bye week, and they're sitting around the same. Three um, and seven. Three and seven as well. So it's going to be an interesting stretch. Y'all uh, can as make it. Comes it. Down to the, you, the Cowboys. You do you think your team's going to make it? Um, yeah, we haven't I talked do, about actually. your team being good in a while. I actually do. We did talk about it a little bit last week where I talked about how they are like the Dolphins of this year. Yeah. You know, there's two teams the that I feel of like. last year. Yeah, the Dolphins of last year. There are two teams that I feel like can be accredited with that. Um, it is the Giants, who I think have a chance to, you know, get a playoff berth this year. And then a te- another team that I'd like to talk about who had an interesting game today and I think is that second team that is like the Dolphins last season is the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Now, granted, they're in a very difficult division. It's going to be hindering them in the future. But yep. I think that Matt Rule is developing something there. If Joe Brady ends up staying there, I think they can continue to develop something there. I Why like would Teddy Joe Brady Bridgewater. Leave? College positions opening up. He could take uh, a head coaching job. Um, but uh, today, Teddy Bridgewater was unable to play. They brought in Philip Walker, who would have been the XFL MVP if they would have been able to finish <laughs> the season. Truly, he played truly. good. And he he played he played well. well he played, he had two, yeah, he had two interceptions. <laughs> he had two interceptions in the red zone. But you know, think about it. If those two red zone interceptions turned into points, they would have beat the Lions even more than they did twenty to nothing. Shit, DJ Moore had one hundred twenty-seven yards. Man, DJ Moore was balling. Even Robbie Anderson had a good game. Like. This team is good. Like, well, Matt Rule's building a good culture. They're building a good culture. They have players that want to play for him, and they even want without to Christian McCaffrey, Mike Davis is killing. Exactly. So they have they have good players. It's going to take them a little while. Um, this is definitely not their season, but I, I think for them to be four and seven at this point and have as strong a showing as they did against the Lions today is a testament to how difficult they are. They're a difficult out. So if you're a team, you know, leaving like the Saints who have to play them at the end of the year. Something you, know, you got to watch out for. Something you got to watch out for. It really no, 100%. is. 100%. Also, um, sad the, Dolphin, the Dolphins may be, they may have missed their shot. I don't know. I don't know. It, I, I would say that you could be right about that based on the fact that the AFC is just so, so tough. Like the tough Bills are going to make it. The Chiefs are going to make it. I think the Raiders have a better shot to make it than the Dolphins. Steelers. 
Browns, Ravens, Colts, yeah. Titans. I can tell you today, so the Steelers would be your first round bye. Chiefs are the number two seed. They would play the seventh seed Raiders. Yeah. Um, who, you know, you could flip them or Miami out at this point because uh, they're the two, six, and four teams. Baltimore is also there as well. The Bills so, would play the Bills would play um, uh, the, the Browns. Browns and the no, Colts no, the play Bills, the Titans. No, the Bills would play the Ravens. Mm, the, the wild card ra- team. No, the Ravens are out. Oh, the Ravens are out? That's what I'm saying. Like the Raiders are plug in with the Raider. It's the Raiders, Ravens, Miami. They're your six and four teams. So they're all fighting for seven. Okay. Browns are at seven and three. They're secured at six. Titans are five or seven and three. They're five. Colts will win their division. So they would be a four. Bills at three. So mm. that would be your AFC. And then the NFC, the Saints would have the first round by, like I mentioned, probably the best team in the NFC right oh, now. Oh, well, I think the Raiders, are, I think the Ravens are going to make it over the Raiders. I just think Miami's done. Miami's done, done. Maybe. I don't know. I like the way the Raiders play today. They are the Raiders really are good, man. They are. Got to give John Gruden his props. His system is finally coming involved. He has his guys and he's doing it his way. They're the only team that I feel like has a chance to beat the Chiefs. They've beat oh. them once already and they almost beat them again today. Yeah, it was close game. Very, very close so, game. Um, Seahawks. Yeah, Saints, Saints are looking good, man. I'm starting to buy the Saints Kool-Aid because of the defense. Saints would be number one. Seahawks would be number two. Packers would be three. Eagles would be four. Packers and Eagles being three and four is just a testament to how bad their <laughs> divisions are. Um, and then in the, on the flip side, you have the Bucks playing the Eagles seven and three, and busting their ass. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Rams who would play the Packers, and then Probably the Cardinals bust their ass. would play the Seahawks. Uh, Gosh, the teams, I know the Seahawks and Cardinals do not want to play each other. Um, the Cardinals are almost you can almost book that in there. The only teams in the NFC that are buying for position outside of that. Chicago at five and five, Minnesota at four and six. Minnesota's trending though. Yeah, Watch they out are. For them. Shout out to Justin um, Jefferson, baller. Uh, baller, truly. Um, and Dalvin Detroit. Cook are just leading the Vikings. It is not Kirk Cousins. It's on the back of Dalvin Cook, Thielen, and, jo- and Justin Jefferson. Now the Vikings really missed out on an opportunity to get a win today against yeah. against Dallas, which is pretty embarrassing for Wait, them. I thought they won. No, they lost. Dallas won. Oh, yeah. Dallas came back at the end. Crazy. Yeah, because yeah, so, Justin Jefferson had that touchdown, and then they gave up the touchdown to the – yeah, true. True. Um, feasibly, I think that they could lose three more games. Ooh. Um, they uh, The Vikings. Oh, okay. They're four and six. Yeah, I think the Vikings uh, are or, no, Actually, no, they can only lose one more game. I'm sorry. So the Vikings can only lose one more game. They have to win all their others. So the games they have left – Carolina, Jacksonville, Tampa, Chicago, or New Orleans, Detroit. Two of those are losses. So, yeah, Tampa and New Orleans are definitely losses. Yeah, so, so Vikings. So they're pretty much they're pretty much. I out. think so the I Bears think, and Nick Foles are done too. Yeah, I would say that as well. So um, it's gonna be so, the NFC West versus everybody else. <laughs> pretty much, like the NFC, you can almost lock it in. The only thing that you have to be wary on is, is who Saints, wins the NFC East. Oh, uh, who wins the NFC South? Saints could fall. In Tampa, they, they would over. then be at five, but then they would play the winner of the NFC East, who was terrible. Yeah, so exactly. like, so if you're the Saints, you either get a first round bye or a pretty or much NFC first East. round bye. Yeah, true, true, true. So, Solid, you know, very good position for them. But All I mean, right, well, that's pretty much it with the NFL for this week. If you want to talk about, no, we got to get our games of the week to give people uh, to yeah. look forward to. So we're gonna start getting ready for playoffs, picking our seeds, picking who we think will win. We'll start doing that around week fourteen. So. Just be on the lookout for that. All right, Schubert, give us a game to look forward to this week. 
Uh, Thursday, Thanksgiving, we have three games. Two of them are trash, and one of them is great. Pittsburgh, yeah, one Baltimore. Of them, one of them is really great. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Great game. All right, I'm going to go Titans-Colts. Sunday, 12 o'clock. Big game. Divisional game. Huge. Can uh, the Titans get it done? Against the Colts, I actually think the Colts win because their defense is real, whereas the Titans' defense is wishy-washy. I agree with that. I think the Colts uh, need this win to cement themselves as that four seed. So, and I think the know, Steelers I'm, beat the Ravens, but I hope Lamar Jackson proves me wrong. You know, I you know I would say that with the four seed thing, but either team that wins this game, I think they have an opportunity <laughs> to outlast Buffalo. Buffalo still has a few games that they got to play that are questionable. So we'll see how how that goes for them. Um, yep. The next game this week, though, that I think is important is Kansas City-Tampa. Yeah. Uh, afternoon game, Tom versus Pat Mahomes. The The Chiefs are really, very much asserting their dominance as the number one team next to, eh, I guess, Pittsburgh still. But, you know, Kansas City has is a little bit oh, – it's hard because I think Pittsburgh is really complete too. It, it's very difficult. Pittsburgh is just so good. I they don't know are. How, how else to say it. But, <laughs> Pittsburgh's great. But that's but yeah. that's like the best game besides the ones we besides the two we mentioned. Yeah, the only other thing that I think is worth watching this is week Bears is Bears Packers. No, I don't think it's worth watching. I think Packers. Are <laughs> um, but I'm actually interested in watching the Cowboys game on Thursday because they're playing the Washington team. Oh, Either divisional team, game. Yeah, the divisional game. It's it means a lot. The Giants pretty much have a win this week against the Bengals, and the Eagles got a loss <laughs> against the Seahawks. And the Eagles have a loss against the Seahawks. <coughs> so the Eagles are pro- are in the position to lose out. You know, just as we're looking at it. they Saints, they got Seahawks. Saints, Seahawks, Green Bay, Arizona, Dallas, and Washington. Y'all, they're done, bro. G- Giants could make it. Giants could make it. Now let me tell you <coughs> who the Giants have left. They have Cincinnati this week. Win. Which is a win. Seahawks, then, tough. Yeah, then they have Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, Dallas. So they also have a tough road. But if you can squeeze out one of those, especially a team like Cleveland who may be sleepwalking December 20th, um, that that that's po- it's possible that you can get Maybe a win. catch Russell Wilson sleeping because their defense isn't good. Possible. Maybe. All right, word. Well, that's all the games we got this week. Let's jump to the NBA. So much news. Let's start with the Pelicans. They draft Kira uh, Lewis, your boy, from uh, Alabama. But, uh, Justin's boy. Yeah, Justin's guy. But they also acquire Steven Adams in a four-team trade. Uh, they trade George Hill, uh, Darius Miller, and uh, some of the picks. And that's going to OKC. Drew's going to Milwaukee. And we get Steven Adams, baby. Plus, we sign uh, Willie Hernan Gomez. So, Schubert, what do you and think about the they Pelicans? They still got Eric Bledsoe in that deal, huh? We still have Eric Bledsoe. And right now, they're saying Eric Bledsoe's the starter with Lonzo. Right now, the starters are Eric Bledsoe, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Zion, and Steven Adams going for super good defense. I mean, at this point, I think that Eric Bledsoe and Josh Hart aren't too far off. And I think I think Steven Adams makes this team still a playoff contender. I think the, play, the Pelicans losing Drew... Still have enough to be a playoff contender. I think we need to get some wings, though. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you could play Bledsoe. In that, I, I'm kind of down to keep Bledsoe. 
I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I don't mind having Bledsoe on the team for sure. Uh, I think the Steven Adams definitely is your biggest acquisition. Steven Herning Adams Gomez. is huge, bro. Like, Honestly, Herning, Herning Gomez being like his backup kind of give, establishes you as like, okay, we're going to run a, a five. We're going to play a five. <clears throat> and Herning and, Gomez can stretch the floor. He's a three-point shooter, and he can play small forward sometimes. So you can go a super big lineup of Brandon Ingram, Herning Gomez, Zion, Steven Adams, and whichever point guard you want. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I think it's, it, it's necessary. And when you're playing in the West of now, yeah. I think, you know, with uh golden state drafting Wiseman, it tells you that they want to have that big D, to be able to compete. AD, um, Jokic, so, you know, AD, Jokic, uh, you know, Porzingis and Dallas, even uh, you're going to need somebody who's going to be able to out rebound those guys. And Steven Adams coming in and being able to do that. It also takes the pressure off lot uh, for Zion to be that big guy. <clears throat> yeah. It gives them a, a big defensive presence. Hopefully we can get a wing though, man. I'm trying to look at available wings left like Markeith Morris, Rondé Hollis, Jefferson, Glenn Robinson, man, Tory Craig signing was horrible to me. Cause I wanted Tory Craig for us, but not a lot of small forwards left. Now, Not see, that's, a lot. That's where I'm. In, CJ yeah, Miles, Tyler Johnson. The the wing issue is why I don't really appreciate like, you know, like what you're saying with Kier Lewis being my boy. I didn't want. I did not want the Pels draft Kier Lewis. No, because we could have got what you call it. We could have got uh, uh, Bay. Yeah. Yeah, Bay. I mean, I would have taken that over Kier Lewis. I think that the Pels desperately needed to get a young wing to develop and grow, and they don't have that. Yeah, so, we don't. Like, Brandon Ingram is obviously our guy, but, like, who's our backup? Like, at the time, Josh looking... Right now. Like, at the time, looking at it, Naismith was left, who we could have took. And Naismith, I believe, is a small forward from Vanderbilt. We could have took Naismith. That's what uh, I thought they were going to get. That's what I thought they were going to get, too. Sadiq Bey. Even Tyreek Maxey, who's a big guard. He's a guard, but he's a big... I still think leader. Tyrese Maxey would have been a bad pick for the Pelicans, but I do like Tyrese Maxey as a player. RJ Hampton, a big guard. He could have played shooting guard. And they did draft him. They just traded him. We traded him. Like, there's so many wings we could have got, but, like, seriously, though, I do like Kira as a pick, as a backup. Makes me question Lonzo's future. Makes me... But, like, if... If Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo works together, then that tells me Kira and Lonzo well, can makes, work together. Well, it makes me question Nikhil Alexander-Walker's future. True. You're right. You're right. Because I think Lonzo, I think their plan is to play Lonzo with a guard. Another guard that can shoot and play make. While Lonzo, because Lonzo's, because Lonzo's six 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 seven, he can guard the shooting guard. So, like, if you have a point guard like a Bledsoe, like a Kira Lewis, you can play them together. It makes me question Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I don't know his future on this team. He's uh, trade. This, he's he's trade bait. At this point, he's that, or he's gonna fall into the Frank Jackson role. Who you know? <laughs> he's gonna. Gone? Yeah, well, I mean, he's by gone. Frank, by Etwan, but you know, by Jaw. What Frank gave you off the bench was very inconsistent. Yep. And I feel like that's kind of what Nikhil Alexander's giving you. There's days where Nikhil Alexander walking get out on the floor and he can drop 15, and there's days drop, where he gets he out and drops zero. Oh yeah. Daisy can drop 50, Daisy can drop 13, Daisy can drop zero. Never so, know what you're going to get. So, yeah, I think they were wanting to maybe test which one out of those two that they wanted to move forward with, and um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I don't... But I think, we're playoff, I think we're still playoff bound with... I think 
if we make it, they're happy. If we they don't, it's not a big. We're, we're gonna they're gonna make a playing tournament. That's all that matters. Yeah, and I love Steve. I love the Stephen Adams pick, even though he can't stretch the floor. It just adds a defender who's an anchor to Zion, where the pressure's off of him. Like you said, Zion and Brandon Ingram aren't the best defenders. They have to get better at that. But with Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and Lonzo, they can pick up the slack. Yeah, the one person we haven't really talked about who's gonna have to pick up some wing. Josh Hart is uh no uh Melly. Oh yeah, oh don't know where he fits in all this now either. Well, especially with Willie Hernan Gomez. Technically, technically a forward. I feel like at this point he is now pretty much a, a, your a, a three or a four. Really depending on he's got to be the four because I think Willie I think Willie Hernan Gomez is gonna play some three if we don't get anybody. Because yeah. Willie Hernan Gomez can actually play defense. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think the Pelicans have done a pretty all right job at, at this point. Especially you to, to say we got rid of Drew. Like, yeah, getting rid of Drew, I think they got good value for it with, you know, ending up getting Steven Adams. Which is so. huge, man. The, the OKC dynasty is over. No more there. KD, Russ, Steven Adams, Ibaka, Harden, Oladipo, Paul George, all gone. Oh, wow. Crazy. All they got left is Shea Gilgis. Facts. Uh, what do you think about Lamelo going to the Hornets? Did you like it? Lamelo going to the Hornets. I liked it. I like I think it that, too. I think it was good that he did not go to Minnesota. I thought that would ruin yes, his career. Same. I, you know, I was interested in the I'm idea sad of him Golden playing State behind take Golden him, State, especially with the Clay injury. Man, Clay, get better, bro. Achilles, killer, other leg. But the thing Clay, with Clay might the, be done. The thing I understand about the Warriors thing is that they didn't appreciate. I don't think the Warriors appreciated the, the social did. media binder. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't think that they were interested in having somebody who was going to create a spotlight away from what they already have. From Steph and the, and the legacy that they've created. But know? a team that needs that desperately is the Charlotte the Hornets. Hornets, and Michael Jordan so, loves it. <laughs> So Michael Jordan loves it. He brings in and honestly, ball. Michael Jordan can make a killer. Like if Lamelo Ball turns out well. And let's say they lose this season. Next year, if they could get one of those guys coming out with LaMelo, like a Cade Cunningham or a Jalen Green, I know we don't study, like, drafts, but just me looking into next year's draft because of what people have been talking about, those guys are the real deal. Like, next year's the star draft. And, you know, they added Gordon Hayward. <clears throat> yeah, they did. From the Celtics. And I feel like just that gives... Stealing money. Gordon Hayward stealing money out here. It gives LaMelo a number one option. Because at this point, I think it's Gordon Hayward's team. LaMelo is the developmental piece. But... Shit, Le- Gordon Hayward might be the second option. <laughs> he will be at the end of the season. Yeah. But at this point, Gordon Hayward is the guy that you can lean on and depend on while you figure out what you got out of LaMelo. I'm so sad for Killian Hayes being to the Pistons. I don't know what the fuck the Pistons are doing. I have no idea. Do you want me to tell you how many power forwards and centers the Pistons took? The Pistons Dude, they took have all sorts of weird players. On Jeremy Grant, power forward. They took, um, hold on. They took like, no, they got Dwayne Casey, right? Yeah. I don't know what Dwayne Casey's doing. <laughs> they took, uh, Mason Plumley. So that's two bigs right there. They took, hold on. There's another one. Josh Jackson, small forward. They took uh, they took another power forward. I think they got in a trade. They already have Blake Griffin there, still, so, huh? Yeah, they do. I feel like they took. Uh, they saw Drummond there, right? I think so. no. Drummond's in Cavaliers. Oh, they got yeah. Dwayne Dedman <laughs> to the Pistons. So they got Dwayne Dedman, Mason Plumlee, uh, 
fucking Jeremy Grant. And then they got, they got another big man too. So they picked up like four big men, which is crazy. But let's talk about the important stuff. Do you think uh, Kelly Oubre to Golden State helps? Um, in the absence of Clay Thompson this season, I think it helps them a little bit. You know, now you got what's going to be Steph, Kelly Oubre, Wiseman, you know, Wiggins, Wiggins, Wiseman, and Green. Yeah, playoff team maybe. Uh, I think they're going to be in the play-in games. They might uh, be a six seed. Maybe it depends on how. Especially you know, the Rockets. What we, ha- what we have to remember is that Steph Curry is a thirty-something-year-old man. Yeah. True. Like, and he's going to have to carry a team with a lot of guys who don't have a lot of dog in them. True. Besides Draymond. But, you know, Andrew Wiggins, what is he going to be? He's going to have to step up. I think, hey, Kelly, Kelly, I think Kelly Oubre is going to be the, the guy. I think <laughs> Kelly Oubre is going to be uh, the, the guy with Steph at this, yeah, at this point. I do. I 1,000% do. Like, it's going to be interesting to see, man. So, so interesting. Um, another they, move. They also added um, Wanamaker and Bazemore, which we I know we don't like Wanamaker, but I think Bazemore at least gives him a little bit of better depth. That depth hurts my soul because I wanted Bazemore to come to the Pels. Like all the wings are just gone. Also, I think Miami improves tremendously. They get Harkless, who you wanted for the Pels. They get Goran Dragic to come back, and they get Avery Bradley. Yeah, Avery Bradley was a big. But steal they lose for them. Crowder, which I'm okay with. But I, they got Harkless. I think- Getting Harkless gives you know helps with that defense, yeah, and then getting Bradley helps with the, the offense. offense that you had from him. So I think that they've made it up. Yep, one hundred percent. Then we see the Lakers getting Montrez Harrell to go with Schroeder, and then they get Wesley Matthews. Lakers are the favorite, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lakers, Lakers are the favorite. You know they what they had a few players leave on them. Oh, and they got Mark Gasol. Yes. <laughs> oh, so they they had a few the players. Leave on them like Rondo, who goes and Dwight, to the yeah. Hawks, and Dwight, who went to the whatever. Sixers. Sixers, okay, whatever. I mean, he's gonna be on the bench. Um, <laughs> but to get Marc Gasol, who you know necessarily isn't gonna be like a huge player on the team, but you know, I feel like that's a place that he's gonna want to. At least he's gonna want to play. You know, he's yep. you know, it's a legacy thing for his family to you know win on the Lakers, so. Well, you know, he's going to be there to do that. Montrez, I think, is going to give them a, an edge and it helps. I think it's going to give them an edge against the Clippers, too. I think well, having, taking them against the Clippers, I, you know, I'm just saying like an edge of like grit against the Clippers. Not necessarily yeah. like a competitive edge, but like I'm just saying like it'll, it'll get in the Clippers' head a little bit. It's like, oh, Montrez left us for the Lakers. Now we got to play against Montrez. Yeah. Montrez knows us. He knows how we play. Montrez was, you know, uh, a vocal leader. I think it sh- kind of shows also to the fractures of what the Clippers were dealing with that Montrez didn't want to stay with them. Yep. Um, but, but I love know. the Serge Ibaka move to the Clippers. Reunite Fungi, Kawhi, and his guy. I think that's Kawhi just true. wants to build his guys around him, and I think that's what he's doing slowly. Slowly. So I, I still feel like there might be some time for the Clippers. You know, they need I a guard. Cons- I wouldn't consider them the front runners like they were last season. No, I no, think no. more so now it's the Lakers. I think um, they should make a move for John Wall because John Wall saying he doesn't want to be in Washington anymore. Poor Bradley Beal, feel bad for him because Beal was like, "Let's run it back." If they, if the Clippers could get John Wall somehow, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, I just think there's a ton of talent in the West that's going to be difficult for the Clippers to really do what they did last year. Also, um, Justin's team gotta show up. Atlanta, 
Bogdan Bogdanovich, maybe, if the Kings don't choose to resign him. Plus, uh, who they get? Uh, they got somebody pretty big. They got Danilo Gallinari. Got Danilo, yeah, that was their yep. big move. And I was, look, Trey, Trey Young has a team around him now. He has a team. He's got Rondo, Danilo, Bogdan, Chris Dunn. Like Chris Dunn and those guys, those young guys on his team just had a chance to develop. Look, Cam it's Raiders time. needed a little bit of time. Herter really isn't that bad of a player. He's just not necessarily a, a starter. Look, if Bogdan comes, he takes that. He takes Herter's minutes. Well, that's what I'm saying. But someone does need to take his minutes because he doesn't need to be playing as many minutes as he's been given, but True. he is a good player. True. Um, but you know, the, the East is definitely up for grabs in a lot of cases because you know, you got, you're going to have the bucks up top, the bucks, you know, some people say they didn't have very good offseason. Man, the fact that B- the bucks don't get bogged on, it makes that drew trade look really bad. It makes that drew trade look really, really bad. Cause I was thinking you go Lopez, uh, Giannis, uh, Chris Middleton, drew and bogged on, and you have a squad Without Bogdan, I, I don't know. I don't know. And they did lose a tremendous amount of depth, too. They did. So. They tried to sign uh, someone at the last minute, like some guard that's – they tried to sign DJ Augustine, who they got. They did got him, yeah. Yeah, they got, they got DJ – and they got Bryn Forbes, and they got Corey Not Craig. a bad player. All those guys, not bad players, but they're not Bogdan Bogdanovich. But you, and what I'm saying is, like, in terms of the East, I still think the Bucks are top five. Yeah, I was I about to say, they're not I one. Feel, I still feel like, well, I, I, guess, the I guess the Nets are number one. I guess the Nets are number I one. I guess, yeah, I guess. Celtics um, and Heat are you know, two and three. Celtics, two and three. Then I would say probably the Bucks, And then the other teams that I feel like. I'd say the Sixers. Yeah, I would say the Sixers, and then the, then that would give, leaves like three other places behind them, like the Raptors, the Heat. I mean, the Raptors. I think I think the Raptors are done. Yeah, I think their team is pretty much blown up at this point. Yep. I think um, the Wizards are done. I think the Wizards are done. I think Indiana is still a contender. Yeah, Indiana has a shot. Indiana is a contender. Um, I'm interested to see what happens out of Charlotte, Atlanta. I think one of them is going to come away. Being I think a Atlanta. I think Atlanta will be in the playoffs. And um, East, East, in Orlando, uh, not probably the, not the Knicks. Um, maybe, maybe Orlando. I guess maybe the Pistons with all these nah. crazy moves. <laughs> nah. Yeah, nah. Also, shout out to the Suns, man. Chris Paul, and they get Jay Crowder, and they have uh, the Suns are a good team now, man. Yeah, the Suns are a pretty good team as well. It makes the West just way more interesting. You right. know, one team, one team that I think didn't. Did not benefit themselves this year in free agency. The is Mavericks. Dallas. Yep. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Same time. The Mavericks. Yep. One thousand percent. Because when the Suns, you have DeAndre Ayton, Booker, Mikael Bridges, Javon Carter, Jay Crowder, Cameron Johnson, Chris Paul, Sarit. Like that's a solid, solid team. Like they made themselves better. Let's look at the NBA. And they're also coming off the momentum that they gained in the bubble from the bubble. The yep. Portland. Portland also gained some momentum in the bubble, and I feel like they. You know, I, added I some pieces that make them competitive. The the uh, Covington move is good for them. Covington, they what they also brought in he was Cantor to be and they bench. got Chris Paul and they got Mello back. Yeah, and they returned Mello, who played. Like, a, I think Lakers a very strong role where they were. Lakers number one, Denver. Got to give Denver number two. Number three, Clippers. 
We'll say yes because of Kawhi. Yeah, number four. four. We'll say Golden State because of Steph, Steph. For now, I'll give Steph just off season off of love because he's a two time MVP. But I could see them fall. Give him four. I'm giving the Suns five, dog. Chris Paul did it with Shea Gilgis Alexander. You tell me Chris Paul can't do it with Devin Booker and Aiden? Honestly, I want to put the Suns four. If I'm being fucking honest, and if I'm being really honest with myself, I want to put them three. I'm buying the Suns Kool-Aid. I am. Chris Paul did it with a worse team, bro. He has such a better team here. And the key is going to be Mikael Bridges. And a better coach. And a way better coach. And a coach he respects. And a coach that's about movement, back cuts. If Mikael Bridges is really what he showed in the bubble, the Suns are three. I got, all right, let's do it. Lakers, I'm being real. Lakers one, Denver two, Suns three, Clippers four, Dallas five. Warriors six. Warriors six. Yep. And then it's a toss up, baby. Portland seven. Pelly's eight. Utah's. Utah, nine. Houston. Nah, Houston is. You think they're done? Tanked. If James Harden's there, I don't know. Oh, well, if James Harden's there, then yeah, I guess so. Because yeah. at this point, I'm still considering that they try and get that done. Yeah. But yeah. Also, I think Minnesota could come up some. I think Minnesota can come up some. Yeah, I think they they're, they could come up some. Memphis, uh, you know, Memphis didn't help themselves in free agency. Andrew Edwards, I think, was the right pick for them. But for the reports that I'm hearing about him, I'm just wondering why any team traded for him. Like, he doesn't even like to play basketball. Like, he, But he's the, doing it as a job. Like, he sees it as a job. It's not a passion. It's something that he's doing as a job. And he, like, you know, I'm not mad at it. Get it done, young man. Get it done. As long as he know. gets it done. But I think, we, like we, you we said, ne- how you Dallas have- didn't help themselves, the Grizzlies didn't help themselves. Well, I mean, if I'm Carl Anthony Towns, I got D'Angelo Russell, who sometimes doesn't act like he cares about basketball. Carl Anthony Towns, who doesn't care about basketball. Oh, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) And then, so it's just a bunch of people who don't care about basketball being in a terrible city. That's true. Like, why do they want to win? You're right. They don't. So. And what are the Spurs doing? The Spurs look like they're in no man's land. The Spurs need to completely, they don't need to tank. They just need to tear it up. And get a new. LaMarcus Aldridge is 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 done. done. Mar DeRozan is done. Done. Greg Popovich, at this point, I'm sorry. He's he's going he's done. Oh, give it to Becky Hammond and start over. Give it to Becky Hammond and start over. I'm not a new star. Or you, Tim you Duncan need, be the coach. Or Tim Duncan be the coach. But you know, but someone they needs need to get to, Becky Hammond a shot. So they need to get Kay Cunningham, the guy from next year. Is that all the important moves, really? I think that's all the important moves. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think much about what happened in the draft for real? I mean, we talked about it last week, and I think you know, and like just said, there's enough. plenty of players that have. There was no potential. moves that really tri- that really changed like things in the draft. I think Brooklyn did a good job keeping Joe Harris. I think that's fucking important. It's true. Very very important. I and mean, I think that's about it. Serge going to the to the Clippers is big, but Marcus All going to the Lakers is big too. Yeah, and, I think that's both of, and both of them leaving Toronto, in my opinion, is big because yeah, they, you know Toronto gave Fred Van. I mean, Toronto Vliet, gets Fred Van Vliet and Aaron Baines, but that's, that's they gave Fred Van Vliet way too much money, and they gave Aaron Baines too much money. <laughs> so Saint the Pels didn't do that shit. I'm glad. So I'm glad they got their banner because they're never going to have one for at least this decade. I think the the Golden State's making the playoffs now that now now that I'm thinking about it. Baysmore, Ubre, Wiggins, they got enough. Steph, if Steph, Steph, they got enough. They'll be fine. I, you know, Wiggins, 
the thing about Wiggins is, you know, looking back on his career, he was in Minnesota, which I consider is a don't care zone. Yeah. People that just don't like basketball. So I think him moving to Golden State, having a coach like Steve Kerr is going to be around Steph Curry is going to, you know, maybe bring some new life into his basketball career. Oh, each one more you know also went to the Suns. Yeah, the Suns are fourth ranked seed, baby. I'm, I like I like Chris Paul and Booker. I'm pulling for him. That you know how Dallas was my secondary team last year. Suns my secondary team this year. Yeah, I'm 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 into it. I, I like the, I, I like, like the Monty Suns. Williams. I like I like the coach. I li- and it, it's shout out to uh shout out to Drew Productions on Twitter. Shout out to our guy Drew in Japan. He said he just there's so many Pelicans ties to the Suns now. It's literally all the old Hornets and Pelicans people. Etwan Moore, Chris Paul, the coaches. It just has a lot of Pelicans ties. So, but I think that's all the big moves. Hopefully, like we said, the Pelicans can get a wing. But Steven Adams, that's huge. Big, big move. Big get. Eric Bledsoe, I'm liking it now. Now that we got rid of George Hill, makes sense. Let's see what the Pels do. But Schubert, that's pretty much it. Tell the people they can find you on social media. You can uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at ashubert 14 uh, Bros Who Binge is coming every Thursday. I, I don't know what we're going to do with Thanksgiving this week. I guess we're still going to have it come out on Thanksgiving yeah, it, Day. it'll come out on Thanksgiving Day. So we'll have that come out on Thanksgiving Day. We're talking the most recent Mandalorian episode, uh, which was a great one, even though it was a side mission. Yep. But it was very fun, and I'm excited to talk about it with Linda. And there were lots of very inside baseball things that I think – are worth talking about and, and then next week we get the big one yeah and then we'll, we're gonna do a live review on, on into Twitch. That. there's also some fun news to talk about and uh we you know the animaniacs came out on hulu we'll be talking about be that, and, that and the fresh prince of bel-air reunion yep so we'll those are that. all exciting things to look forward to but are we also doing a top 10 uh, are we doing our top five are we doing our top five directors oh yeah i mean we could do that real quick so i'm gonna yeah. Be too bad. So we'll do our top five directors as well. And then, you know, look out for Run It Back. Yeah. With, uh, today, with by Super the, Ad. So. By the time you guys hear this. Yep. It'll be out. So, all right. You guys can follow me at LimbyWT. Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to check out, like Schubert said, the Run It Back. Super bad. Great. Anime talk out on Tuesday. Uh, another uh, five reasons why you should read Eden Zero and be excited for the uh, manga. I mean, be excited for the anime coming out next Monday. Run it back. I'm going to announce it. Akira. We're doing the classic anime movie, Akira, that Jordan Peele was going to direct, that Taika Waititi was going to direct. We're doing the classic one. Me and Chris will be on the lookout for that. Also, uh, like she said, Bros Who Binge. And then Late Nights with Lynn. By the time you guys hear this, Monday night, Delta D's is coming on. Friday night, Schubert's coming on. We're doing a Mandalorian review. And then I'm going to have something in between during the week. We'll figure it out. But... Like I said, follow me, LimbyWT. For all the information, get it at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube. But that's all we got today for Schubert, for Krissa, for Brooklyn, for Doom, for Justin Ivey. My name is Lyndon. You guys have a good one. We will talk to you next Monday. Until then, peace. Baby, tell me why you're talking all crazy. I'm trying to understand your point of view. Baby, is this our final cadence, yeah? Or is it just another interlude? Cause baby, you